PKA 562, our guest comedian, Josh Wolf. Taylor? This episode of PKA brought to you by Blue Chew and ExpressVPN. A couple of wonderful sponsors. We'll hear more about them. Josh, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What's going on with you guys? I like your hot tub, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, this is actually Hot Tub 4. There, huh? there are three other ones I have in my folder, too. And do they let, do they look less rapey than that one? No, this they, is the rapiest. Just yeah. This is this is how I, I lure eleven year olds into my lair. That, that is yo. That is a whew. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that doesn't real, look designed to appeal to adults. There's a rubber ducky in it for Christ's sakes. Hell yeah! I'm pretty sure this is a hot tub from one of like the the borderline porn Twitch streams, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Borderline yeah. porn t- Twitch stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're not in the Twitch world. This is like old hat now, but it was uh, basically Twitch had a problem of they would have a bunch of content creators go in like the just chatting and they would do nothing but like wear a really like skimpy bikini and sit in a hot tub and do things like give me $10 and I'll write your name on my ass. And Twitch decided, well, we don't want our whole just chatting just dominated by these There's hot tub content creators. And so they made a whole secondary one. Yeah, yeah. So, so Twitch... They try to be progressive as as best they can. And what's appropriate for someone who's doing a workout stream is not appropriate for someone who's like in their office studio doing a stream. So they're, they're like, I don't know, if I was sitting here in a bikini, it would mean a different thing than if I was at the beach. So they created a hot tub and is it hot tub and beach or something like that? Or hot tub and swimming? It's just a bikini. Yeah. No, no, no. The uh, the what's the category? <laughs> the called? category, yeah. It's like hot tubs, beaches, and something like that. But it's really just you can wear a bikini in this one, right? Because you By wouldn't way, expect a beach stream to have a. Go ahead. The fuck cares if they're in a bikini in their hot? Tub. Oh, I care. I'm, I'm oh, very much. Yeah, we, we, out we care very streams. much. Yeah, we're very pro. What the girl wears is essential to why I watch her. We're on team bikini here. Don't get us wrong. What you got to keep in mind is. What you got to keep in mind is Twitch is a, a, a website with lots of child viewers. Like, yeah, like there's yeah. lots of kids who who pop on there and they're gonna, they're going to watch their favorite Minecraft guy build a castle, but then they look over here and there's like a 22 year old chick with big boobs like rubbing them and like and like licking a, a microphone with an ear on it, like tongue fucking it, and they're like. For some reason, I like this more. For some reason, yeah, I like yeah, this yeah. more. Yeah. I understand yeah. because I'm nine, but something about this is drawing me. By the way, fuck <laughs> Minecraft. Guys, do you know what I found out today? What? Oh, I I I'm so happy I'm actually on this podcast with you guys. Good. Did you know that some dudes orgasm out their butthole? I just learned that a few weeks ago. What the, the fuck the, is going the, on? The, the cum comes out of their ass? Yes, and it's not somebody else's. That they didn't put it there. That's their own. Talking about something else. No, this is this isn't true. Wait, how would you? Unless you have a serious problem internally, I don't think you should. I well, you like doctors would have this? discovered this. Other I believe it's shenanigans. Referred to as a prostate orgasm. Yes, yeah, but yeah, that I, but, yes. but that is an orgasm that is acquired. That is an, that is an orgasm that is acquired through prostate sti- prostate stimulation. Though there is certainly nothing coming out of the butthole. Ideally. Um, I think there are things coming out of the butthole. I, I will bet you as much money as you would like. <laughs> Name your price. There, this is there, an area done dramatic. Uh, there is. Do you mean you don't think any fluid comes out? So I read the article. This dude was orgasming out of his butthole for two years. It took him two years to go see the doctor. And I was like, two years. 
the guy got walked in on by his girlfriend after having gay sex, and he's like, I'm just coming. It's my cum <laughs> coming out of my ass. Yes, it's called Santorum now. Let, let me tell you, that. this is my friend Santorum. First time I jerked off <laughs> and something came out of my butthole, I'd call the doc. I'd, I'd call the doctor before I cleaned myself up. I'm like, do you need to come over and look at it? Because I'll leave it here if you need me to. But <laughs> why is that rough. happening to me? I mean, it's that's not. that's a serious medical problem. I think Kyle knows a lot about this. But, <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, just, you, I, I promise nothing's coming out of anyone's butthole that, that's not like, I don't know, some natural fluids just happened to come out because they were like... Really giving it to you. Really giving it to you. Like like maybe they're pooping or some water's coming maybe out or something like that's coming out of there. But, but like there's no like ejaculate coming out of buttholes. Like this isn't I, like when a woman squirts. Yes. Which may, which is which is in fact yes. what happens when a woman like loses control of her of her urine and pisses all over your bed and then you got to get a whole new Casper mattress and, and it's a whole fucking problem because now you when you do your old it. Casper mattress that thing was a thousand dollars now it smells like pee the garbage man doesn't want to take it away you can't burn it you're in the city limits what do you do hypothetically hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> Kyle use as an archery target uh, you know you 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 squirting urine guys are like the tomato is a fruit dude. Nobody <laughs> hey, stop ruining it for everybody. Why, why, are you, why are you throwing facts in it? There are dudes all over the place who are like, she squirted. Not she peed on my face. She squirted. And why do you, you're like, you're ruining it. You're ruining. It's like, next thing you're going to tell me is that lesbians don't, don't scissor. And then I'll be real mad. I've seen you know lesbian I mean? scissor. I know that's a real thing. And I've, seen, and I've had plenty of women squirt in my bed. And while I'm happy for them, I'm sad for me because now I have to learn. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, ew, I'm not going to shame anybody. But at the same time, I'm like, you could have warned me that that's a thing you do. Or, like, like, does it take you out of the moment and then you're just like, as they're squirting, you're like fast forwarding to like the amount of laundry you have to do. I, I, I don't I, know if I can afford to flip this. I'm like a Vietnam end. vet in the helicopter heading back to the fire base. I'm just, de de just like dead face. Just like, well, it's Plugging happened again. Away. Like yeah, I, I, I was. I'll finish you off, and but there's a lot of Clorox I'm gonna need tonight. You really even need I, to I have a room dedicated for for ladies like this. The I, I'm, room? I'm, yeah, like picture something rubber everywhere. Decorate right, just the plastic dungeon. sheets all over the place. Sex swing in the middle, and uh, she's not there. She's she's there to have a good time. Are, are we not gonna address the very low key humble brag of I've had plenty of women squirt in my bed? Like it's I not. mean, I have. If you haven't had plenty of women squirt in your bed, either you, you are a monogamous kind of gentleman, nothing's wrong with that, or you need some tips and I can help you. Or your ladies have bladder control. <laughs> I've been yeah, married. You're like, maybe you're not with the kind of women who have bladder control issues like me. <laughs> has like a woman over and like when a I see a lady still. show up with that Depends panty line, I know. She's about to bust off like a fire hydrant. It's That's my, my girl lady. right there. Before I fuck a woman, I like her to drink two quarts of apple juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really need to go. Shut up. <laughs> do it for me. Oh, you're going to go. <laughs> but I do agree with Josh about the, there are a lot of guys who like the idea of the squirting being some mystical fluid you can't put your finger on. Yeah. And to, you know, let them enjoy that. Let them think it's not pee as they yeah, smell I, the I ammonia. I want to ask those guys. Where do you think it's stored when they're not squirting it? Like, 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 like where do you think that that squirt fluid that, that it is? By the way, Go for ahead. the guys, for guys out there who are like, Kyle, ask like, me, ask me, where's it stored in the vagina? 
in the vagina. <laughs> they're just there's walking around Deep like, in the like pussy. holding it's it in. Kyle, it's in the vagina, Kyle. It, don't you know anything? It's right in the vagina. That's what it comes out of, and that's what it's in the vagina. How is it in hundreds of years of biology, scientists, doctors, etc., haven't discovered like this mystical uh, storage area Squirt and pocket. delivery source, right? Like if it's not coming from the urethra. Then where does it oh it's a hundred percent why has the urethra that is and not why hasn't that thing been found like if it's if it's not just pee if they're not just peeing on you then you'd think we would discover where the squirt comes from yeah it's certainly pee it's, yeah, we, it's a thousand <laughs> times pee. there's nothing else it can be it's not I from her prostate I don't agree because <laughs> I don't it agree does, <laughs> it doesn't smell like urine how's it taste <laughs> it's oh, like, salty well, well here's the thing. I've never tasted urine before, so I can't tell you if it tastes like urine or not. Uh, but you just did. You. Yeah. Believe me, you have. <laughs> Believe me, you have. <laughs> you have. Uh, you like walking around your bedroom later like, look, no, we don't have a cat. And, and, and not, this is a perfect I'm example. You, it's of, not pee. This is a perfect not, example of how men take care of women's like, uh, like, like, like their um, their body image and stuff when they're in a relationship with them and women don't don't always follow the same thing like you've never heard a man talk about how how some woman he dated had a loose pussy but you always see some scallywag on the internet yeah he had a little dick or something like that yeah, you never some sca- my ex-boyfriend <laughs> had the smallest penis in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. her boy never was see about how her boyfriend has to the end of his plank <laughs> the only thing you'll get from him is scurvy. <laughs> yeah, you'd never so see I it. peed all over him. <laughs> you never see it. You, you, like, 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 imagine if, like, when I came, I also just urinated all over your 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 loofah or whatever. You know, you're you're not loofah. Your bed, your bed. Like, like, you'd fucking have a dis- women would have a fucking meltdown. They tell their friends, "Yeah, he pissed all over me. It was disgusting." Can you imagine, like, I'm gonna come and then you just piss? <laughs> you just piss everywhere. Oh, oh, oh yeah! <laughs> all over her, all over the bed. Yo, the, sheets, the curtains. <laughs> Why haven't you done that? <laughs> it's really hard to see with an erection. <laughs> it's really hard to see with an erection. It could be done, but it, it requires a lot of muscle control. Yeah, you just got to do it upside down. I'll try that. <laughs> do a handstand. So yeah, yeah, do, do a handstand. That's right. Do a handstand. I do planks across the toilet and pretend I'm Superman. Sometimes I, I, I'll do. I'll, I'll put a hand on the wall and like kick my feet way out, and so so that so that like my it's dick my is tactic. pointed at a perfect angle to actually be able to piss with an erection. Like I wake up and I gotta piss so bad. Not me. Flat, support him in the middle. Two hands forward. Hit. <laughs> Sometimes I just do a flag. You know, I do. <laughs> sometimes I pee flag. just directly into the shower. I mean, I would have no problem with that. Into the shower head, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, fight fire with fire. Does everybody? Everybody pees in the shower. Some people just lie about it, right? I think so. Who doesn't pee in the shower? Some people will be like, "That's gross. I don't pee in the shower." I detail. You missed an opportunity for a joke. What you say is, "Doesn't everyone go to the bathroom in the shower?" And when everyone admits to it, you're like, (laughs) "Yeah, but like forcing it down the drain is the hard part, right?" All right, we'll do a little post editing. (laughs) <laughs> Does everybody go to the shower? The bathroom in the shower? Couldn't even get it right the second time. Yeah, yeah you had a second chance, and you. That's what I keep loading up for whenever this topic comes. Strike fucking two there. Like, yeah, everybody knows it the down the drain is a real mess. <laughs> I did have a friend of mine stuff. in college who pooped in the shower and tried to push it down the drain with his feet. 
What an asshole. It seems like that would work. It didn't oh, work. Oh, it worked. No. Why, it clogged why? up the drain. Uh, yeah. he's got he's got inferior plumbing. Mike can take yeah. a load. Oh my god. I, you was shit he balding? in your was shower. He Wait, I always shit it? in the shower, of course. You gotta go. There's a there's drain there. When you gotta go, you gotta go. No, 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 no. Wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> wait one fucking second. Yeah. You guys are just gonna let him say when you gotta go, when you gotta go, you shit in the shower. <laughs> I mean, not not mind, about that. Like, if I'm at a hotel or something, you know, it's not my drain. Or like at a friend's house. That's how I stick it hey. to the man at Hilton. <laughs> wait a fucking Wait a fucking Hey, do you know what else is Juanita. right there next to the drain in the shower? The fucking toilet. Yeah, yeah, gotta yeah I gotta get off. I gotta get out of the shower. Now I'm dripping water everywhere. It's, it's a big mess. It's disgusting. Frankly. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave a mess. <laughs> it is gross to like. To what shit animal right are you? Just sitting on a toilet while you're all wet. That I will say, yeah. wiping your butt when you're wet is a terrible. Mm. Oh, oh, the worst. It's horrible. I just it's use the worst washcloth at that point. That's why yeah. being in a hotel helps. Yeah, I just I just shit in the tub. What do you do? Like, like I am, of course, joking, but like at at the hotel, like when you've got like that pile of like used cum towels and and sex rags and stuff, and it, like like I I always just like try to like wrap the dirtiest part of it into a ball, and like I almost want to leave a note. Pick pick this up carefully. Use gloves. Yeah. Use By the gloves. way, I have I AIDS. Think they know what the pile of towels underneath the sink mean. Yeah, I hope they do. They I know they opened the door and smelled it. They do. I hope oh, Rose Marita isn't know. coming in there all like like going raw dog and just like getting in there. Oh, let me see how clean they are. Oh, oh no. 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 Let me see, Kyle. Like, smelling. Do you need to like shower four times a day? No. Oh, it smells like bleach. It must be a clean. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, Kyle, what accent was that? Oh, that's Rose Marita's accent. She is from far away. <laughs> Do not ask where Rose Marita comes from. Yeah, I couldn't quite place the accent. He is struggling one. with the visa process. Yeah, it's basically he is from South America from via the guy. He is from South America via Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little time in Asia. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. I represent all of the immigrant women who clean up your gum. <laughs> from Ukraine, yeah. sort of a hodgepodge. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, that's to that's what the women who work at hotels I go to sound like. Spot exactly. on. Exactly. But talk yeah, to them? get a little Italian there at the end. Manana. Yeah, mamma mia, that's a lot of cum on the towel. <laughs> No, that, the worst yeah, they know is exactly when what it is. the worst disaster ever at a hotel was when I fucked that chick. Um, I know that coming. that lovely young prostitute who who was on her period and had the diaphragm in, and I knocked knew the it. diaphragm loose. Damn, she needed and then, money. And like the next thing I knew, like it looked like a, a murder scene in the bed, and uh, and and I told she was like freaking out, like embarrassed, and I was like, look, I'm not gonna big, make a big deal out of this. I'm gonna go wash up, but you are in charge of calling downstairs and getting me new sheets and blankets because. I can't be responsible for this. Were you nervous she, having the blood of a prostitute all over you for like STDs or anything? Nah, she was so careful. She sucked my dick with a condom on. So I figured she she was clean as could be. That doesn't even, I've never had my dick sucked yeah. with a condom on, but it seems like she I'd shamed me. Jack off. Like, Kyle. Oh, it was awful. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be a condom blowjob, but she's like sucking my dick when she like pop, pops the condom on. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, no. I thought there was going to be oral. Oh, there is. You're going to suck my dick with a condom on. And at some point, she's like, is it going to get any harder than this? And I'm like, 
I don't know. I've never had a blowjob with a condom on. This is the worst thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> I literally have to do like mental. I like close my eyes like I'm like I'm fucking Neo trying to believe he's beginning to believe. <laughs> and like try to like force myself to have like a matrix bending like erection. And and then I'm able to fuck her finally. But it was awful. Terrible. When experience. did she that tell you about the period? Blue Chew, our sponsor. She, she never told me about the period until there was blood everywhere. Well, that's that's unprofessional. Yeah, she put a diaphragm. Yeah, I mean... So she's got like a diaphragm in. So it's like holding the blood back. <clears throat> and I knocked that loose. Is that how that works? I hope you. I, I hope know. you left that on the Yelp review. Yeah, uh, three stars. Business three stars. <laughs> <laughs> three stars. You know, there were two prostitutes, and I picked. I believe I picked the blonde. I should have went with the brunette. Clearly. If they, if I had known that one of them was going to ruin my bed that night, I would have gone with the brunette. Were you window shopping? What do you mean? There was two of them. Yeah, you know, there was two to choose from. They were they working together, like, like prostitutes often do that. They work in pairs. That way, you know, if anything like bad happens to one, they've got backup or whatever. <clears throat> you know, I figured like, it was a website you were looking at when you were. Nah, they were uh, like if you go to if you work if you go to, like fancy hotels, there's always a couple like pretty ladies in cocktail dresses kind of work in the bar area. Um, they're almost what? always prostitutes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Now, I will say, my friends and I used to play a game in Vegas when I used to go. Um, and we'd go to one of the bars, one of the center bars in the casino. And the game was spot the hooker. And if you found a woman who you thought was a hooker, you had to go up and proposition her. And my friend was so bad at the game. I saw him get slapped. I saw him get a drink thrown on him because you know, the one mistake he kept making, mm -hmm. we finally had to tell him, we were like, dude, you keep approaching women who have big purses. Hookers <laughs> do not carry big purses. They, they care. They have like equipment that they need to keep on them. Like, no, that's all built in. They're not carrying. Big <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Yeah. But I would have guessed they had big like purse. lube and, several condoms yeah, i think and I just like one condom money you know what i mean room key yeah that's that's it's a, it's a it's a small package maybe yeah. maybe a knife or something this, yeah right there's no way i'd be a prostitute if i don't have a fucking chank like a little gun or something a little derringer yeah maybe a gun too i don't know i, I don't know like like i would be i don't know what's scarier like be honest what's scarier if you're in like a hotel room with a stranger a gun or a knife a gun knife. i think knife scarier knife wait am i stuck I, in there i can't leave the room I mean, you can like like this is like in a magic a magical hotel hotel room. I'm just you're fast? in a scenario I, where you're I, with I another. I got my answer, Kyle. I think if there's a dude in the room, it's a knife. If it's a chick, it's the gun. Here's why I think it's the knife, no matter what. Okay. I think that people are much more likely to like cut you a little than they are to pull the trigger on a gun, because like <sighs> like like, like I, I feel like <clears throat> yeah, con I feel like consequences of a knife for them as far as like the knife wielder are lower. They're like they're, first of all, this is silent, right? Like, like maybe I, like, like we're already in a scenario where like he can't tell on me cause I'm a, I'm a prostitute. And like, I, I said it was a hundred, but now it's 200 and he's going to fucking pay or whatever. And like, like she might poke you a little with her if dirty you gave fucking my pocket wife knife. or daughter, a knife and put them in the same room with me and aggression. I come out with either nothing or something that requires a bandaid. Well, I'm not talking about a lovely, mean, sophisticated lady. Like I don't mean to go all big time on with, you. Woody. I'm I talking about. I can kick Woody. anyone in this. House. I'm talking about Rosemarie. <laughs> Woody, Woody, I've never seen your wife, so I don't know what she looks like. And Big you and I have only lady. met 
on computer wrists. Okay. You and I have only met over the computer three or four times. Don't blow my lies. I tell people otherwise. I'm telling you right now, your wife goes into a room with a knife and you, Mm -hmm. you're coming out with some holes. I definitely agree. Like you've seen those clips. We've talked about this before where someone's in like a white shirt and white pants and the other person has a Sharpie and it's like, I'm on Woody's toenails without my help. I'm on Woody's team. I don't see her. I'm on Woody's team here. Um, Look, good. Two on two. Never <laughs> overestimate. Never overestimates a woman's a, a woman's like physical abilities when it comes to combat. Okay, never do that. All right. We're, when when you see those those things where it's 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 a, a guy with a sharpie and a guy with a white t shirt, mm-hmm. the person with the sharpie is a man. Okay. I'd love to I'd love to run the scenario with a woman, um, mm-hmm. where she's got the sharpie and she's trying to cut me, and I'm and I'm fucking just fucking grabbing her little wrist so hard that like I can squeeze it and she just drops the fucking sharpie. Grab her wrist, kick her ankle, and have her be like, "I didn't think that that was allowed in the rules of this." You know, like, yeah. like <clears throat> I'm telling you, I, with with wrist control, I can take her down. Look, I've beaten a lot of women in my time. I'm telling you, they can't do shit about it. About yeah, this. get on my level in this topic, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think yeah, you guys no. are <laughs> overestimating your knife fighting ability. You I agree. You don't have to have any skill. Oh, I won't have knife. a knife. I'm unarmed. I mean, yeah. you're fighting I'll have a knife with a knife. 10 seconds into I'm doing that fight. Steven Seagal shit where I take my jacket off and I roll it up on one oh, hand. And by the way, <laughs> the white t-shirt pant Sharpie thing mm. is great and all, but I'm a little less careful when someone's trying to get my white shirt dirty than I am if somebody's holding a knife. So, I mean, we can run that test all you want, but as aggressive as you think you're going to be, when somebody's got a knife... I think you're less aggressive and they're more aggressive. Oh, yeah. And I would so, go like straight, like, don't stab me. And like throwing <laughs> towels at him, trying to flip the mattress onto him. I'm yeah. like, I'm oh, ripping the towel, wasn't it? I, I would absolutely run into the bathroom, tear off the towel holder and just oh, like, yeah. be like, all right. Ooh, that's a know, good move. <laughs> that's, that's all I can think of. I'm pretty sure that thing weighs like six ounces, but it's still, I like it. It's better just, than nothing. I'll be speedy with it. <laughs> Maybe you have a higher quality towel holders. That's possible. Yeah, yeah it's because I'm staying at the Marriott. You're staying at Chuck's Eatery <laughs> for $14 a night. You Dude, I to- stay in places called like Knight's Finn because they got removed from the franchise. They have their license <laughs> taken away. One too many times, like Finn the Marriott outside. representative comes there and they're like, we just can't associate with them anymore. That's exactly what happens. All right, well, then we're going to be chucks overnight how about that and it's like i can only the police can stop you now <laughs> you, know, you know what um so completely different topic here um do you remember the guy who boarded the the flight and he was wearing the burger king uh crown yeah. and uh and he was being incredibly racist and, and uh he's like screaming he's like he, he's he's mad at, at an african-american lady and he's screaming at the top of his lungs get that n-word bitch off the plane and they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so over the top. And he's got a Burger racist. King hat on. He's wearing one of those Burger King crowns. How he's long ago? Crown. This is like a you over haven't a seen this video. It, all right. So it, is the it, woman he's angry with years an employee ago? or a fellow passenger? It's hard to tell, but okay. he's hilarious because like you can tell he's a, all right. It's not the racism isn't what's hilarious. The fact that he's clearly a troll is what's hilarious because he kind of like grins over at the, at the at the at the guy recording like. They're so upset. Like, like they anyway. He got like banned from all aircraft that exist. Uh, and <laughs> but what's interesting on like a cultural level, Burger King no longer makes the crowns, so you can't get them anymore. Because I was thinking it would be really funny because I'm flying next week to be wearing one of those crowns and like like take a little selfie and pop it in the Discord. Like, 
guys about to take off and like be wearing the crown, be wearing the same t-shirt he had, the same fucking uh, COVID mask and everything. Yeah, I can't get, get a Burger King crown. It would be exist. funny if I took this guy for a tandem paramotor flight just to stick it to the man. Back in the skies, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a face tattoo, so he's this isn't the first strange thing he's done. No, he's Wait a, a second. Man. You can't get a Burger King crown anymore? No, I, I tried so, so hard. Like, like I called Burger King. Uh, I was like, "Do you guys have the crowns?" They're like, "No, we don't. We don't. We don't carry the crowns." I got on Etsy because I thought maybe somebody might be like making some bootleg crowns. Can't get them there. Um, I, I, you can't I, get a Burger King crown on Amazon right now. No, I went on Amazon and they have like bootleg ones. They're like clearly not. Like I can tell that's not the Burger King crown. You can get an original BK Burger King crown for seventy dollars. Or actually, it's I mean? 69 69 so that seems like a joke. Is it on eBay? <laughs> it's on eBay, yeah. Thought so, yeah. I mean, it looks like it's in great mint condition, it says. Oh, only worn once. Man, that was the only good thing about Burger King as a kid was the crown, because McDonald's blew the pants off their food. Any Everywhere else mm. blows the pants off Burger King's food. It's real bad. Yeah, the crown was fun. They didn't even the think Burger King, Burger Wait, King didn't do you, have the, the fun do, playhouses either. Do you think... McDonald's burgers are better than Burger King's burgers? No, I don't. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, don't, do, I, do I don't like Burger King I, burgers. I, think, it tastes I weird. think the Whopper is so much better than the Quarter Pounder. Without a doubt. Infinitely better. Okay, yeah. the Whopper's better than the Big Mac, sure. But overall, at least the meat at McDonald's like has that consistent, salty, low-quality flavor. Like Burger King is weird. It tastes I, I, no, I think, like that smoky flame, flame-broiled smell. Me too. And, yes, and I, don't I like think that. the Whopper beats any burger that McDonald's has. Agreed. What is, what is on the Whopper that tastes like that? Just carcinogens of some sort? Yeah, like, it's I, flame broiled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got, like, they got yeah. flames underneath. The, the, like, the, guy, little... uh, the guy in the back cooking smokes. It's char. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. He, he dumped his ashes on <laughs> the burger before he spent it out. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's awful. I think it's char, and I really like it. It's got sort of a backyard barbecue kind of like taste and smell to it, and I like it. Like, like, like I can smell it right now and it's i'm, I'm a little hard i, I really like yeah. those burgers um obviously they, they pale in comparison to like a five guys burger or like any place that like really is nice. like a burger bar that has it's like high quality entirely yeah i also like they put mayo on their bur- mayo on their burger because i like mayo on burgers mcdonald's Me doesn't too. do that uh they used to do it that mcdonald's had a burger called the big and tasty it was a limited time thing that went away I wonder, so there's a chicken sandwich wars now where most uh, restaurants, like fast food yeah. places, are putting their best foot forward. I wonder how the Burger King chicken sandwich is. Maybe it's not good. Like- I had one the other day. After you and I talked about these chicken sandwiches, um, you were like, I bet Burger King's chicken sandwich is good. And I looked it up, and it's called like – it's got a funny name. It's like a McChicking Mc, Mc or something sandwich. Okay. Or no, it's, it's called like a, a, chick, a chick King sandwich or something like that. Ooh. And, and the picture of it. I disagree. That's not a funny name at all. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, even if it was the best tasting thing of all time, on principle, I'm not eating that fucking sandwich. <laughs> well, it looked like honey meals. <laughs> I, I, I ordered one and it was very tiny. Like it looked nothing like in the picture, it's this big piece of chicken that's like hanging out around the bun, like two inches on every side and like really nicely breaded. And you get it, and it's like one of those microwavable patties that you would get for like a penny. What do you guys think about the? What do you guys think about that? Because I live in Nashville now. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you guys think about the hot chicken craze? Oh, I've loved uh, Nashville hot chicken for a long time. You got to make it the right way, though. You use uh, cayenne and you use lard. I mean, I love fried chicken, so I'm sure I would love it. Yeah. Oh, the hot chicken is so good. It's so good. Not so good for my butthole, but real good for my mouth hole. Yeah, oh, it's it's really good. I like spicy chicken. 
And, and so like like uh, it's been a long time since I've had it because it's terrible for you. But yeah, it's it's like a fried chicken sandwich dipped in this sauce, and the sauce is composed of like equal parts lard, which is pig fat, and cayenne pepper, and it's really spicy and really fucking tasty. It's good shit. I need to give I'm it a go for it. Spicy chicken, that's a big craze. Hot chicken is a big craze in Nashville right now. I thought that would just be everywhere. Oh, it's called, it's called Nashville Hot Chicken. It's called it's like Nashville a, Hot it's Chicken. Like a, yeah, yeah, It's like a national craze. Like, it's everywhere. Like, there's tons of recipes on YouTube. Like, all the, like, the big content creators have made, like, a Nashville Hot Chicken sandwich. It's good shit. It's, like, dripping with sauce. Yeah, it depends. Like, you can get the the hot, hot one um, is out of my league. Like, yeah. it's mm -hmm. not, but, but I can do that medium, and it is tasty, man. Here's the thing. Usually when people say hot, I'm going to avoid it just because hot they go hot with no flavor. Mm. This is hot with flavor. I, I don't like things hot just for hot sake. Yeah, agreed. I agree with you. Yeah. Like there's a big difference between like a really tasty spicy chicken sandwich and like, oh, let's get this. What the one chip challenge or whatever the fuck that is where it comes in a coffin. And it's like, yeah, first of all, I'm not spending twenty two dollars on one chip. That's absurd. And second, like I've never seen somebody eat it in one a second. No, like, no, it, it's a punishment. No, I like spicy stuff. I like my eyes to be watering. If I got to blow my nose, that's okay. But if I have to stop multiple times during eating a meal and just like recover, that's too hot. I agree with you. I agree with you. If it's so hot that it changes the smell of your urine, it's too hot. Yeah, yeah. Like I like Indian food, like real yeah. and Thai, Thai food, like pretty fucking hot. Um, Indian like, food can get there. Yeah, like real bad. Indian yeah, I order when I when I order like Thai food, I order it Lao hot, and it's uh, it is pretty stupid hot. It's probably hotter than most people would like. But I I kind of like that it like I eat fast and I eat small meals, and so it's like <clears throat> this will slow me down. This will yeah. let me savor this meal a little bit. Have you ever gone to like a Thai place? I've done this so many times, and they're like, "What level of heat?" And I'm like, "Spicy," and they're like, "Thai oh. spicy or regular?" And like every time, I'm like, "A little more than Thai spicy, a little more than that. just because I like undercutting their <laughs> belief oh. that it's going. Oh, this guy can't handle. It. And then I'm over there like, "See, <laughs> see, listen to how clean my breath is." <laughs> <laughs> breathing great not even enjoying it but i can't let that guy who forgot about me immediately get a get a leg up <laughs> <laughs> i can't I, I i i rely on their judgment i don't want it spicy thai spicy white person spicy yeah, yeah. white spicy well what oh, white spicy english white or italian white let's go with nordic <laughs> level of spice <laughs> you know when i was in new zealand um there was some a, a, a bunch of like it's the first time I've ever had the Indian food just tasted different than here. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to him, I go, "It tastes so different." The guy said, "Where are you from?" I said, "America." And he goes, "Oh yeah, you have American Indian food." And I go, "What's the difference?" He goes, "Have you e eaten spicy Indian food over there?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Do you want to try some of mine?" And I was like, "Sure." And he goes, "Okay, yo." <laughs> <laughs> it it was like it touched my tongue, and right away I knew. Oh, I've made a big mistake in life right now. Like <laughs> I have, this is the, do you have a gallon of milk that I could shove in my <laughs> mouth hole right now? Like that, I got to gargle with that. Like I would lick a bar of soap right now to coat my tongue. Like <laughs> Wait, that, that kind of heat. It seems like it would, but. Soap feels like it might work, Woody, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like the oils that are in the, 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 the pepper. I saw, is, apparently sugar works. 
I, 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 yeah. I think I talked about this before. I saw Gordon Ramsay on that. What's the YouTube channel where they eat progressively Hot hotter wings? Hot ones. Hot ones, yeah. So uh, he gets to like hot wing number six or something and pulls a glazed donut out of his pocket. He came prepared as a way to counter the heat. Yeah. I don't, this, just, uh, this reminded me, we were talking about like the Thai thing. When I was like, I think I was probably like 14 or something. And I was in Jamaica with my family on vacation. And like, you know, how you can walk down the beach in a place like Jamaica. And eventually you get to the end of like the resort beach and it just becomes the normal beach. And they have like these like walk-in markets, which is like a bunch of chintzy garbage that you don't really want. But I was walking through there with, with my girlfriend at the time. We were looking at things and like, it's like penis pipes and a bunch of silly stuff. And this one Jamaican guy, like he was, <laughs> I was like walking by a shop and he's like, yeah, come on, come in here and see what you like and all that. And I was like, no, no, no. Like it's just a bunch of penis pipes. And he's like this one. He picks up a little one. He's like, this one's American size. Yeah. And I took out my wallet and I go, you know what else is American size? And I, <laughs> and I left and it was my first real out in public burn. And I was like, I was high on myself all day <laughs> at like 13. Like, man, I'm, I'm dope. <laughs> in reality, I probably like stuttered. Follow that one to the hotel. Rob him. Follow that stupid bitch to the hotel. Rape him. <laughs> that jump you took that you went from zero to a hundred on that one that was that's that's how you know i live in the world <laughs> dudes that sell stuff like that or like such hucksters like like it's uh oh, yeah. i would go to um pendergrass uh, for anybody who's in like northeast georgia they have this huge outdoor flea market and uh, i mean it's massive you can walk around this thing all day not necessarily to buy anything but just to see what they have because they've got like animals for sale they've got um like not livestock, but you know, pets and all sorts of shit. Mm -hmm. And they've got like stolen tools and like all that nonsense that like you would never actually, but like blow, blow guns and like little crossbows, yeah. like all sorts of junk. And there was this black guy selling homemade colognes in these little vials. And my girlfriend at the time and I were talking to him and he's like, they all had funny names. He's like, this one is called fuck more. And I was just like, oh, okay. And we smell, he's like, he's like, and this was called pussy. Like, like they all had ridiculous yeah. names and they all smelled awful. Like, all right, well, we're not buying any of that. Uh, have you never owned a one of those blow dart guns? I have. I have. Are they fun? They're, fun. They're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. not a toy. Is is what you, when you get one of those, just know you don't have a toy to like goof around. It's not a Nerf gun. This is something that will kill kill a small animal and put your friend's eye right the fuck out. Yeah, or really fucking make your older brother mad. Did you shoot one at your older brother? Yeah, by accident. I hit him in the back of the leg. Mm. Did it stick in? Did it like? Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It stuck in. It'll stick in like wood. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what stuck in later? His foot in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a. Yo, my oldest brother. I, I could tell you how old I am, how old I was by what they were doing to torture me at the time. I grew up with three older brothers. Mm. And so there, I went through a period of time, probably when I was like eight, when they used to hold me down and drip the spit out of their mouth. Mm. Oh, you know, uh, how much one, older are they than you? Uh, one's two years older, one's four years older, and one's six years older. Okay. And they all had an alliance against you. <laughs> well, I was the easiest one. You know, look, mm. if you're a lion, you're going after the retarded three-legged antelope, you know? Always. And you were the retarded antelope. A hundred percent. I was the dude down by the watering hole. Like, where'd everybody else go? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Why is it so quiet all of a sudden? You know? And so they did that to me. They also, one of my brothers loved to scare me. 
And so what he found out though, because I when I scare, I jazz hand and I make the I make this noise. Ah! I go like that. <laughs> and what he found was when he if he scared me, if he punched me in the chest right after, I would go, ah! like that. <laughs> he fucking loved that noise so much. <laughs> But, but I got to be about 12. My oldest brother, he took to farting in my mouth. And, oh, this was a great life lesson because I would fight him and I wouldn't, I wouldn't win. And mm-hmm. then he would fart in my mouth. And I told my dad, I'm like, he keeps beating, fighting, farting in my mouth. And he goes, what do you do? He goes, well, I, I open my mouth. fight back and he beats me up and then he farts in my mouth. And he was like, so do you want to? take a fart in the mouth or do you want to get punched and then take a fart in the mouth? And he was oh like, my God. and he goes, basically what he was saying it to me is sometimes life farts in your mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and me as your father has no authority to stop it. <laughs> no, no, no. My, dad, my dad was a rule. You think I'm going to step in? I don't want him to fart in my mouth. <laughs> no. My dad was your a very rule rules of the playground deal, okay. which is solve your look unless somebody's really getting hurt solve your own fucking problems let's figure out it right and so he was like listen do you you know what does he like the most about it i go what do you mean and he goes what he i i he goes what do you like what does he like the most and i go he likes farting in my mouth he goes no he likes how much it bothers you tell him it doesn't bother you so when my brother next time he was like i'm gonna fart in your mouth i go do it and he goes, well, I'm not going to do it if you like it, you fucking weirdo. And he walked away. And I told my dad, I was like, it worked. He was like, yeah. He, and he's the one who taught me, my dad, when they pull jokes on you, don't tell them that it worked. They're going to stop pulling the jokes. They like the reaction. Mm-hmm. Don't give them the satisfaction. And it was such a good, it was such a crazy lesson. The fart in the mouth thing. I wish he had told me that a month earlier because I ate a lot of farts and a lot yeah. of fists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a what a cruel thing to just fart in your open mouth. Yeah, that's that's pretty horrific. That My dad a- learned early on that he needed to step in or things were going to get violent because like when I was like five, my older sister would she'd pull this joke where you gotta keep in mind I'm like four or five. So like all she had to do was hide behind the island in the kitchen and pop out and go, ah, and it would terrify a four or five year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like the same joke works over and over 10 minutes apart. I'm still just <laughs> fucking terrified by her hopping out from behind this island. And mm-hmm. my dad was putting wallpaper up in the living room. This is like 1990. And I, I go in there and I'm like, hey, she's scaring me. She keeps scaring me. You know, he, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like almost tearful. And he's just like, I'm, I'm working here. Handle it yourself. It, 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 get, get my, I'm working. He's mm-hmm. putting this wallpaper up and I'm just like, all right. So his level was there. His carpenter's level, and he oh, no. this isn't one of those plastic ones you get nowadays. It's made of wood with uh with with steel around the edges. Mm-hmm. And so, like my little ass picks this thing up. I could barely lift it, and I walk back in the kitchen. It's only a few steps away, and she pops out from behind the island, and I crack her in the top of the head with the thing and split her head <laughs> wide open, like three or four stitches in the top of her head. And she's she's probably thirteen or something like, and she's mm-hmm. fucking crying her eyes out, fucking blood's going everywhere, and Dad's like, what? And I'm like, I got her. <laughs> <laughs> I handled it like you told me. He whipped my ass. Good. Yo, <laughs> there was one time one of my friends was over, and my two middle brothers fought, like fought, 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 mm-hmm. fought. And one night, so my older brother Dan was fucking with my brother Jonathan, and I was with my friend Gary, and Dan just kept fucking with him, and and you know, popping him every now and then, and fucking with him, and. 
Jonathan had had enough and he ran into the kitchen and grabbed a knife, big butcher's knife. And my parents were out. Dan was babysitting. He was like, you want to fuck with me? Come fuck with me. And Dan grabbed my friend and put him in front of him. He was like, you want to stab me? Go ahead and fucking stab me. And my friend was like, what are we doing? <laughs> By the way, that kid never came back to my house. But but, but he just put my friend in front of him. He was like, go ahead, stab me. I dare you. I, I, you won't stab me. My brother was like, I'll do it. And my friend was like, don't do it. <laughs> no, he's going to move me and you'll stab me. <laughs> yeah, it was. But sometimes it got bananas over at my place. Yeah. That's you got four. You got four. At one point, you had a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an 18-year-old boys in your house at once. That sounds awful. It's a lot of bad decision makers. Was it ever? Yo, first of all, that's a lot of semen-filled socks. So that's a lot of laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. That is just, I'm, I'm sure the house smelled horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, my brother, my oldest brother also, when he liked something in the refrigerator, he would claim it by licking it, or he would put it in his pants and rub it on his dick, or he was uh, he was like, "This apple's mine," and he'd rub it on his dick and put it back. That's a good like, move. Still works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to find the things in my kitchen I haven't came on. <laughs> You're there with a the black light, like. All right, All right there's no no bananas. Get in this it up kitchen. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> Cover sandwiches again. Uh, fun. Did it ever like? You're talking about like the. Did you ever just get like the shit kicked out of you, like just punches upon punches, or was it more like submit and I'm gonna fart and then you're just been my bitch today? Well, I know, like friends who went either way with their brothers. We had a strict no punching in the face rule. It's a common rule, yeah. Yeah. So that was it, and. I will tell you, it depended on which brother. Like Dan, the se- the second oldest, he he caught punches from my oldest brother. Rains raining down on him. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest, so I caught less punches and more like, hey, get in this laundry basket and let me push you down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got more like, like, hey, put him up on the roof and see him if he'll jump off the roof onto the mattress. Like I got more shit like that. Where... I guess it in a way was more dangerous, but I felt better because I wasn't getting punched. But really I was like a guinea pig just to see, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like I remember they taped me to this. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) They taped me. I was probably eight and they put two skateboards together and they taped me to the skateboard and they put a helmet on me and they taped my arms down to the side. Like, so my hands were under the skateboard and I was just sitting on the skateboards like this on my knees. And then they pushed me down a hill and I had a helmet on and they just wanted, cause they wanted to see what happened. Mm-hmm. I did that. You know, and, and, yo, by the way, we, I told them after I'd have gone down the hill, but you, you, you took away my ability to put my hands out when I fell. <laughs> when I fell. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when I fell, they thought I would just jump off. I was game for it. But when I fell, you know, the only thing to stop my fall was my face and head. Mm-hmm. We so they were like, yeah, right? we should have, th- we should have thought that one through, but yeah, they, they kind of experimented more on me than anything else. Yeah. More of a general fucking with not like a beat the shit out of you. Yeah. That is the, that's in the cards for the youngest brother. Honestly, I, is, I almost is stupid never, shit like that. 
I didn't have this growing up. You know, I didn't really have anybody to play with. You know, my cousin would be over like during the summers and, but, but we were like, he's a year younger than me. And he was always at least my size. Like, like like he was just a bigger guy most of the time. So like we were peers. So like we would kind of team up and do things together, but like we wouldn't fuck each other up like that. Um, I mean, we'd box every now and then because I was dumb enough to buy us both boxing gloves one time. We both decided that was a bad idea right away. Yeah. Seems like a bad idea. (laughs) How old were you? With the boxing gloves? Yeah. 16, 17, something like that. Well, that's probably. a real bad idea, dude. Yeah, hard enough yeah. to like, hurt each other. Yeah. Yeah. We, like dude. eight. Who cares at eight? But at 16. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. Worst. It was me and my buddy. So he was bigger and stronger than me, but um, he only had one set of boxing gloves. So we got to sewing and we put winter gloves inside of pillows to simulate like two sets of boxing gloves. Yeah. The thing is, these pillows had like, if it started with a good idea, one punch later, it like wiggled and all the padding was just not in front of your hand anymore. Mm-hmm. So one guy had big padded boxing gloves, which was worse. And the other guy had basically just winter gloves on that would hit directly. It was a huge advantage. I was too big to physically fight with my younger brothers because I was always large for my age and, and my younger brother was smaller. So it didn't work out. But when I would have friends over, like it was an event when we're like 10 and everybody brings their sock and boppers which if you don't remember sock and boppers, it was this big, basically blow up like an, an air wing, except you put your fist in it and it was huge and you could beat the shit out of each other with minimal effect, except like one good punch and that thing starts to leak. And before you know it, you're just bare knuckle boxing with plastic over your hands in the basement on the concrete mm-hmm. floor. And that was, I never got hurt. So I remember it fondly. <laughs> Everybody else remembered it though. We, my younger brother, we, my youngest brother, I remember at my grandparents' house, they, they live on a farm and my grandpa way back in this time, he had like big hunting dogs still. And one of them was still relatively young and she just loved, name was Jill. She loved to like chase you down and like try and like jump on you to be like, it was very aggressive, but it was like a kind thing. Like she wanted to like get like jump and like knock you down and like play with you. And we were big enough at the time, me and my younger brother, that she couldn't do that to us. But we had like we would have made up competitions to my youngest brother. We'd be like, hey, do you think you can run from this tree to that tree in 10 seconds? And then my other brother would like feign like, are you stupid? There's no way he can do that. And I'd be like, yeah, probably not. He's like, no, I can do it. I can run all the way over there. And (laughs) so we would like hold Jill back and we'd let him get like 30 yards away and then let her go. And she she would hit him like a linebacker. Like he would would spin into the ground and everything. But like, and it was like August or something, but we had in the interest of safety, we put our brother in like three winter coats (laughs) to try and say, but I'm curious. I'm curious. The all three of you guys, Mm because I'm always curious about this because look, growing up, you're dumb. And if you look back at growing up, all of us have at least one. I can't believe I lived like I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Right. What's your best growing up? I can't believe we did that. I can't believe nobody died mm-hmm. or nobody oh. got seriously hurt or whatever. I had a- we used to do. Yeah. Kyle, you go ahead. You've got a litany of these. I'm sure. On- I mean, <laughs> I, like the one that was literally the closest to death was when like we were 16 mm-hmm. No, no. I, I want to say I was. I just had graduated high school. I think, like, like Where'd literally. Where'd you grow? Like, up? Where'd you grow? Up? Northeast Georgia in the country, okay. um, kind of near Athens, Georgia, where UGA is. Um, one, uh, I just had graduated high school. I think, so I'd have been like eighteen, 
And uh, my cousin was 17 and we were getting really into fitness. We were like, um, we'd go over to his house and lift weights and then we'd go for like a, a jog at night. And it was always at night, pretty late. And it was July 4th. I remember it was, it was July 4th uh, because the fireworks were going off. And we were out for this jog and um, we went on to some private property because like these people just had put a house up and it seemed nobody was home. And we were just kind of being looky loose, just kind of like, hey, what's going on here? New people. And mm -hmm. they came home. And we looked like I realized immediately, like we looked like trespassers or robbers or something. We were just out here for like a jog. And now we look like criminals. So we ran and the guy starts chasing us with a gun and he's screaming for us to come out. And we're like hiding in the woods, running this long loop-de-loo route to get back to his house. And we get separated. My cousin makes it back to his house, but I've gone to like a crazy loop to get away. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I, when I finally get back to my cousin's house, I come storming into the house because I'm afraid of this guy who's been chasing us forever. He's been like driving his car down the road, like shining his headlights into fields, looking for us, screaming at us. And you can tell by somebody's voice sometimes when they're a big man. And mm -hmm. this is a very big man, I can tell. And uh, my cousin is in the kitchen when I, when I tear the door open with a pistol in his hand. And he pulls the trigger with it pointed at me because he, no! he thinks I'm the man coming to get him. And it goes click. He didn't have a bullet in the chamber of a uh, 40 caliber, like Smith and Wesson semi-automatic handgun. And it was pointed Jesus. like right at my like chest stomach area. So like he easily could have killed me right there. Um, I went that to drive suck. home. And this is how I know that the guy had a gun and how I know that it was a big man. Because when I went to drive home, the police pulled me over because that man had called the police. And uh, I ended up meeting that man and apologizing profusely. And it, it all got like washed away. I was like, what ah. did he say when you were apologizing? He said, well, he said, I was going to kill you. <laughs> like, I, I thought, I thought, I thought he, he's like, my kid was asleep in the house. I thought you were, I thought you guys were breaking into my house. I was like, we were out for a jog and we just didn't know who lived there. And we were just curious and we were just out for a jog. And then we Kyle. saw the TV just sitting there. And then yeah. Kyle, I'm assuming oh, in that chronic. area of Georgia, trespassing is not a smart move not at all not at all no 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 because what percentage of people you think have guns all of them that, yeah all of them all of them yeah all of that's them right. have guns um, that's right I, I i didn't grow up with anybody that i knew who didn't have at yeah, least like right. a gun and yeah, like yeah. most of the people that i knew like had a gun in the vehicle with them if not yeah. more than one you know it was one of those scenarios so yeah that i could have easily died right there if scott had, had a bullet in the chamber by the way I, you could have died two times in that same story yeah I don't think the guy was going to shoot wildly into the woods or anything at me. Um, but, uh, but like Scott tried to actively kill me right there and just didn't happen, happen to have a bullet in the chamber. Luckily, Jesus Christ. That would have sucked. A good one. What yeah, about you guys? A really good one. We're a cool scar. I got, I got nothing like <laughs> a cool my scar went, to show off in your casket. You, but you never, to how I nearly killed people. Like, uh, so I used to climb the outside of my house from the time I was like six. We had this six foot tall fence that butted up against a chimney and I could climb the fence, climb the chimney, get on the roof and I would hang out there and I thought it was cool. And that just behavior just never stopped. We moved. We had this four story house in Ocean City, New Jersey, and I would like scale the porch onto the roof and then our roof. It, like there'd be too steep, so steep you could hardly stand on it. You use all four hands and feet to prevent yourself from sliding and falling like 70 feet. And uh, I was good at it, though. And I was pretty athletic, like as a teenager. So for me, I would just scurry around this thing like a mountain goat. The problem was 
I used to bring other people with me. I'd bring girls and stuff like who had no athletic ability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd be like, ah, you can make this jump. Just hold my hand. And like, yeah, just that they jump over the gap, you know, cause it's like a right angle with a missing square. If you're picturing this mm-hmm. and, uh, and I would just hold their hand and prevent them from falling off this roof. And we'd watch like 4th of July fireworks and shit from the top of my house. And, uh, in hindsight, that was a terrible decision. I could have killed someone. Probably so. Yeah. There's so many, like we, you know, um, I was driving, we had just graduated high school and I was with a buddy of mine and these two girls were like, Hey, we're going to go skinny dipping. Do you want to come? And we were like, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So the girls invited you to go skinny dipping. Yeah. Nice. You were going to get laid. You were handsome, right? I, he is handsome, Woody. I, I can tell you this. I was very excited at the prospect of seeing boobs. Yeah. It, it, at that age, like if someone's offering them up, you're like, fuck Someone yeah. Selected Where you is that see them naked out of the blue. Carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had decided, my friend and I, let's beat them there and scare them. Jesus, awful with this. Why did they pick you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not the right guy to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're going to put yourself in a vulnerable situation? Cool, let me fuck with you a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but by the way, I'm going to be I'm going to be a burglar with a heart on. So, it might give it away who it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Boom. Is so we took a I, I was going down the street and I'm like, oh, I knew there's a shortcut over here. And I took a hard left and I just didn't make the left. And I accelerated straight into a tree. When I mean straight into a tree, I grew up in Massachusetts where the license plates are three digits, dash, three digits. Mm-hmm. Perfect in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us were wearing seatbelts because we were in high school and you didn't have to wear seatbelts back then. And nobody did, you know, mm-hmm. when I tell you that we hit that tree, I mean, nothing crazy, probably about 40, something like that. Fast. That's fast. Yeah. No seatbelts. Our heads both hit the windshield. When you looked at the windshield and there were little, there was a little hole through it on his side and there wasn't on my side, but I'm not kidding. It was this close. We were this close to hitting heads at 40 miles an hour. Yeah, which would have been that would have been clearly the end for one of us. Hitting the Mm -hmm. windshield's pretty bad. Your heads hit the windshield. My hat. So I have a scar that goes down through here that stops right before my eye. But my hat had glass stuck in it right where it covered over. So when it dropped down, it cut down through here. And then my hat was fucked up. I had it. It was an old San Antonio Spurs hat. That had a cut from there across, but like I got lucky on so many. You made out like a bandit, yeah, very lucky. So many levels. Did you get now to my, see the boobs though? What's that? The boobs. You're well, like here's bloody the best and dude. have vertigo. Just show me your tits. Here's the best <laughs> dude. Go to the hospital. The girls felt bad for me, so when I got released from the hospital, they came over and they showed me their titties in my basement. <laughs> really? <laughs> Everything worked out. Yeah, so man. Win, win, win. Thus began a vicious cycle of self-harm and t- <laughs> <laughs> That's how I lost the use of my left foot. 
Yeah, so man, it was, it was, um, that was definitely the luckiest. Did you ever hook up with these girls in the, like, it sounds like these girls liked you. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. you, are you asking me if I got some sympathy vagina? Uh, I didn't think it, I, how old were you? 18, 17. Oh, I guess it is a thing. Yeah. I didn't ever date them, you know, whatever. Because like, I don't know. They sound like they were trying to pick you up. Well, it wasn't that hard the, to pick up. One of the girls, um, this is why it was so exciting. One of the girls mm. had the l- largest breasts. <laughs> I, I, especially at that age. And it was back in, in an era, guys, mm. where not everybody was drinking the, you know, the milk with all the bad stuff in it that made mm-hmm. everybody's boobs huge. Right. Yeah. It was like, not everybody was walking around with giant titties. It was like every now and then you'd be like, God damn. What? Look at that. And one of the, it was yeah, one of those girls. So when she was like, you want to, do you want to meet us there? I was like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And when she came over and was like, I'm going to do something for you. You can't tell anybody. I'm like, What's about to happen? When she just went like this, I could not believe what was happening in my. It was like a in my mind. It was like a porn. And yeah. here you are telling all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> she had one rule. Wait, but you definitely, uh, you definitely told your friends immediately after. Like Samantha showed me your tits. I mean, listen. When she was like, "All right, we'll see you later." By the time the door, click. I had already picked up the phone. I'm like, you're never going to believe what's happening right now. (laughs) I mean, it happened that Are you at that age when somebody comes over and shows you their boobs in the basement, you don't think you're telling all of your friends? No, of course you are. Kyle, you're not? I was a secret keeper. No, no. Not in high school. I wasn't. Oh, I am not in high school. No, I I finger banged this chick and I was like, people be like, hey, did you and so and so hook up? Like, no, no, nothing happened. No, because I know if I tell. It's gonna get it's back over. to her. Yeah. I'm not getting any more pussy. I was I was way too insecure. I needed people to know that I had seen a boob. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll deal with the repercussions. But oh, you think I'm a virgin? Guess what? I saw some titties yesterday. Yeah. So technically, you're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how it works, but I don't think I'm a virgin anymore. <laughs> Both my arms were broken, so I couldn't beat off right now. I've kept that shit quiet for 18 years now. <laughs> Nobody will ever know who my finger banged in the back of that car. I, you know, I, I, somebody finger bang, somebody was finger banging this girl in the, in the, um, front row of my show in Cleveland. Oh no. <laughs> really? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I have to tell you guys, I am an outward, like I talk about it a lot. I like weird shit. If you follow me on social media, I post weird news stories. I like weird things. Right. And so because I talk about it a lot, I have weird things happen at my shows. I think it just. A couple weeks ago in Dallas, I saw a human dick. Well, I see those all the time. Yeah. No, I showered. Somebody else's? Yeah, I showered. Don't judge. I mean, not often. (laughs) Okay. Someone asked me. I I won't derail you. I was was in Dallas. Dude was in the front row. He was wearing a kilt. And we started talking. And he was like, yeah, I do some of the. He was like on one of those smaller wrestling circuits on East Texas or whatever. And he, he did the whole Irish thing. He had a red beard. And. And I go, but you're not wrestling tonight, right? And he goes, nah. I go, why the kill? And he goes, well, tell you the truth. When I started doing this gig, the more I wore it, the more comfortable. He said, it's so humid down here. This kilt is like a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. I said, but are you, are you wearing underwear? And he said, I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else. 
you got to lift the kilt to find out. <laughs> and I told him, I go, I want you to know you are challenging the wrong dude. <laughs> I'm in it. I am here for lifting your kilt, dude. Yeah. So he was in the front row. And by the way, just to make him more uncomfortable, because he he was trying to alpha me. By, yeah. He just leaned back and was like, lift it up, you know? So how did I, I'm like, how can I make him uncomfortable? I got on my knees. <laughs> He's like, and he, oh, this he, is the worst thing ever. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you're, right you're going to uh, show me. <laughs> Yo, Kyle, if he had gone like this, I don't know what I would have done. That would have been the move. Yeah. Well, what he said to me was, he goes, do you have to get on your knees? And I was like, yeah. I do. And he was like, I don't like that. And I was like, yeah, that's why. So I don't, I didn't know this about a kilt. Kilt has two sides. One side when you lift it is just more kilt. Mm -hmm. And I lifted that side first. He goes, nah, and this was funny. He goes, I hide the Easter eggs on the other side. And I was like, Oh, we got jokes here. Okay. <laughs> and I lifted up the other side. Yeah. Human dick, no underwear. <laughs> and, and, I don't know what I expected. You know what? Turned out a human dick. He, human totally dick. Thought he was reptilian. By the way, this dude, this dude, all potatoes, no meat. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. He, oh, he, his yeah. dick looked like it fell asleep on his nuts. Just kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was sad. What was wow. his reaction? And it's hot and humid out too. That's, that's he laughed. We all, I mean, it was the crazy because this probably took between talking to him and the build up to lifting it up. And it probably took the first 13 minutes of my set. It was amazing. It All was mash, no bangers. Dude, I here's what I <laughs> my shows are like that. Like if you come to my early show, a lot of times it's a completely different show, late show. I'll yeah, do different, I 100% do different material. But I, I, you know, I've started playing, I play my guitar some, I bring people on stage. It's like a living, breathing thing. So when this dude was there in the front row with his kill, that was like, fuck yeah, let's let's milk this for as long. Not no pun intended, but there let's was, you know, let's I remember um I think it maybe it was at Shot Show, which is a big like gun convention thing they do in Vegas every year. Um I would go around to all the vendors and look for new stuff to work with. And this guy, um, they had this thing called Utila Kilt. They had these like utilitary kilts. Uh Woody's familiar with them. He's probably seen them at some of the shows as well. Um and um it's like a big, hardy workman's kilt. Like this isn't just a piece of fashion wear. Like it's got, it, it's it's more like a tool belt skirt. It's got like all sorts. It's leather. It's well made. And I was like, Kitty was like, Do you want one? You know, we could you could wear one in a video. You could do some sort of Scottish war warfare thing. Maybe you like do some sort of William Wallace shit. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, I could do the, get a, get myself a claymore. Maybe get a, get a bow and stuff. You know, maybe do a whole like Scottish thing. I was like, How much are those? They were like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Like they're so expensive. Let me see. I'm sure they still exist. Let me see how much you could tell the kill. Like, They've been around forever. When were, I was were in you the like two hundred fifty dollars? There's no pants. It's yeah. less. All right, so they're much yeah, cheaper now. Okay, no yeah, wait, wait. Guys, I just I'm I'm gonna step right there in my closet. Two seconds. I just now is the time of night where I take my edible, so I don't want to miss my window. Oh fucking Go hit it, bro. It. Go All for right, it. so I'm looking at their kilts right now. It looks like um. <laughs> They have like multiple styles, but these are 200. This one's called a mocker. It's 200. This one's 260. I'm yeah. I'm going to limited edition kilts. Oh, 550 for the for the tuxedo kilt. And the leather one is 770. <laughs> it's an all leather kilt. Yeah, see, yeah. these are knockoffs. You want to go like to the Yatilla kilt uh website. 
utilikilts.com. Oh yeah, the Amazon. Come on, baby. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to wear one of these. Yeah, I have. I have higher kilt standards than that. You've got the. You've got the uh, the legs for this though, Woody. You could. I think I could pull off a utilikilt. I, I, I used to want one, but back when I did, um, I used to build lots of like heirloom furniture. That was my hobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it out of a garage with really no air conditioning. And a utilikilt was on my dream list. They were just too expensive. You want the workman. That's the that's the that's the carpenter's kilt. It's got lots of uh it looks like uh I don't know, it reminds me of um like Dickie's pants, those khaki Dickie pants. Oh yeah. The workman yeah, would it. be a good choice, but what I want is the beast too. That the that beast thing too. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the limit I linked it for, for Oh that thing. Oh my goodness. That that just looks like where you want the to be. The shit is absurd. But, now, but yeah, but yeah, I was like I was like, yeah, I'll take a kilt. And, like, and I'm like, how much are they? And they were like two, three hundred dollars. And I was like, this was kind of a joke that 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 I thought they were going to be thirty dollars or something like that. Like, like if y'all give me a kilt, I'll wear one. But I'm not buying one of those things. Look at the that. Le- that is a manly Seventy-seven dollars. Yeah, it's nice though, isn't it? Yeah, but you can look like like William a gay Wallace? guy from Middle Earth. <laughs> 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 yeah, this, yeah, this is these are not good looks. I got to tell you, if I wear a kilt, I'm just walking around all day going hold. <laughs> hold the whole time that's all i'm doing hold <laughs> i mean I like I, I like how they give all of them like like we're, we're selling kilts so they have to have names like the spartan yeah. you can't call it the guy being filmed behind his back at the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't describe what's actually going to happen the yeah. guy who's yeah. the joke of everybody's table at tgi fridays yeah the guy <laughs> who's making everyone else uncomfortable sitting on the bleachers yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said uh, you said you were taking an edible. How how many milligrams? A hundred. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a nice little dosage there. A big so you're in a. Aren't you in? Well, never mind. I guess I won't go too into it. I no, that's fine. Yeah, it's you're not in legal. Here. It's not legal. Yeah. Here, no. But you Good know luck. what? My my theory on that, Kyle, is. Good luck. <laughs> If they arrest me, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to my career. So come get me. Do you, you know, know what I mean? Kyle disagrees <laughs> because he I was arrested he... for this. Were you, you arrested for drugs, though? I had half an ounce of marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a whole lot. I'm aware. No. So what happens for half an ounce of heroin? Um, if you set Sorry. aside the half million dollars worth of seized property and legal fees, uh, $5,000 fine, two months in federal prison, and two years of federal probation. So I think here in Nashville, now I can't say for the rest of Tennessee. Federal. It's everywhere in the United States. Yes. I know it is federal everywhere in the United States, but there are some areas that decriminalize it, right? And so here, I'm not saying in other parts of Tennessee, but this Nashville is a fairly progressive, especially for Tennessee city. And so um, I've asked a ton of people who live here before I started and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be fine. So I was like, but the hundred milligrams is what I take before my late show on Saturdays. Okay. That's a nice dose. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, I'm doing a full gram when I get to Colorado next week. Fucking Christ, dude. You what? I'm doing a full gram when I get to Colorado next week. And you had to yeah, for for, uh, for for this show. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a full gram uh, at the beginning of the show, and uh, you know. Can you then, do the Kyle? Countdown? Kyle, what? By the I way, Kyle, like this snuck up on me. If you ever wanted to do that, 
I would do it with you. If you ever wanted to do that live, I would do that with you 100%. Well, thousand milligrams. That's that's too much. You're not going to have I'm fun. aware you're it's gonna, too much. You're, you're going to be I'm going to get scared. Really, you're going to be very scared and you're going to think that like is it really legal that I'm doing this right now? Have Taylor, I been set up? We're going to a scary place. <laughs> he's going to be scared after the 3 hours that he thinks he's on a different planet. Yeah, yes. once you can like form thoughts again, yeah. you'd be afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, you, what you should do, Josh, is like this is uh pretty much every state has this stuff called Delta 8 that's legal. Yeah, we have it, it here. Yeah. Yeah, I just take those like gummies like Delta 8 and it it's just a weaker version of weed. You just need to take a little more, but it's more relaxing. I yeah, you're if you're taking 100 of like real weed, then your tolerance is probably too high for that to to fuck with you. But I like well, it. On Monday nights, you know, I do a show where I'll take like 100 200 milligrams i'll eat maybe gram and a half two grams of mushrooms and then i'll smoke a joint and then i turn on my camera Jesus. It's, All right. the high, it's called the high live how do the, <laughs> the mushrooms mix with the weed make you feel uh fucking awesome that's I not enough it. for you to hallucinate or anything it's no just no it's a nice low feel. dose he's almost micro dosing at that point it's it's Wait, well, two, gra- two, two grams gram, of mushrooms two grams is is basically enough to make your it the visuals are textured you're not seeing things colors are a little nicer but it's yeah, not colors like are nicer and it makes you really happy that's it mm-hmm. like you're really happy i ate about a quarter ounce i think last time i uh i did mushrooms what something is that like that grams oh. um seven but that is a seven grams is a hero's journey so he's definitely getting high <laughs> it was more of a a, a terror trip. It was like an episode of. <laughs> it was more like a. It was more like an episode of of, of uh, Tales from the Crypt than anything. Um, yeah, I'll tell you this: like, like, like the happiest I've ever been in my entire life was when we got back home and we were safe and we got we sat in my bed and just hugged each other. Me and the, me and this girl who had like split half an ounce of uh, mushrooms and like like once we got back home and we were safe and we just hugged each other and like I didn't burst out into tears but I could have and we were just like. So happy to be back home. Just like I'm like rocking back it? and forth, rocking together. back and forth, hugging each other. Yeah. How do you consume mushrooms? You eat them. Are so they- there's a lot of ways to do it. I think like what the smart, like more scientifically inclined people will do is grind them up and put them in capsules so that you don't have to taste shit or even That's make tea out of them. But um, what I do and what I've done the both both times I've done it is I just they're like tough little crinkly dried out mushrooms. So like I you can like almost roll them up into like a ball, like a booger or something. They're not <laughs> sticky, but you know what I mean? You can like compress them with your fingers. Hmm. And then I would take a chip and dip it in salsa and I would pop them both in my mouth and just much, much, much swallow with like some water and it covers the taste up and it gets it down. Yeah. Uh, that was just my like quick solution. Like looking around my house, like what do I have to like chase? Chips they taste with? terrible. Chips and salsa. It worked because like they I, don't fit. They're bitter he, and gross. I have some if you want to see them. I don't, sure. I don't see any problem with that. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. Um, I know friends who are like into microdosing now. Like, LSD? Or, uh, or is it called microdosing? Shrooms too? Yeah, yeah. Any, anything that you're doing in shrooms. very small doses just, just to activate a little part of your brain a little more effectively um, it is considered microdosing. You can microdose anything. You can, I mean... Uh, you could microdose ice cream, I suppose, but you're not really going to get the same kind of journey or en- enhanced oh, creativity. I don't want to microdose snacks. I want to no, that sucks. Snacks. <laughs> uh, I like to macrodose those, but like, that's how I uh, 
claim this the things company, in my refrigerator. I just lick the ice cream. <laughs> microdosing. Microdosing your almonds. California, they're packaging it now. Holy like, shit, is that Satan? This is legit. These are the, so this is penis envy, and penis envy <laughs> caps are known for their big heads. Okay. Yeah. This one's called Gorilla Panic. <laughs> okay. Let's call that. So, hold on. So it's all sealed. And so I, I get I, I these companies send me some and and but this is the penis envy. This is the cap up. Is it legal in California? No. I didn't. Okay. No. It just it seems professional. Oh, there in Oregon you can, right? So let me tell you something. There are legit companies on Instagram who talk about their mushrooms in California. And I'm so like, would you suggest you just getting it through the mail? <laughs> and just mushrooms. And so like, th there's always that debate of what gets you higher, the cap or the stem, but they're just dried out mushrooms. How you much do mushrooms cost? Like what? It depends. They're cheap. That cheaper than weed. Cost. Yeah, they oh, are cheaper. Really? I didn't know that. Like, um, I want to say that we paid like maybe eighty or ninety dollars for half an ounce, something like that. That sounds about right. Maybe a little. Uh, that seems kind of cheap, actually. Do you but always keep the, the shroom intake pretty pretty small level, or have you ever taken way too many and had a rough time? Oh yeah, yeah. Was that a, was that a one time lesson or multiple times? <clears throat> well, the, the lesson is honestly, the lesson is know how you're feeling before you take mushrooms if you're nervous if you're anxious you know it's gonna mag be magnified if you're nervous about taking the drugs there's a good chance that you're gonna be tense going in so mm -hmm. for me anybody just relax and know that um it's gonna even if on a bad trip like kyle had it ends eventually but that only comes mm -hmm. from experience. Like I don't get nervous on weed anymore. I don't get paranoid because I know I'm not going to die. I may be uncomfortable, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? I've been mm -hmm. that uncomfortable enough times where it doesn't, it doesn't make me panic anymore. And so I just, and I don't take enough anymore. Like I'm not seven gram in it like Kyle anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm anywhere from 1.5 to three just okay. for fun. Just Do a you good have a time. vivid recollection of any time that you took way too many and you hadn't learned to not panic yet? Like what happened? Um, well, I will tell you, I was out once in Texas. I went to college in Texas. And um, there was this, we bought a huge bag of mushrooms. And uh, this dude, this is the weirdest experience I've ever had on mushrooms. I was high and my buddy Chris was high and we were sitting around this campfire and, and he was with his girl and we were all kind of tripping a little bit. And my buddy Wayne and Wayne, no matter as soon as he drank or smoked or we, he was getting naked. If it was a party, cool guy, Wayne was naked. Right. So Wayne was drinking. He used to drink gin out of this 1.75 liter, just straight gin. A handle. That's disgusting. Fucking straight gin. This dude. And, um, he, what we, I just saw him and he was like, Hey, do we have any more of this popcorn? And I go, what? And I go, Wayne, that wasn't popcorn. Those were the mushrooms. He was like, he goes, they were pretty good. I go, did you finish the bag? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so maybe two hours later, Wayne comes back to the fire naked out of the woods. 
with all this firewood and his handle and he drops the firewood and he goes, Hey, you want to come back out in the woods with me and get some more firewood? And I was like, yeah, all right, man. So we're walking away from the fire and it's pitch black. We're in the middle of nowhere. And I go, Wayne, how, how can you see? He goes, I just follow the light. I go, what light? <laughs> Let me tell you something. He was holding it up like a light. <laughs> like a lantern. Yeah. He was 100% naked walking through the woods. He walked out with zero scratches. He didn't fall. He, for whatever reason, was seeing. I, I was walking into trees. I fell over. He was in a tree pulling down branches because he could see with the light. Now, I asked somebody about this before. <laughs> oh, it was so fucking crazy to me because I'm like, that is definitely not a light. It's gin. <laughs> and there's only a little left. <laughs> yeah. How are we doing this right now? This dude, it was the craziest thing. For whatever reason, he was seeing exactly where to go. Could it be that like it made his pupils like dilate so, so big? Much. Like like, yeah. like like dial like more dilated than they would ever naturally even be. And he's actually a, he actually has night vision now. It's That's crazy because I imagine the moon gave the bottle at least a little bit of something, Luminous, right? Yeah. And so I think so too, that his pupils were so whacked that he was actually seeing in a place he had no business seeing. He could see the code of the matrix. You might see it, dude. <laughs> Which is what I thought when I was on shrooms. I was like, this dude can see in the dark now. Like I was, I ran back to the, when we went back to the fire, I was like, Wayne can see in the dark. Wayne can fucking see in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. This, something ran up and bit me earlier. And now I'm going to see in the dark. I'm so thirsty. Hey, give me, give me some of that light. Like, <laughs> let me see Crazy. if I can see. Oh no, it's just Crazy. Gene. Yeah. I, I like mushrooms way more than acid because it doesn't last as long. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I can see the end in sight if I'm not enjoying it. Have myself. you ever thought of doing DMT? Yeah, I have. I would love to. Because that's like 15 minutes. You know what scares me about DMT the most is that people, uh, and it's really interesting, um, I, people say they, they see the, these, uh, these elves when they're on DMT and it's, it's a common report from multiple people. It's not like three guys were together. They all did DMT, DMT. And one's like, do you see the elves? And because of someone saying that they're like, yeah, I do see elves now. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone who takes this reports that they meet elves that are friendly and supportive to them. And I, I was reading where they're, t they're talking about exposing someone who's from a completely separate culture, like some indigenous tribe to DMT and then seeing if they see the elves. Cause if they see the elves, then we know there might actually be some fucking elves. <laughs> it does seem well, like, it, it's funny you said I didn't know that was like I didn't know everybody saw elves, but literally a buddy of mine who the only friend I know who did DMT, he was like, Yeah, I was on the surface of the moon and this little creature was telling me everything's gonna be okay. You're worried about things that don't matter as much as you think. And and I left the moon feeling better. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> let me yeah, ask you a question. Does this for any of you guys? open up the possibility that there are just different realms that our, br our normal brains don't have access to. Yeah. 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 I, I totally believe that because like, if you want to look at like something that actually is based in science and isn't like tomfoolery and you, and you just have to believe in, look at the <laughs> wavelength of light that we can perceive versus how large the wavelength of light actually is. Like we can mm -hmm. see from um, red to violet. That's the, that's the expanse of visible light that we're able to perceive with our, with our human eyes. Lots of animals can see infrared 
or, uh, or, or like various other spectrums of light. Yeah. And there's tons of uh, stuff on the spectrum that like, not even animals can see that we have to use uh, like advanced machinery and like scientific experiments to like, you know, be aware of. So like maybe there is some other plane of existence or something like that, some other dimension, something that you're opening your mind up to with DMT. Um, they say that it's released in large amounts when you're born and when you die. Uh, and scary. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. Um, but the other way that they've described those elves is by talking about, um, but, but they've described them as gray aliens. And, uh, and that is my biggest fear ever is the gray aliens, like from the fucking X files and shit yeah. that like take you up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the ship and torture you. So I feel like if I saw the elves, I'd be fucking drop kicking them and fucking, fucking, I'm like, I like start an interdimensional war with the elves. They're like, we've never met a violent one before. They're always so friendly when they're here. And I, I, maybe I started. They're always the so nice when they get here. Yeah. <laughs> big guy drop kick little Steve. Like, like Dave can't see anymore. He poked his eyes out. I'm up there just fucking choking out elves. Like, like maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't experiment with that stuff. Maybe start with the gram of weed and go from there. Or not gram. The yeah, a gram of const- that's what it is, right? That's it. Yeah, it, it's it's a, of edibles. Yeah. Edibles, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna do a. Um, oh, I mean, a gram of concentrate ain't no, is no big deal. I mean, all right, let me backtrack a little. It's a big deal but it's pales in comparison to a gram of edibles. It's like the mm-hmm. difference between like drinking six shots really quick and drinking a bottle of tequila. Like six shots is going to get you pretty fucked up, but you'll be fine in a few hours. You drink a bottle mm-hmm. of tequila. It's going to change your, your opinions on alcohol for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be feeling horrible that evening and the next day. Yeah. It's a big difference. I mean, some of those really intense hallucinogens really scare me. Like, I don't know. I don't think I would ever try DMT. It just, it seems spooky. And I also, I, I'm, maybe I'm coming in on Woody's side with this. I don't think that it's going to give you visions into an alternate reality. Okay. Obviously, these alternate realities are bullshit. And there is no infrared elves or whatever. This is insanity. We would discover them through other means. Uh, how, where did you well, learn What other means, Woody? What, missing like, socks. When your brain, let me ask you something. Okay. Missing socks. So when you hear about people <laughs> tripping and and what do you think that is that your brain is accessing? There's some sort of like a false sensory input that's going on there. I don't think your brain is accessing a real realm that we can't otherwise access. What we've done instead is we've altered your brain to get false input. Okay. Yeah. Which look, if it's a good time and it doesn't hurt anyone. Do it. Do it. Like, like enjoy your life. Like, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying there's no scientific discoveries happening here. This is just fun. This is doing drugs, guys. <laughs> You're doing drugs. <laughs> you're having a great Friday night, but you're not breaking new grounds. In that DMT, from what I understand, and like I said, I've never done it. My buddy had a DMT vape. Which sounds real dangerous. Oh yeah. shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, that. I didn't oh, know really? that existed. Dude, can, can yes, that? that exists. Where did you but guys learn your stack ranking? From of what I dangerous? understand, it feels like you're tripping for like hours, and you're only high for like ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Is the time perception? From what I understand, is it's like a fifteen, nine, ten, fifteen minute yeah. thing, but your perception of time is altered in such a way that you do not feel like nine minutes just transpired. You have gone on an entire fucking vacation in your mind in the last 15 minutes. And those people almost always come out like changed as, 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 as individuals. Like, like they feel like they've experienced something life changing. 
Why, why did you guys all freak out when you heard vape? I hear vape and I think it's the gentlest, kindest way to take. Oh, I'm told. well, but, but it's right. just um, it's not that I I have an experience with it or anything. It's just that like the idea that they take it from what's already like an experimental like drop or whatever you're going to put on your tongue and vaporize it and, and put it into the like respiratory system. It's just like a step further. It's like it's like if you told me that they have a heroin vape, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, they're vaping heroin. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I like to put it in my eyeballs, though. That's the real hardcore way. Like, oh, no, no, can't no. we just shoot I, it in our vein? I don't <laughs> have the same. I hear shooting directly into your bloodstream, and I think that's way more hardcore than vaping it. But oh, I, I'm not saying doubt. I'm right. Okay, so you hear that too? Yeah, but you guys all heard vaping DMT and thought it I was, was really just surprised that it's a thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, for me, when I heard Woody, what, what was surprising? It's the ease of which you can just carry it around. Like I was like, so I can just have a, va- a DMT vape pen at the airport. So they've taken Dude. something extreme and made it like yeah, like something like teenagers would do in the high school hallway. So I have yeah, some I have some that's... statistics about DMT experiences where they exposed like a, a study group to DMT and they they asked them about their their uh, their experience and the, so it's broken down percentage wise. Um, apparently, most people said that they d- the beings that they encountered were not hallucinations about three of course these are people on dmt right but Mm -hmm. still it gives you an idea of what you're perceiving on dmt Uh, about three quarters of respondents said that they believe the the beings were real but that they exist in some kind of different dimension or reality and only nine percent said the being existed completely within myself so like like one in ten people like agree with like the idea that i you know i just saw some shit because i was on some drugs that's interesting um the eighty-one uh, percent said that they found the encounter to be realer than reality. They felt like this was a more real version of existence than what real life, quote unquote, feels like. Um, you could get a bit of of bias just in the people, the kind of people that are most willing to sign up for a DMT study. I would imagine, perhaps. Sure. I, I want to know so that my Joe Rogan talks about DMT and often says like it's like upgrading your art. RPG character, right? Suddenly you're more creative, you're more open-minded, you're a better version of yourself than prior to the DMT experience. I would like to hear Kyle study and know what happened to these people afterwards. Was there any change, any measurable change? Did their income go up? Did their did, did they get into a creative field? Or are they just literally the same dude they were before? The question. encounters were mm-hmm. often followed by lasting changes in well-being and beliefs. About one quarter of respondents said <clears throat> that they were atheists before the encounter, but only 10% said that said they were afterwards. Additionally, approximately one third of respondents uh, reported that before the encounter, their belief system included a belief in ultimate reality, higher power, God or universal divinity. But a significant a larger percentage, 58 percent of respondents reported this belief system after the encounter. Um, what's more, 89 percent of the encounter uh, respondents said that the encounter led to lasting improvement in well-being or life satis- satisfaction. Why? The researchers suggested that ontological shock which is the state of being forced to where you're forced to question um, your your worldview may play an important role in the enduring positive life changes in attitude moods and behavioral attributes in these experiences interesting so no there's not some sliding scale of like income or anything but it seems that the people who have done it uh, by an overwhelming percentage believe their life has improved and they Uh, started believing in imaginary things I don't well, think so. I think the way it's been explained to me with mushrooms and it's just hallucinogenics in in general. And the way it is for mushrooms for me, 
was almost like it just unlocked a part of my brain. It was like, you know, like when you play a video game, you're like, did I, did I unlock that level? Like I've, I've never seen this before. And so for me, mushrooms it did that, but they say that DMT takes it to a completely different level. And I definitely want to try it because one thing I will say about DMT as opposed to mushrooms or acid, I very rarely have heard of anybody say I've had a bad trip. Hmm. Oh, but mushroom people do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens. Kyle just told you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. You know. Yeah. My friends say it's set and setting. And I don't know why they don't say mindset and setting because that's what it means. But yeah. You know, where are you taking it? Because they're high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where, where are you taking it? Like the setting that you're, you know, who you're taking it with and the mindset going into it is. So you don't want to like go on a trip to Walmart to pick up carrots or anything? That'd be wrong. No, no. no. You, you might do end it. up having a panic attack there at Walmart, huh? <laughs> well, what's that? your happy place? Is your happy place in front of the TV? Is your happy you place? You love Walmart. A, a campfire is your, like, wherever that is, is where you should. Dude, a campfire would be the fucking go-to, right? If you're sitting by a campfire in, like, a nice chair, crackling, the uh, maybe stars up above, like, the smoke rising, the, 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 the flames doing their thing. Maybe even, have you ever seen that shit that you can throw into campfires that make them burn in multiple colors? Yeah. Plastic. Yes. No, not Wait. plastic. You <laughs> <laughs> There's these little bags of like granules that you like throw in the like campfires. And now the campfire is multicolored green and blues and, and yellows and oranges that you normally wouldn't see in a campfire. Um, I got a bag of that in the other room. I think I'm going to take it to Colorado with me. To, like we've got like a big like campfire area in the backyard. We're going to roast some marshmallows and chill outside. Have you guys ever been to Joshua tree? No. Mm hmm. That's for my, for me, my favorite place to take mushrooms and just to be, I love being out in the desert high like that, or being on those rocks. We actually just bought some land out there and I can't wait to just That's take awesome. mushrooms and never leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole, like I'm split on like the different world thing because it would be so cool if that was real, but like, I've never been convinced that shit exists. Cause I had a really vivid dream, right? Like why and Taylor, would you ever take an hallucinogen? Would you ever do DMT or anything like that? If if I was in like a perfect environment, I would I'm a high anxiety person. So I, I would have a I'd have a lot of trouble going into it just being like, just relax and take the acid, idiot. It's like, no, I know I've taken acid. I'm gonna I'm, I'm about to freak out. I'm I'm afraid. Right. Is that it starting? No, is that it starting? Like that that whole unknown is scary to me. If I'm smoking weed or taking an edible or something, I know exactly what to expect. But with the hallucinogens, it's Taylor, it is look, spooky. You had to start with pot. You have to start with heroin. <clears throat> just like it's time get for me to walk your through anxiety. Yeah. It's time for me <laughs> last to walk through that gateway into, <laughs> <laughs> into the rest of the drugs. <laughs> last time Taylor and I were in Colorado together, I wanted to go do uh, the sensory deprivation tank on like large doses of marijuana. Uh, for mm -hmm. those who don't know, you're literally basically in a coffin filled with very uh, salty water, so salty that you're incredibly buoyant. Buoyant, you just kind of float on top of it. And they shut the lid and you're in there completely deaf, blind, and with no, you're not touching anything. So there's no sense of touch anymore. And then on high doses of things like marijuana or like real hallucinogens like mm -hmm. mushrooms or LSD or something like that, you go on some incredibly vivid trips. Like, like the guy who invented LSD would do that and like describe the trips he went on. And they sound know that. fantastical. You know, there are people who are microdosing LSD now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that do the same thing as microdosing mm. shrooms or I, I don't know enough about it. 
I read that it's uh, that they feel much more creative when they're doing that. That, it, that it's it's activating um, some part of their brain or stimulating a part of their brain that's uh, that really that, that, that that's part of the creativity center or something like that. You mean and with the microdose? Yeah. So they they're not going to they're not impaired. They're uh, it's quite the opposite. Is 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 their feeling? So if they're like writers or painters or something like that, they're just uh, they feel more creative doing whatever their art form is. It was popular amongst computer programmers when I was one. And I always felt like, what? Like my competitors are on brain steroids. This sucks. Like it, you know, you're on you're microdosing LSD to kick off your work day and being better at your job. So they say. I, yeah, it almost unfair. reminds me Not of um, the current season of American Horror Story. The uh, the sort of MacGuffin, the whole like central like thing, is that this chemist has made these pills that are basically talent incarnate. If you are a talented person and you um, take this pill. Now you're not just a writer, you're fucking Mark Twain. You're if you're a painter, you're not just a painter who can get their stuff into an art gallery. You're fucking Picasso. Like like whatever your thing is, like like it amplifies it to a hundred. However, if you're not talented, you basically go insane because now you have to face how untalented you are, and all of their hair falls out and they become like ghouls. So mm-hmm. this town where it's going on in, there's these two groups of people at this point. There's the ghouls who are out in the street fucking eating rabbits. And then there are like these hyper talented, incredibly wealthy people who like, they're like, yeah, so we got you uh, two Netflix deals. And uh, Quentin Tarantino wants you to do a rewrite for him. And like, like, like it's, it's a really That's interesting what? season. I'm going to microdose LSD and report back to you. Get after it. I like this. I think I, I well, I don't think I am. I know I am. I know something here in <laughs> Actually, Tennessee. I just took it. I'm going to be real. <laughs> it. And I had never thought of it, but I, I'm going to give it a run. All right. I look forward to hearing back your findings. Yeah. yeah I hope I don't it? end up one of those bald ghouls. So yeah. what's your setting? <laughs> what's your setting, Josh? Are you going to do it like prior to a show and then you get a microdose and hit the stage? Are you, you right? going to microdose and hit the campfire? Like what's the plan? I think I'll microdose and probably try to write is what I would do. Okay. Um, you know, I like uh, the stage – just my Saturday late show. I like to get a little twisted, but my thinking is like, if I can't, I only have to work three hours a week. If I can't stay sober, Mm -hmm. I got some problems. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) I try to figure out a way to, but, but also like, I don't ever want to be dependent on stage or being like, well, I got to be high to be funny or anything. That stuff makes me more nervous than anything else. Yeah. My brain will start being like, well, you're not gonna be funny tonight because you're not high. Yeah. And so I don't ever want to get to that spot. Yeah, I've had not. this question in my head for a little while now, and I want to ask a real comedian. So there are a couple comedians, stand-up comedians, who do more than one thing. They're stand-up comedians and they're writers. They're stand-up comedians and they're UFC commentators. Guess right? They're, they're but like you know they're they're known for more than one. Uh, as successful actors and actresses who also do stand-up comedy. Yet it seems like the stand-up comedy part of their career is the most central to their core of sense of self-worth and accomplishment. What is it about that? Cause there might be more successful in other, like, or maybe more well-known for other parts of their career, but it's the stand-up comedy that is their like self ranking. What? Well, what, why? A couple things I would think one, it's how we all started. Right. And so that's what we said, going on stand-up, stand-up comedy. But you know, the stand-up comedy, 
comic community is just a community of broken toys. And so that identification as a comic is like a badge of honor. And it's not only that, because I would tell you right now, out of all of the arts and, you know, different things that people do, I think stand-up's the hardest. And so I think people wear that also with a little bit of a badge of honor. Like, yeah, you all are, but you don't do, you couldn't do what I do. And so I think part of it is that. And if I would be completely honest, I think most people enjoy it the most. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I, I, I bet you, I bet you even, I wonder if even Sandler, if you asked him, what are you? Are you an actor? Are you stand up? He, I don't know, but. You know, uh, Tiffany Haddish would tell you she was a stand-up. And mm -hmm. she's definitely been more successful, I think, as an actress than as a stand-up. Although she won an Emmy or a Grammy or one or the other, something like that. But, like, I think it's your identity. It's part of you. Who am I? And for mm -hmm. me, it's a badge of honor to say I do this job because I know what it takes to do this fucking job. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's taken to get here. And there's no shortcuts in this job. You have to eat shit for a certain amount of time to really be like, how badly you want this? How badly you, you want like this? It's like kind of like for a while, like you're going to be terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? So everybody went through the same kind of frat hazing of getting ripped on, being shitty. And so even if you know, you're know you a mid guy and you're talking to some big guy or you're the big guy talking to a mid guy, you still have that commonality. You'll find comics who have never met end up gravitating towards each other if they're in a room and will end up talking. I don't know you, but I know you. Mm -hmm. So I know everything you've had to go through. I know you ate chicken fingers for five years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know what it takes the, the beating on your ego and your self-worth of just like night after night of strangers staring you in the face. What was the closest you ever came? <laughs> if there ever was a time probably in the beginning of your career as a stand-up where you were like, this sucks. I don't feel like I'm progressing fast enough. Maybe this isn't for me. You know, that's a great question, man. It's something I just admitted, I think for the first time, probably two weeks ago. Um, you know, I almost quit and quit's not the right word. I almost had to stop after Chelsea Handler show after Chelsea lately, I made the choice to actively try to shed those fans. Great, by the way, great people, great fans, nothing against them, but they weren't my fans. Mm -hmm. They were her fans. And they were eventually going to fall off like they mm -hmm. did for all of us. And then, you know, it's that you got to pull off the bandaid because I need to build it back up. And if I wait seven years or however long it takes for them to all go away, it may be too late by then, you know? So mm -hmm. I hit a point in 2000. I don't know what year I put my special out father of the year. I think it probably came out in 2017. So there was a point in 2017 where I said to my wife, <clears throat> I'm better than I've ever been, but I'm going to have to find a new job. They're just not paying me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to start over at the pay scale. I don't want to start here again. I did that. I know what that's like, but you know what? I feel really good about myself right now. I don't know if my ego can handle this. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Taylor, it was never the sucking. The, I think growing up with three older brothers and having kids real young really put a lot of things in perspective. Mm -hmm. 
I, like, if you don't have my last name, you can't hurt my feelings. Nothing you can say. There's no, you know what I mean? I don't fucking know you. And yeah. so I always, my biggest bomb, I bombed the fifth time, fourth time I was ever on stage. I opened up for a guy named Sam Kinison. Oh, very cool. <laughs> and it was a, a pure mistake. I had won a comedy competition because I had, excuse me, packed the bar with my friends and it was, a you know, whoever got the most applause, right? Yeah. Sam's opener's dad, a guy named Carl LeBeau, his dad, I believe, I forget what he died of. I don't want to, I don't want to guess, but he had passed away when they were on their way to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So Sam's brother was like, Hey, we hear this comedy competition who won. And they were like this kid, Josh Wolf. And he was like, Hey, will you open it for Sam? Or it might've been the guy who was promoting in the area, whatever, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. So I get this phone call. You want to open it for Sam Kinison? Fifth time I was ever on stage. And I was like, this comedy shit's easy. Yo. <laughs> I'm already at Yo, the top. <laughs> I bombed. To, to, first of all, I told you what I was wearing. For those of you who don't know Kinison, Kinison was the first rock and roll comic. He wasn't playing at a comedy club. He was playing at a rock club. Nobody did that. Stanhope does that now, but nobody did that. Mm-hmm. There were no seats. People were standing up. And he, you know, he used to play music at the end of his shows. He was a huge rock guy, you know? And so I didn't, I was a little confused with my styles. I was wearing some wingtip black shoes, um, some acid wash jeans with one of those thin black belts that has the silver tip on it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I had a blue blockbuster, basically shirt, button down shirt tucked into those jeans. I was wearing a black leather motorcycle jacket and I had a ponytail with some bangs. It wasn't a good look. Doesn't sound like it. And I walked out on stage and before I even got to the mic, somebody just screamed, you better be funny, Bobby Brady. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Fifth time on stage, I'm not ready to be heckled and I'm not ready for Kinnison's crowd. This is how bad it went. So first of all, by the way, when the guy said to me, hey, I go, yeah. And he goes, because I, I did your fifth time on stage, I had maybe three minutes of material. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, Hey, keep it to a tight 20. I was like, what? <laughs> a tight 20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was doing my three minutes that I did at the bar. He was like, keep it to a tight 20. They were so tired of what me being good too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you You're something. You're just so afraid when they said that. <laughs> Yo, they were so tired of me being there, guys. They stopped heckling me three minutes into the act and just started talking to each other. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. the worst. You weren't and even not only that, I only had three minutes of material. So I you just hit him with the best stuff already. <laughs> you know, the only laugh you probably could have gotten that night is after your three minutes of good stuff. And they've already, already started talking amongst them. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's all downhill from here, guys. That was Kyle. I would have said it if anyone was listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said it. There was, the, I mean, the, the guy sweeping up behind me, he chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> the last five minutes of the set was just me talking to my girlfriend in the mic, going like this. They're not listening to me. She was like, well, just keep going. And I was like, yeah, but nobody, they don't care. She was like, I'm listening. <laughs> I was having a, con- a one-on-one <laughs> conversation. How many people are in the crowd? I don't know how many people. Rock and roll club. You know, I don't. I don't remember. Hundred. I would bet. It feels like eight hundred. Feels like standing up. Maybe a thousand. Jesus Christ! Like- <laughs> so then I get off stage. Sam crushes, and his manager's like, "Hey." So for the second show, and I was like, "Second show." Oh no! Can I and go he home? Said, 
<laughs> Sam's been known to get a little fucked up in between shows, so I might need you to go a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it all comes together, huh? And I was like, <laughs> wait, you understand what's happening now? Well, I, I go, I go, what? I go, didn't you watch the first show? And he goes, yeah, 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 you were oh, doing yeah. great. And I was like, oh, I'm like, so he goes, if I do this, you just get stretched. And I was like, <laughs> you want, do you want me to do my set for the sixth time? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, I did because it was 25 minutes. I had to do the second show. Mm-hmm. I did my set five times. <laughs> just over and over and over. I just did it over and over again because they weren't listening. And, and more people were walking in because you know, it was slowly filling up. So I was like, well, you didn't hear them. Though. Let me tell you my jokes. You didn't hear them. And I just repeated my jokes again. Oh, oh hang on. God. He just walked in. All right, we're, like, we're gonna start over. Everybody, cool. We're starting over, right? Well, <laughs> Taylor, let me t- and you yeah. guys to 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 your point. When I was driving away, my girlfriend at the time said to me, "Well, you got that out of your system. Oh. You'll never have to do that again. Oh. Meaning, if you quit now, nobody will blame you." And I mm-hmm. told her straight up, "Oh, I'm not going out like that. Like, I may not do stand up for a living, but those motherfuckers aren't getting the last laugh on me." Well, I guarantee it. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not how it went down. We're not even getting the first laugh on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I was just like, that's not how I'm ending this story. This is not the end of this fucking story, and so failure was not the thing that was going to make me quit this. Yeah, that was that's not really brave. That's really brave. Mm-hmm. Now you you are aware that they wanted you up there because you were awesome to to like follow, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Sam wasn't that dude because Carl LeBeau was one of the funniest humans. The people that Sam used to tour with, Kyle, okay, they were called the Outlaws of Comedy. Yeah. Jimmy Schubert, Carl LeBeau, one other dude, murderers. Carl LeBeau. We're talking about Kennison? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big Carl, fan. Yeah. Carl LeBeau, and he recently passed away, but I'll tell you right now. Carl LeBeau, to me, is the single most underrated comic in the history of comedy. This dude was dark and real and raw and fucking, but he wasn't that great to look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he just wasn't that dynamic, but what a fucking great comics comic. He was one of these dudes that when he went on stage at the comedy store, the comics were coming in to, coming in to watch. Mm-hmm. funny and jimmy schubert i don't know if you guys know who jimmy is no oh dude he's still doing it jimmy's pff, jimmy's ridiculously funny so kinnison was not a dude who was scared to have funny people go up in front of him uh, he probably was used to people getting laughs not me i got a question not yeah me. <laughs> so you're you're playing a small club someplace in raleigh that no one knows about 75 people by the way i'll raleigh. be in raleigh in the third week of october really I'll, I'll, uh, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, I think. Where can we get your full tour, tour dates? Comedianjoshwolf.com. Comedianjoshwolf.com. Check that yeah. out, guys. I'm, I'm going to look right now to see if we're going to be I'm in Raleigh. Raleigh so I, I'm oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. I'm there uh, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. What? October. Huh. Maybe we'll do a fan meetup. Anyway, um, so you're in a club, 75 people, whatever. Would you rather have the audience love you or the other comics think you are awesome? Like If you had to pick... Whose respect do you want? Are you asking present day Josh or young Josh? Ooh, now I want both. Young Josh wants the comics. Huh. Old Josh doesn't give a fuck what the comics think. They're not buying tickets to my show. 
Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I might, there, I yeah, might see yeah, you in yeah, October, man. Sense. Where? We'll see. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> but when I'll get you guys. I mean, I mean I'll be free and I'll be back. I could I could head down to Naples, Florida and uh and, and uh check hit a show up there. Oh, that um, is by the way, that Naples, Florida shows. So it has a lot of old people eating dinner, and I try to make them un- as uncomfortable as I can. Oh, I'll be part of that. I'll 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 be fucking weird in the crowd. I'll laugh. Yeah, at the, I'll be like the fucking uh, Joker from the last movie, like Joaquin Phoenix laughing at the parts <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh at, just to make, <laughs> it, just to make it fucking awkward. Uh, What's your name, Kyle? Um, Kyle well, Myers. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up here, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, I'll see if I can't find that DMT vape pen by then. Oh, don't, I don't, no, no thanks. Actually, no thanks. Kyle, fucking straight edge October? over here, brother. Did you say October? You might be in Colorado. Hey, I'll be back you? by then. I'll be back by the 29th. Okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do two weeks in Colorado. Like, that's what I'm, I don't have a return ticket. Like, like I bought a one way ticket to Colorado mm-hmm. and, uh, and like Airbnbs are $90 a fucking night. So I might stay two weeks. I might be like, whew, I am burnt out. It's time to go home and start this whole packing our bags and moving, uh, moving house thing. Or I might be like, you know what? Let's do two more weeks. I could stay for a fucking month and a half. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna like play it by ear. That's why I have the one way ticket. Flights right now are incredibly cheap. Like, you know, all my friends are flying into Colorado for this big meetup, and uh, I think Dirty's plane ticket was like seventy three dollars, and it's like not a one way ticket. It's like it's like th- it's like he goes to Colorado and then to Vegas for seventy three dollars. Like <laughs> like like it's it's it, it's it's shockingly cheap. Now he he, he isn't like. You know he's a little guy, so they're just putting him in the overhead storage bin. Right, right, right. But but that. still, <laughs> like like my first class ticket was like three hundred and fifty dollars or something like that, and then I signed up for this uh, Delta. I'm always careful not to show my goddamn credit card on the show. My this Delta Amex card for the Sky Miles, and so I ended up being like, I mean, basically a free flight. Are you gonna be in Vegas? Is that what you're saying? I could be. Friend. I don't know. My friends are what? going to Vegas uh, uh, from like the 17th um, for a few days. They're all gamblers and uh, we, we play a lot of poker together. So they're talking about going to Vegas on the 17th. They've got a, my friend gambles enough that he gets free uh, sweets. Yeah. Um, so like they're talking about going down there and playing some, uh, some cash poker. My wife and I are going to be there for three months. Oh, sick. I get nosebleeds down there. It's not my favorite place in the world, but the air, the air is so dry. Yeah, it's thin. Yeah, I, I consider that as a place to move because I want to get out of Georgia because of the yeah. legal legal marijuana thing. And so there's, I mean, there, there's a handful of states I've looked at, everything from Florida to Denver to uh, Vegas, um, Washington, Oregon, places like that. Not Cali, but uh, even even Mass and uh, up in the Northeast in a few places. But um, <clears throat> I've kind of come to my decision now and I know what's up. I don't really want to say publicly. But, um, but yeah, you uh, Vegas was one of the, the only thing that holds me back from Vegas is it is a little far from my family here in Georgia, obviously. Uh, it's like a five-hour flight. But then also, like, that dry air. I've been to Vegas six, seven times for, like, a week at a time each time, and I don't love it. You know what we're doing is that, you know, we're empty nesters. And so Good for you. We were like, you know what we should do two or three months a year is just live in a different city. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome, man. So yeah, that's what we're doing. And our first one is Vegas, and we're going for three months. And then next year we'll we'll pick another city. Do you do live. an Airbnb for that? Yeah, lo- extended Airbnbs. Yeah, extended Airbnbs are really good. And there's this other site I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's like Home Away or something like that. And huh. it's actually even better. And it's actually meant for exactly what you're talking about. People who like to like 
live that lifestyle of being in a, a city for three to four months. And it's like a full, like furnished apartment. That's it's called it's home, like away? Renting, home away or something like that. Yeah. I looked at it months and months ago. I, I can't, it, it may not be home away, but that's what's sticking in my head right now. But, uh, but yeah, Airbnb extended stays are excellent. Like the rates you get, sometimes so it's better. almost like, is this better than renting? Like it's so much better. It's, it's crazy. Very affordable. Yeah. Especially since everything's furnished and you're not paying utilities. Like it's incredibly cheap when you, when you consider all things. That's right. You, yeah, Tennyson, I, you know, I got to watch back to school when I get to Colorado. Like I got this, this list of movies. It's been, I've been sober for just over two years, something like that. Um, and I used to smoke weed every day, you know, cause the federal probation and everything, I get drug tested. And, um, and it so this, it, what it has standard drug testing, uh, federal probation does. I get like piss tested on a, like a not regular schedule. Like he can just pop in and be like pissing a cop, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, um, also no alcohol, no, um, I can't leave like my quadrant of my state without like, you know, permission from him, like asking first. So I can't even visit my family without permission. Uh, it's a bunch of shit like that. But anyway, um, I want to watch back to school. I want to, I want to see that movie. Cause that scene with Kennison is so fucking good. I love that with Rodney Dangerfield. He's, he's giving the girl a hard time. He's like, professor, leave her alone. She's just a kid. He's like, ah, oh, Mr. Helper. I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion. <laughs> so fucking good. Starts talking about, let's talk about, and he's, he brings up fucking Korea and that yeah. hits home. To him. Like, oh. <laughs> well, we should have gone in there. We should have bombed those commie bastards back to their rice patties. Do you guys down. know who Craig Gass is? Uh-uh. Craig, Craig Gass does the only I, I don't Sam Kinison impersonation. It is, if you're Googling it right now, I wonder if you can use It's so good. I mean, it's, uh, and, and, and Craig's a comic and he does voices, but he does voices like you don't expect people to do. Mm-hmm. Like he, one night he did Gene Hackman. I'm like, who does Gene Hackman? <laughs> it's, it's such a non-distinct yeah, voice. Impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'd, well, I'd, I'd, I'd hear it. I like Hackman a lot. Hackman, I'll, but his Kinnison is like, and it, because Kinnison, that his Kinnison scream was so um, raw, but controlled. Like it was so perfect. It, it was so, I remember why for me, if I'm going to tell for me, the three comedy people who I would say influenced me the most would be Kinnison. Cause he's the first guy I remember thinking, can we say that shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are laughing. Like we can say this. Um, Cosby pre-rape. Um, <laughs> no such thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Pre-known rape, pre-convicted rape, uh, pre-your knowledge of rape. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, before we knew. So, but his ability to sit on a stool, not swear, not really, cha- you know, yet not really raise his voice, and still and get everybody loved him to lean in, and you just you couldn't stop watching his storytelling ability. But the third and three, I guess, is Carlin. I was about to say Carlin. Yeah, I, I was hoping that was your third one. Yeah, um, Carlin's probably my favorite. Um, and then my other stuff is modern, so I won't even mention it. It's 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 the two or three that everybody goes to. Who are your guys? Like Chappelle and those guys? 
I like Chappelle a lot, but not for stand-up as much as, you know, just everything he's done. Like, the Chappelle show was so monumental. Um, but I like Louis C.K. a lot. Like, some yep. of his earlier stuff, I felt like it got... I feel like here's the problem with all comics, in my opinion. No, not you, of course. <laughs> but every comedian goes through that chicken finger eating stage, right? Where they're spending everything they have to come up with that set. That set. The set. The one that will actually... Mm-hmm. make people laugh every time where they're rolling on the fucking floor where they can make a million dollars where they can get a tv deal even now they've made it now once you make it their second act is hard because you don't have another lifetime you got to come up with that second act in the next two years yeah. if it's the three years we've forgotten all about the first years act. of life the second set is based on the life between the first and second set yeah, it's very difficult. And I think that um, a very unique group of guys are able to keep going. And, and it's, 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 it's often, in my opinion, not only talent based, but about the subject matter that they write about. Like if you, if you like, like, and Dave Chappelle's really good about this. I thought, I think all of his shit's really funny because, I mean, he's talking about the, the juicy sommelier stuff, like, 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 because he stays topical with like current events and makes fun of that shit. He doesn't have to live a whole new life of experiences to have some more shit to make fun of and, and to have a good time with. And some comics struggle with that. Um, I don't know. But but I like Kennison a lot. And uh, I really enjoyed like just watching how manic he was because no one did that. Uh, Andy Kaufman, maybe. But yeah. it was on a different wavelength with Andy Kaufman. Like, like he hey, was just he was another kind of human being. Let me offer one addendum addendum to what you said i and it's not even an addendum it's a completely different point of view <laughs> um i would say this i would say that may be true may be true for the second album because sometimes people feel a need to rush the second album right but if you stay in the game long enough if you put in your 10,000 hours, it, it's like you look at, you know why there's so many people try and stand up right now? Because there's so many people in the game right now who have put in their 10,000 hours and who are making it look easier than it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would tell you that maybe that second album, because people rush it, but in my experience, like people get, exponentially better between those 14th and 20th years. Like when you, those first 14 years or whatever, if you're in the game, those last six years, it, all the wheels are on the tracks. I'm it's just all the wheels are on the tracks because yeah. you have done it. Look, man, you know, I don't even call it confident when I walk on stage. I've there's nothing you can show me that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? like, so that's not. I'm and not, there's different kinds of entertainers. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, sure. Did you see Mike Tyson's one man show on HBO? No, that sounds. Funny. That man's not a comedian. No, like, you you don't even think of him as being necessarily bright or creatively minded. I was entertained though. That's the word I would use. I was entertained by his show because, and he doesn't have a second one in him. He's got one. Because mm-hmm. he blew the whole life experience right then and there. And maybe he had a ghostwriter helping him form thoughts and maybe putting a yes. little twist on this and that 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 like makes it 
you know, that oh, oh, oh that's funny the way he, he put it there, but say what you want. That guy is a bit of is an entertainer. Uh, like, like he did an amazing job. And there are some guys who can walk up there like with I no material really whatsoever good, and just just be funny. I'm an easy laugh in a comedy club. Like oh good, I come to the show in Florida. <laughs> I'm an easy laugh. Like, like I remember watching who was who's the gentleman who's like the he has something wrong with him. He's the handicapped comic. Is Josh it Blue? 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 Josh yeah. Blue. Mm-hmm. I watched Josh Blue at uh in Atlanta and uh I watched him throw a fucking Karen out and it was one of the best experiences of my life watching He's them. funny, dude. He was funny. Oh, he threw someone out. I yeah, I can't remember he threw a fit on stage. Okay, he threw someone no, out. I, he was being I can't dick. remember how he did it, but he, he he like he made some kind of a joke about like I'm handicapped, but you're retarded or something like that. And it just brought the fucking house down. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like, at least you know, I have an excuse for, 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 for being like embarrassing looking I, like, like you're just humiliating yourself on the day. Like, like, and mm-hmm. she was a cunt from the, we were outside, like, like there was a line backed around the building to get into Josh Blue's show. And, uh, he was the main guy. Uh, he was headlining and you had to sit through like some nonsense. And one guy stormed the stage and tried, like he wasn't, one guy wasn't scheduled. He just ran onto the stage and started fucking telling jokes. What? And, like, like he just want like, 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 like. I guess he couldn't oh, get Mister, scheduled. It doesn't Where matter what that? happens. I've seen it before. You can't surprise me. <laughs> I don't know the name of the club, but it was one of the major clubs in Atlanta. It's this has been eight, nine, ten years ago now. Like, like, like I was. I remember I was in East Atlanta, so it had to have been within forty-five minutes of East Atlanta. I wouldn't have driven much further, but this guy stormed the stage. And it was very awkward. It was like, like you know, everybody's got a. The announcer comes in. He's like, "All right, uh, I want you guys to give a good welcome to Jimmy Crack Corn. He's coming out of Alabama tonight. He's got a great sk- set for you guys. You may have seen him on this and that and the other. And give him a warm welcome." Well, that didn't happen. This Asian guy just is on the stage all of a sudden. He's like, "Yo, what's going on, guys? I, uh, I, I'm gonna make this quick into the." And he, he was, he was kind of funny. Like it was clear that he wasn't just a Yahoo, just like being mm-hmm. silly. Like he was a, he was a guy who wanted to be a comedian but couldn't get booked. And he just wanted to make a name. I know in his heart of hearts, he's hoping like they'll take notice. Someone will take notice here yeah. tonight. Like, like, but it was a wild fucking night because that Karen, even when we were outside in the line wrapped around the building, I remember looking at my girlfriend and being like, she's going to be a problem. That woman right there is going to be a problem. Was she like I, wasted or just yeah, an she, she was, I was thinking the same thing. We all know this archetype of a female. She is a 38 year old blonde chick with big tits who's 30 pounds overweight far too confident in her in her own skin and Mm -hmm. way too loud she's so loud that i we can all hear her drunk conversation 50 feet away 15 years ago we all put up with her because she was hot and 25 yes we used to put up with this (laughs) shit and now (laughs) no longer and it was and and sure enough we're we're all sitting there having cocktails or whatever and she was just in a she was an awful human being to like have to deal whoa, with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> my dog. It sounded like you were actually. It's the elves. Did it look like I was moving? You looked like you were, uh, I don't know, concerned about what was happening. Like there was an earthquake. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my dog is a, he's <laughs> half pit bull, half American bulldog. Oh. And so we when like he. Those here. Strong. When he decides he wants to sit somewhere, he just. I'll wait till you leave to talk about pit bulls then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. it? Okay. I've just seen so many, seen so many <laughs> horror movies. 
or you know, or, or, or horror videos. I don't want to talk about it. It's not a good topic. I bet your dog's wonderful. He's a good dude. He's one of the good ones. His name's Indiana Jones. He has he hasn't been anyone yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you three yeah, are all, welcome Ooh. over anytime. Huh? <laughs> we can change. He that. tries. I uh, listen. Do some DMT. I'm not saying he wouldn't bite you. I'm just saying he hasn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, just, he's a good dude, clarify, man. My, my whole thought process on, process on pit bulls is that there are like 30 different breeds of dogs that are aggressive and will bite you, but there's only a handful that can make it count. And that's yeah. just one of them. Here's the deal, man. A dog is as aggressive as his owner makes him. Not you true. say that, however, Not a true. golden retriever will automatically go pick up a fucking bird and bring it back to you with no tr A dachshund will automatically try to burrow into a hole and get that badger out because dachshund means badger hound in German. And a pit bull wants to kill. No. I, yeah, Josh, I'm, you got to know. I've had dogs since I was, I think I got my first dog when I was like six years old. I have never not had a dog during that entire yeah. period of time. Churn, I'm a dog guy. We have had lots of wonderful dogs, wonderful in all their own ways. And one dog that wanted to murder all the time, all the time he was meat. Kyle's a dog person. Kyle came over for, call it a long weekend, three days or something. On day three, he's like, we're friends now, right? You know, I've been warming up to you. I've been loving on you. I've they, he didn't make friends with other people. He just wanted to kill and murder all the time. He's wearing a muzzle. And I think okay. Kyle's thought was... This wasn't a pit bull, by the way. It was a Great Dane. And, and, and he's like, you know, can we take this muzzle off at some point? Like, you know, it's, oh, no, no. And he wanted to kill Kyle on day three, even though he's but, a dog person. I don't have a Great Dane. We, we you have a pit bull for him. <laughs> yeah, man. You don't have, Listen, like, this I don't is, have an AK. I've got an M4. This is the third pit I've had. Let me tell you something. The uh -huh. only dog I ever had that was aggressive and tried to bite people was my St. Bernard. He tried to kill humans. And yeah. he was supposed to be the nice one. Man, my last pit bull was scared of squirrels. This motherfucker <laughs> wouldn't go in the yard when this big squirrel was out there. <laughs> the squirrel chased him into the house. So my, my argument you know, the is was, and this my guy argument, here, come on, man. He's just I'm got not a giant. saying all pit bulls are bad. I'm saying some dogs are bad and it's not the owner. We hired a trainer to come in and teach him yeah, to but, be less of an asshole and teach us to teach him to be less of an asshole. We took him to the kennel to socialize him with other dogs when we weren't going anywhere. He just had to live at the kennel. We, we took him for walks around the yard. He always Woody, wanted to murder. Let me ask you something. Yeah. What do you think about Dalmatians? Because they bite more people. Strung. They're yeah. the dumbest... And they bite people, and they're dumb, and, and they serve. They're, they're, they're very like dumb animals, exactly. Pit bulls, man. There may there might there be a pit bull that just is trying to kill. Of course, there was a great day. There, there have been. Right? You know, Would you like to see a few hand, a few thousand videos? Some <laughs> golden retrievers. Has there ever been an aggressive bite? Maybe. I watched a video yesterday. <laughs> um, this uh, this man is in the street. He has a small dog, little like yappy dog. There are three pit bulls killing it. They're killing it. And he's on the ground trying to save his dog. He's crying. He's screaming for some someone to help. And he's got his little dog. And these pit bulls are all locked onto it. And they're having a great time. Mm -hmm. And nobody will help because they're killing his little dog. His little dog's already dead at this point, but he's he won't he won't let them have it to tear it apart. And the cops finally show up 
and they're beating the pit bulls with batons and the pit bulls will not release. And so they start executing the pit bulls one by one with a, with a handgun and one book, one bullet won't do it. They still want to kill the dog that badly. Uh, you know, pop, 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 pit bulls still killing the little dog. Pop, 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 pit bulls dead. Pop, 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 pit bulls dead. Pop, 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 pit bulls dead. They have to kill them all because they're so like, they have such a prey like drive. They're, they're so, focused on killing that little dog that this guy had but again they, dude but again you're telling a story where if these dogs are wild or loose or in a backyard and they're bred like that or they like that's what's gonna happen and people don't breed goldens or whatever's to do it because they're not as efficient Right. You would breed if you wanted a violent dog, that's the one you would make violent. It's the same with a Rottweiler or whatever. You're not going to, you can make any dog angry and want to bite other people. Period. It's the how the owner trains that. Yo, every little dog I try to pet tries to kill me. That's every true. single fucking one. I have and, a theory that ties into your owner theory. Because like it's, I, little dogs, I would say are more likely to go to the bathroom in the house. Why? Because the owners tolerate it. Oh no, not for me. There to me, it's just the na na Napoleon complex all over the place. You know? <laughs> but but mixed, I, I look, yeah. man, I'm not saying that you can't pull up a video with a pit bull being violent. You of course can. But what I'm telling you is, it, it's just like a kid, man. Who's raising it? Who's raising it? That's it. Who's raising that kid? And that some kid's going to be an asshole and some kids aren't, you know? It's not one or the other, really. It's a mix of both. Like Kyle talking about how the dachshund like, is going to instinctively do what it was bred for. Like, yeah, a, a, a dog bred to fight other dogs is going to be more likely to be a dog that fights other dogs, I would imagine. If, right? if you guys want... <clears throat> I, I knew this wasn't a good topic because obviously you love your dog and I'm sure your dog's sweet as a button. Um, but for anybody who wants to do a little bit of research, the, the place that I like to go is a little subreddit called, and this is the subreddit of the week, of course. Oh. It's called Ban Pitbulls. Right down the middle over there. They're doing some even keel reporting. <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> the number one, the number one me let me hang on, let me show you the number one uh like post over there right now. It's 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 again right down the middle. Um let me let me open this up. Copy it on over. Oh, is it is it that uh that collage showing all the dogs doing what they're bred to do and it goes genetics 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 and then the pit bull fighting and the pit bull goes it's all in how you raise them um it's yeah, actually um it's actually this one right here i just linked josh can you show that one? Oh jesus christ <laughs> or zach i'm sorry zach could you show that one let me see i'm excited for this the, the funny jesus thing christ is that, the, header, <laughs> the header for this subreddit is all People who have been killed by pit bulls. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The you know entire, I the I entire header, and it's not like three people. It's like it's like fifteen people who have all been murdered by pit bulls. <laughs> no that dude, that dog's doing tricep pushdowns. By the way, that dog. You know that dog just dips with a belt weight. Yeah. You know that dog looks like Vin Diesel. 
<laughs> holy that's shit hilarious. that dog is jacked what, is that his chest or are those what titties what does he got yeah, what those are delts. <laughs> he's, he's got defined delts. delts yeah he's you know, mid dip his... right now dude that I thing needs he to takes eat... a step forward you see his other four nipples which is hilarious <laughs> i mean when you understand that he's only eating the child to hit his macros it's understandable. <laughs> by the way why do i feel like he's standing up yeah, I feel like he's, he's, on, he's like, on two feet. <laughs> and you know what? The best part is we all know he's wearing Timberlands. <laughs> this dude right here for sure is walking out of the tunnel right now. That like, dog wears black Air Force Ones or, 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 or I bet my life on it. I guarantee it. Some of you will get that joke. That's, that's, that, that, that one's narrow. That is so a whole subreddit of banned pit bulls. And you know what? This doesn't seem biased. No, not at all. Right down the middle, like I said. Right, yeah. right down the middle. Nobody lies with stats. Mm-mm. It's math. You can't lie with them easily. Yeah. No. Listen. <laughs> there's no doubt that they have definitely checked both sides of the coin with their reporting. Remember that baby, the pitbull mm-hmm. raped to death. Wait, yeah. Yeah. raped a baby. <laughs> yeah, raped yeah, a baby. And then to lit death. it on fire. The pitbull had a lighter. Mm. No one said they're not smart. I'm not making that story up. <laughs> Wait, There's I, no way a pitbull pit really raped a, a pitbull did not rape a child to death. There's no way. Can, when it, whenever I say something like this, nobody believes me. This is where I try to do like, uh, do you want to bet? Can I make <laughs> some money off this? I'll let Woody field that one. Woody's <laughs> <laughs> googling right now. He can't bet. No, hey, hey. Just... Um, I don't know if the baby died. That is. Okay, are you serious? Oh my gosh. The police have said there is no human involvement in the sexual assault of this toddler. It's almost too bizarre to believe a pit bull sexually assaulted a two-year-old boy. So the dog raped the young child that was crawling on the floor? That that was uh, Bill Cosby's dog. That was little cause, and uh, it, it raped the young boy. And you know, for those who don't know what a dog's penis looks like, it has this big bulbous knot on the base of it that makes it lock into the female, so that the the semen stays in her longer, and it makes it more likely that they'll propagate. Anyway, that locked into the infant, the toddler, if you will, and so now they are attached, cocked to ass. And of course, the parents discover this because the kid's not enjoying it. So he's screaming. So the mother screams, the dog is raping my baby. I tried to get the dog away from the baby. The dog was already inside the baby. When the baby was finally... Is this a Meryl Streep movie? He was visibly sick. (laughs) Uh, The boy was vomiting and bleeding. Ah, this is getting sad. The baby was rushed to the Women and Children's Hospital where he underwent reconstructive surgery. What's the date on this article? Uh, this is yesterday. Let me double check. Yeah, 2007. You know what the best part about this is, Woody? <laughs> what is the best part? What is the good part of this? This isn't story? even the dog rape of a toddler I was referring to. <laughs> this is like oh, hammer that, murders in St. Louis. It's a, it, There's a rash of them. So the I, one I talked the about, it was locked into the child. And when the parents tried to like do something, the dog took off running, dragging the toddler by his asshole uh, through the house. <sighs> I love Taylor's reaction to that. That's my favorite. That's the best part of the night. That's that's horrific. He went. (laughs) Being dragged around by your asshole. Yeah. Oh, don't act like that's never happened to you before. Not with the, well, not with teeth. Oh. Yeah. I I, I, I would, I thought that you were 
like when you said that uh, Pitbull rape story yeah. and I said, there's no way I was like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to agree with them and act like this is a real thing right now. You're supposed to. Yes. And yeah. yeah. And no, I, I didn't. You didn't have to. Yes. And you just it's in the article. Hey, in reading these stories, I found another Pitbull that saved a teenage girl from being raped. Apollo, the hero dog. Heroes comes in all shapes and sizes and some even have four legs. It goes on. Well, there but, you uh, go. Right yeah. down the middle. That's us here at PKA, okay? <laughs> yes, occasionally a pit bull will rape your child, but occasionally save your child from rape. Two, That's true. Two sides Here's of the a, coin, folks. Two sides and of you coin. know what? Sometimes yeah. they just eat twice a day and take a couple of walks. You know, Sometimes I think that's probably the most that. common. Very, like, very rarely. In I the would say that's of, the most common thing that they do. But just like other dogs, maybe there are a few outliers. And There's like there are pit, pit bulls being cool and chilling in my house. I mean, there <laughs> might be. We but don't know. This hard to say for sure. Do this story. Then attack I will say, this Kyle. teenage girl and tried to pull her pants down. The playful pup turned protective and intervened, chomping down on the subject, subject's legs while he ran away. He was all happy, like he didn't know what he did. He was all happy. He just wanted to run. Like, the dog had a great day. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're, we're like, like, here's, a, here's a positive story. Pitbull mm -hmm. swims five miles out to sea to bite a child. <laughs> now that one doesn't seem real <laughs> i don't know man keep reading let's find out it's a good swimmer is it on the onion <laughs> oh, oh god. my god uh you never know maybe some of these children the pit bulls are killing were like hitlers or something of the future Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe when they're not in guys, our DNC dreams. You guys are clutching your purses a little too tight on this. That's I'm just <laughs> saying. I mean, oh, when we're not talking to people who own pit bulls, I have no opinion. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a member of a, a, a hate group. Um, so, so it is very close to my heart. <laughs> we burn tiny crosses in pitbull's yards. <laughs> tiny little True. crosses of milk. Yeah, milk. tiny little pitbull um, side crosses. Guys, I got a jet. All We've right. enjoyed you. Yeah, it was great. You got to come on soon. I yeah. would love to, guys. Yeah, I always appreciate you having me. Is that um, edible kicking in yet? What's that? Is that edible kicking in yet? Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. Mm. I'm going. That's why I want to go get some snacks. Yeah, Where right? are we your tour again? Comedianjoshwolf.com. And um comedianjoshwolf.com for tour dates. And my special drops on October 19th on my YouTube channel. But I'll be putting out promos uh leading up to it. Right. Awesome, man. Thank you so yeah. much for coming Thank out. You for coming, dude. Everybody check I out his links below. And I hope we see it at the show. Let me know if it, you guys want to go, and I'll set you up. Thank you. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Yeah, I, uh, I will definitely do my best to, to make it. I'm going to be traveling around a lot this year. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Later, man. Later. Take care. So before we jump to the next thing, we're going to hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. Fall is here, and we could all use a stiff breeze. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. 
Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is it's all done online. So no visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use your our promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the five bucks in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the podcast. That is BlueChew.com, promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the five dollars in shipping. It's free. Five bucks. You don't want to see what you're missing out on? Free is a good deal. It's a tremendous deal. Highly recommend. Uh, This episode of PKA also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Admit it, you think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you would be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, which is why we're recommending you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from cyber criminals. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN takes only one click, a single click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash PKA. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash PKA for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash PKA to learn more. Very excellent cool. deal, excellent deal. When you've got a really hard dick, you don't want to be worried about anything but fucking. And that includes having your internet data stolen. So go ahead and, and activate that. <laughs> activate that VPN. I'm really I'm stretching here. But <laughs> yeah, sure. right? It's so much easier when it's like Casper mattress and dick pills. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. not that one. But oh, that, was, uh, that was great. I love having Josh on. That was yes, cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Dude, yes, make shows easy. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, Have that's very true. Followed Gabby Patino at all? I don't know what that I is. I don't even know who that is. Okay, Gabby Patino was a van life chick, cute girl, and um, Instagram. Oh yeah, influencer. her. <laughs> She's a big story right now. Um, so she traveled out with her boyfriend. There was a nine one one call, a little domestic dispute, and um, a few days later, she goes missing. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend goes home without her. Oh, I'm sorry, fiance. And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, it could, could, it could be anything. Well, now they found her murdered body, homicide. Okay. And uh, do they he, know how? Like, like strangled or shot or? They haven't told us. Okay. Yeah. So the, all the all they've released publicly is that it, they ruled it a homicide. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the boyfriend is now missing from this thing. And there's they like, got him too. 
<laughs> natural conclusion <laughs> most people think that he murdered her uh, he's mm. a, a person of interest he wasn't well he wasn't originally officially uh, everybody including me was like dude dude did it right you know they're they're not getting along the 911 call is interesting because there's uh police body cams and mm. uh, you can see the footage and she called about this you know wanting the police to come help intervene and then when you got there, she seemed like the bad guy. Dude had scratches on him. He's, you mm. know, he's the more uh, calm, like in dealing with the police. And he's like, she did this, she did that. You know, like it, it's cool. They just um, separated them. One stayed in the van, one stayed in a hotel for that night. Mm -hmm. uh, not a good situation, but also probably not like super. Cr I don't know. I've, I've never had the police or the domestic disturbance at my house, but I, whatever. Now she's dead. And there's a question of why are they looking at her? She's a pretty blonde woman, or she was anyway. And uh, there's, there's, is, a term yes, for, <laughs> there's a term for missing white woman syndrome. And uh, I think, who's the comedian he used to do? Is it Hannibal Burr? Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You are right. Yeah. Um, he used Who's to be the one like, who, he said, if I ever go out in the ocean, I'm putting a little white girl baby on a keychain. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just so they come find him. There she is. And th that's the dude. That's the fiance. Thanks, Zach. And uh, so they're like, hey, is this missing white woman syndrome where they're only reporting this story because she's a pretty blonde? And there's something to be said for that. Like, I don't know how many can Seems we like name? it's more of a mystery. Natalie Holloway, Chandra Levy. Like, oh, okay. Seems like that's another valid argument, too. You know, like, yeah, and she's an Instagram influencer. I don't know how big her Instagram was, but there are thousands of people following her story and her, you know, wonderful fake van life. And, you know, just what a, what a privilege every day waking in these uh, amazing sunrises is that's that an Instagrammer might put about van life. So like, look, if any of us like just did the van life thing and then showed up miss and, and then like my wife came home and I'm missing and she pretended like, yeah, I don't know what happened to that dude. Mm -hmm. It would be a story too, even For though sure. I'm not a pretty young white woman and because you know, whatever, like it's 400 million views on my YouTube channel. You know, people would, have an interest in it that that they wouldn't otherwise mm -hmm. having said that tell me all the stories we hear about missing old dudes or missing people of color like it totally doesn't exist <clears throat> i don't know i guess yeah. i guess you're really talking yeah. about this news media and and them uh yeah you know, it's what sells yeah what they what report sells. on like if if he had killed her on the side of the road and the police cam saw it it wouldn't really be a story you know, like it would be like, oh, this maniac murdered his girlfriend. What a crazy, like, and it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Like the guy, her being missing, body found in the woods, like a guy disappears. It's like, mm -hmm. I think the mystery is There's what drives a lot of people. Because like true crime is huge. Like yes. some of the biggest podcasts in the world are true crime. Have you ever seen Mr. Ballin on YouTube? Mr. The guy no, used to be I a Navy. I, I hope I'm getting his name right. It's like Mr. and then Ballin. Ballin is spelled B-A-L-L-E-N. And uh, he does like he does like five videos a week. He's an ex Navy SEAL, and he does these like uh, one of his more popular video series is called Three Places You're Not Allowed to Go and People Who Went There." And it's uh, it's it's things like um, 
restricted areas, dangerous places to go, things like spelunking down, like cave diving uh, and things like that. You know, you get that sign. It's like there's nothing beyond this sign worth dying for. And these assholes go anyway and they don't have the right nitrogen mixture for their for their scuba tanks. And they end up getting uh, like nitrogen drunkness and then dying down in holes and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has some really creepy videos. There was there's this guy who um, was actually like a quasi YouTuber and he was one of those guys who does like extreme hiking. It's like when you just go off into the desert for like a couple of days, like just kind of wandering. And uh, he had claimed in his YouTube video that he found this cave um, out near Area 51 near Nellis Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And that when he tried to enter it, it felt like his body was vibrating and, and, he, and, he, and he couldn't go any further. And he, he was overcome with this sensation of vibration in his body and he couldn't go into the cave. And, you know, they're, they're like, bullshit, no way. And then some people were like, well, fucking go back and document it, dude. And like, he was like, you know what? I am going back. I am going back. Well, he goes back and he's like, I couldn't find it. I was out there for three days and I couldn't find it. And like the fact that he kind of came back and said, I couldn't find it rather than disappearing kind of led mm. a little credence to his original story. Yeah. And they're like, a lot of people kind of getting behind him. Like, dude, go, go back. We want to know more about this. Goes back a third time and he's never seen from again. <laughs> they they, they send out huge search parties and all they ever find is his cell phone sitting in the sand out in the middle of nowhere with no damages or blood or scratches or anything. They never found him. And he's got lots of creepy fucking stories like that. And like, I'll watch like six of them in a row. And then I'm just like, you know what? I got to This is, this is, this is making me, this is fucking me up. I got a really cool channel. looking channel. Like I, I've never it's heard of this It's a great channel. You can binge the fuck out of it. I love spooky so much shit like this. The spooky, the mystery. So like, yeah, I, I need to watch some too. of this guy's stuff. But I, I think just especially surrounding this like missing thing uh, from what I've heard from you, like the mystery seems to be the driving factor. Mysteries are cool. And then like he's a very good storyteller. So like you're mm-hmm. kind of hanging on to every word like, yeah. And then what? Yeah. OK. Oh, he'll present the mystery. To he's like, and then they smelled something funny but no one knew what it was. And you're like, well, what was it? And then finally he, he's like, what had happened was a man was being chased by police. He fled up a, a, a fire escape onto the roof of the grocery store, went into what's sort of, you know, grocery st- some stores will have like this thing that makes it look much bigger than it really is. Like, like on the storefront. Mm-hmm. And it was hollow. This big signage was hollow and had a little door to access the inside of it, maybe to change bulbs or something. He went into that hot summer day hot summer day and the, the store had those pillars out in front those with like stone laid into them kind of like some fireplaces will have in cabins and but it's hollow it's you know it's a hollow pillar for some reason he climbed down into the hollow pillar feet first one arm pinned by his side the other above his head and he kept sliding all the way down into the pillar until he was jammed in and he's technically right in front of the entrance to a busy grocery store but no one can hear his screams because he can't really get a breath because he's so compressed. Mm-hmm. Hot summer's day. They find him five days later because he's leaking goo out. He's dead. He's been rotting. And it's smelling so badly that they call like a, a repairman or a, a plumber. They, they mm-hmm. call it plumber because they think it's a sewage issue. But he peels off one of the blocks off the wall and they see the guy's leg. And like, there's, there's so many stories <clears> like that. Like, like just ridiculous stories like cool 
Yeah, it's a good it's a good channel. He's a good he's an interesting guy. Like I said, ex Navy SEAL is uh, I, I haven't watched his video where he explains that. Talks about his backstory, but his stories are really well told and they're often dark and mysterious and fascinating. He talked about the catacombs um, in is it Paris that has those catacombs underneath with like seven million people buried down there and, and there's miles of them. Um, there's some creepy shit about that that I watched a video of. Uh, interesting channel. It's one of my favorites right now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I need a, a new <clears throat> mystery or a, a crime thing to to watch. That's it's a very fascinating little, uh, I guess, genre. It's so that, hip right now. Yeah. My wife is watching it. She just consumes like every night. She's watching more murder stuff, and some of it's poorly done, but she can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, <clears throat> I like his channel a lot. Some of it is just like dumbass of the week, essentially. Like like th- there was this um this artificial lake. You know, they built a dam and now there's a lake and they have this thing called a spillway. When I envisioned a spillway, it's it's water flowing over the dam in a certain area. But a spillway, the way he referred to it, is this circular pipe out in the middle of the lake where water just flows over the top of it, over the lip of it, straight down 200, 250 feet and then goes under the dam and out that way. That way, the water level never gets too high. <clears throat> It's very wide, like wide enough probably for a car to fall into. This chick swims out to it because she wants to like peek over the edge and look down into the hole. And she like swims past signage, warning, like past buoys and rope. And she gets to the edge and there's so much current that she's washed in. But she grabs the edge mm-hmm. and she's holding the edge for 20 minutes waiting mm-hmm. on rescue personnel. And then she... You know, it's a woman, so she's got no grip strength. So she falls 200, 200 feet oh, down. Shit. A man would have been fine. A man, I had a fucking muscle, <clears throat> a muscle up. <laughs> Ejected myself out of the water like Aquaman, done like 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 two wiggles like Michael Phelps, and I'd have been back on shore. You know, yeah, but, but her. Fun. That's what guys do. That's what guys do. Guys are pretty cool. <clears throat> <laughs> we do. We do. Remember oh, that the, the, st- the stone cutters. <laughs> the stone cutters. Yeah. <laughs> Who keeps the metric system down? <laughs> we uh, do. <laughs> I've been uh, the other thing that's been recommended to me, and I watched too many of them, so now my feed is full of it. Is old Simpsons clips, and the, mm-hmm. like I saw one that I had never seen before, where like. I don't know the backstory. It's a 40 second clip, but Homer's building like a float in his yard, you know, like a parade float with flowers. And uh, Flanders is like, hey, neighbor, uh, you have to take all my all my flowers for your float. (laughs) Well, yeah, I need a lot of flowers, Flanders. (laughs) He's like, yeah, but uh, did you have to salt the earth so nothing would ever grow? (laughs) And Homer's like, yeah. (laughs) He like picks up a hand of salt and like spill through his fingers. Just steal someone's flowers and salt their garden. The algorithm discovers you like something and then it keeps giving you more and more. Yeah. Um, To take that, park it. You know how Norm McDonald's sort of his shtick that to me it's like his only joke is he takes something and makes it uncomfortably long and just keeps like doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it (sighs) he is doing this to me from beyond the grave i I watch a norm mcdonald video and then youtube is like oh this guy really likes norm mcdonald videos and it gives me another one and another one and my dumb ass keeps clicking on them where he just tells a 15 second story in five minutes and I'm just being tortured by Norm Macdonald. Oh, you're not you're not watching the right videos then, because I've been going on Norm Macdonald 
uh, trips through YouTube also, and I'm like laughing the whole time. He's one of my favorite stand-ups ever. I think he was fucking hysterical. Uh, I th- if if you just watch his stuff on like Conan or where he's trying to make talk show hosts uncomfortable, you're gonna get those long jokes. But you watch his like regular stand-up, you'll see like a whole lot more to him. I think you would even I think you'd like his his real stand-up. Maybe that's not what I'm getting. I'm getting the other stuff that yeah. stand-ups or he'll like go on like morning. Uh, I don't even want to call it news. Like, you know, the morning shows that are kind mm-hmm. of like news. Yeah, but yeah. Happy. Good morning, sport. America, whatever yes. the fuck. Yeah, he'll when go I, on when that I, sort yeah. of thing and just want to torture the presenters. Like every and, once in a while, I'll look up like a comedian and it'll be like, oh, Bill Burr. I'm going to watch some old Bill Burr clips. And then you inevitably, for some reason, anytime you start watching a comedian, you get funneled to late night talk. It's never more of their early, uh, early mm. clips or more of their early stand up. It's all fucking conan or jimmy fallon or whatever but like i find when i watch those i'm like oh this is just really not good content i'm gonna google more specifically to watch this person stand up instead of watching them basically be hamstrung trying to you know do bits of their act and they can't do the full bit on there because it's not always appropriate for the show Mm. uh yeah i don't i don't really think the the comedians on late night is a very funny thing generally yeah. Comedians on late night are almost like bad guests sometimes where like if we have a guest on here and we're being funny and they're like, oh, no, that's too blue comedy for me. That's I, I don't like this. And they just drag it down. Mm-hmm. That's what every late night host does to a good comedian. They're just Yeah. I, I don't know anybody in my life who regularly watches any of those late night shows. Like at all. <laughs> Do you guys like who's no. who's keeping them in business? Who's I don't watching even watch TV anymore? I know. Do you have anyone in your really. life who watches regular I watch, TV? I, you know, no, like, like my like grandparents. Got, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad does too. Yeah. My, like, like I. As soon as Starlink is available, I'm hooking that man up. Like, like he needs he needs fucking internet, dude. I went over there the other day. He's watching Gunsmoke. He's watching Gunsmoke re- reruns on TV with commercials. <laughs> I boomer. I he he literally is. He's been born in '53. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's born in 1953. He loves it. He's, he's a like, core ah. boomer. He's like, gun smoke's on. I'm like, isn't it on every day? I'm like, he's like, it's all that's on. And <laughs> right, he like, needs like a queer eye for the straight guy entertainment makeover where we just teach yes. him about what the world has nowadays. I'm th- here's it. what I'm thinking. Like, I think I'm going to buy him the entire box set of <clears> The Wire, a Blu-ray player. And I already got him like a nice 4K TV that he's watching standard death bl- gun smoke on. <laughs> So like I'm gonna go over there and set that shit up and just be like like dad, just here you go. Here's fifty hours of entertainment. Let me know when this runs out and I'll go buy the Sopranos box set. Let me know (laughs) when that's done and I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll get him Game of Thrones. Like 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 like, God, it's good for six years. Well, you know, I'll find him something. But god damn it. Guns at least for my own like edification. I can't sit there and watch gun smoke anymore. It's it's awful. So the the quality of old TV is awful. And I bet Taylor sees this in hockey. I've been an NBA fan for a couple of years now. And sometimes I go and I watch the old stuff, like, you know, young Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, et cetera, and, you know, have their highlights. And it's like a tragedy that this is the footage that exists of it. This blurry, lousy, like, you can only half see what's happening in this play as it unfolds. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Like, I bet all the footage of Wayne Gretzky is just garbage. Yeah, like, and it wouldn't have been garbage if, like, you're watching it in, like, 
its heyday because you have no point of comparison. Like now, if I watch hockey highlights and it's like, oh, this awesome clip from Mario Lemieux scoring five goals in one game, I get like two minutes in and I'm like, I'm not to toot my own horn, but I know a lot about the sport. I can track the play well. I can track Mm -hmm. the flow of the game. And it's like, even knowing that, and like, I can't see the puck, but I know where it is. This is unwatchable. Like, I can't even see Mario Lemieux's face celebrating after he scores the fifth goal because it's so pixelated. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> it's not terrible. Not yeah, it's I'm so ready for hockey season to be back. So Dude, ready for it. The 76ers are the center of the NBA drama right now. They have, wow. uh, I don't know if I'm exaggerating to say their, their second best player is one of the top 10 in the NBA. Maybe. Uh, his name's Ben Simmons. And, uh, um, he had a bad playoffs. The front office and the coach sort of were negative on him. They're like, do you think you can win a championship with this guy? And they're like, I don't really know, which isn't the right answer. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to come back. And because he's not willing to play for him, he's tanking his own trade value. Because he's tanking his own trade value and he wants to be traded, the Sixers can't trade him. And he's like, it's not my job to make sure you get a good trade. Mm-hmm. So now... As soon as preseason starts, you can make both arguments. Um, He gets fined. I read $300,000 a game, even for preseason, like exhibition games. And uh, I also read like quarter million per game. But he's going to start taking these. And he's saying he's more than prepared to pay this fine. He has a giant contract. And everyone in the NBA is watching what happens to Ben Simmons right now. It's the center of the basketball world. And it's the center of my team. So I I get not wanting... Like I get being a player for a team. This is happening with Jack Eichel, a player for the Buffalo Sabres right now, where he just, you know, and with Tarasenko for the Blues. Like these players, they want out. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you have to then play some games, put up some crazy scores, and then we'll be able to trade you. Because if you're like a dark question mark, no Mm -hmm. one's going to be willing to pay your GM what he thinks and knows you're worth. And so like, I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete, so I can't put myself in their position. But like, I feel like I would be like, oh, is that what needs to happen for me to get out of here? Can I go play for the Golden State Warriors if I put up whatever a great amount of points is in the basketball game? 50, like a few times. Like, <laughs> that would do it. I, I know, but <laughs> that just would, do that a couple that times. Uh-huh. And then like you're just, I don't know. It's like he's forcing himself to wait longer would be my thought. Like just, just deal with it. Go play. Look awesome. Be a ball hog, whatever it takes. Just, you know, force yourself to be valuable. Yeah. Well, it, my sports are going well. I'm sorry, Ooh. cut you off. Keep going. No, no, no. Actually, I think we're going to talk about Georgia. I'm down. Yeah, let me. Let me yeah, UGA three and zero. We we beat beat up on South Carolina pretty effectively. I think I said early on, you know how South Carolina always plays us pretty pretty tough every year, just mm-hmm. regardless of how good they are. Um, but this is our year. This is our year, as Woody <laughs> likes to say. Yes, because he has chosen Georgia to be his team, um, and uh, going pretty well so far. Three and zero. The real test is, of course, Florida. And uh, then it's smooth sailing after that, in my opinion. I think we stomp Tennessee and uh, and and kind of glide to an SEC uh, title game. So you know, nothing's really changed there. Let me Likely see what the, how the grades Bama. are currently doing. I think Bama's undefeated too, right? Oh, of course they are. Oh, yeah. So we're on a collision course. Braves still uh, leading the East, uh, the NL East. Uh, they're 79 and 70. Uh, Phillies in second place. Uh, they're 77 and 74. So... Um, <laughs> You know, not even really that close. The they're three games back. Oh, this is Pretty bullshit. The, the Cardinals have won ten in a row. Yeah, and people, they're eighty-one and sixty-nine, but the Milwaukee Brewers are ninety-one and sixty. 
Yeah. So they're only second place. Yeah. People in my Twitch chat were talking about the Cardinals. They're like, are you excited about the Cardinals? I'm like, you're thinking of the other guy. <laughs> you're thinking of the other guy who also doesn't care about the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the other guy who really doesn't give a shit either. Um, so no, not excited about the Cardinals at all. Yeah. No, it's not. like, it's, it's painful when I, cause everybody is so into the Cardinals, like I've said before, but like, I'll try and talk. Like if I'm like somewhere where, you know, you go with your wife or your girlfriend and like you and she's with her friends and their significant others are all there. And so it's like just with a random group of guys will be like, yes, well, how about the blues? And then it's like two seconds of conversation and they're all baseball guys and be like, oh, did you see we got McKinley? I mean, his ERA isn't nearly what it needs to be based on blah, blah, blah. But the, the cards have a really good shot. At, and it's I can't get into baseball. I wish I liked it because there's more content there than any sport around. But they Jesus, play a lot of games. It's just not. Not my jam. I'm not super into it either. You know, like like I haven't been really in years, but you know, I still go back to it. I, I just I don't know. It, it's some it's something from my childhood that I was just so into. Yeah, understandable for sure. T- Taylor, can you explain this to me? So, the Carolina Hurricanes, obviously the most entertaining team in the NHL. They're pretty <laughs> good, and they have the best front office, and they're a bunch of jerks, and it's cool. Okay. So they decide to troll the Montreal Canadiens. Years ago, in, in there's a restricted free agent, if I understand this right, tell me if I get anything wrong. And uh, I can offer a player on your team a contract, but because he's restricted, you can match it and keep him. Mm-hmm. And the Canadians do that to the Hurricanes. And it basically just makes them pay more for a player. So yeah. the Hurricanes do it back to the Canadians. And they offer this guy... Six million one hundred thousand and for some reason thirty five dollars to for Mm -hmm. one year contract and a signing bonus of twenty bucks, which is to make sure everyone knows damn well that it's a revenge offer against number twenty from a few years earlier, and uh, the Canadians decide like, oh well, you can just have him. Who won this troll? Do we are we overpaying for a jackass? Do we have a player? We did we want him in the first place? Uh, it I like I fought the the Reddit I go to the most is the hockey one, and I mean it's egregiously wrong on so many takes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like so the, it's called an offer sheet, like you said, and it's a it's very frowned upon in the hockey community. Uh, so Montreal did that to Sebastian Ajo, who's probably the best player on the Carolina Hurricanes, and. Had they got him, that would have been crippling for the Hurricanes because he's like their he's their franchise guy. He's a tremendous center. He's a great all around player. He's the kind of guy you want to build around. And this offer sheet to his name is Jasperi Kotkaniemi from Finland. Uh, at first, or pretty much the the agreed upon take was like, "Oh man, that's so shitty of the Canes to put Montreal in this position." But a lot of the Montreal fans and hockey kind of writers who at, are often wrong were like, yeah, but Sebastian Ajo, when they did that, was an established guy. Montreal was trying to get in, like a high-level center in the NHL who was proven or mostly proven. This guy is 21 years old. He's got three seasons in. He's never had more than 34 points. Uh, so really, he is not worth by a long shot the money that the Canes are paying for him. So it almost kind of backfired i would say and this could he's still 21 
21 means he could have a breakout year. You know, he was a first round third overall pick, so he could explode. He has a very high ceiling, so it's up in the air. But if he's like a middling guy, yeah, so it's not the end of the world. <laughs> if anything, what you want him to do is have a very middling season, and then you sign him for like three years for cheap. You don't want him to go out there and score 40 and then have to yes. sign him for, for nine million or something. But yeah, I think uh, time will tell. He's too young, just like any athlete you don't know, but just gut take i think that the hurricanes ended up fucking themselves a little bit played themselves yeah they it's just a year so who cares they had the cap space but yeah this guy and this guy's the one who made out like a bandit he's 21 and he's gonna get what for his qualifying contract we're gonna give you 2.6 million for you to stick around for three years and carolina's like we'll give you 6.2 to come here for one and he's like and 20 bucks that sounds pretty good. I'm going. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, and 20 bucks. They give him a $20 signing bonus as, as some joke. I hope he takes that $20 bill and like puts it on the wall like restaurants do. <laughs> that would be funny. definitely made first... out like a bandit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty Good for that guy. So we'll see. Um, yeah, what's If up? you're done with Hockey Talk, I want to talk about UFC because it's a big weekend coming up. Ah, what's going on? Who's fighting? Uh, it's a big card. I wouldn't say it's one of those colossal uh, Super Bowl cards or anything, but it's uh, it's some of my favorite people, and it's a couple of fights that have uh, interesting impl- implications, and a couple of fights that just seem to be made out to be a, be wars. Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting Brian Ote- Ortega. Last time I saw Ortega fight, he got beaten into a pulp. Who was it that beat him so? Got- was it was it Max Holloway or somebody? It was Who- Max Holloway, yeah. He looked like he'd been in a car accident after it was over. It was, I, I'm pretty sure that was like a year and a half, two years ago. And the reason he's been gone is because of the beating that Max Holloway put on him. Um, <laughs> um, Ortega is a very durable fighter and he won a lot of fights with these third round comebacks. So when you put a really durable fighter against a better fighter, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Especially a volume fighter like Max. True. Um, yeah. Just took one of the, one of the worst beatings I've ever seen in the cage that 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 like there, there's some beatings that happen in the span of 20 seconds you know the guy the guy just each shot each shot each shot now he's on the ground ref doesn't quite stop it because he's still defending but he's just eating like 18 shots to the head this happened over the course of like 20 minutes it was like 20 minutes it was like a torture scene it, it, it was it was it was it, it was a little hard to watch at times. It was like ever come seen on. that Russian video where there's a guy with a screwdriver and then the hammer and then the, <laughs> it was, was bad. Yeah. Um, and then Valentina Shevchenko, um, my future wife, is fighting uh, Lauren Mur- Murphy. Uh, I, I don't I'd know snap. Lauren Murphy. I don't either. I know what's going to happen to her though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what's going to happen to her. I know Lauren Murphy isn't going to be quite so pretty tomorrow. Let me let me get a close up picture of her face if I can. Oh, she's not that pretty oh, right now. Well, she wasn't pretty yesterday. <laughs> she's not pretty today, and she's not going to be pretty tomorrow. Uh, Dude, sorry, Lauren. No. I know you watch every week. Um, <laughs> and, and then, like the one that I think like a lot of insiders are, are, are hyped for is, of course, Nick Diaz's comeback after what five fucking years against a great opponent in Robbie Lawler, who is like everybody loves Robbie, just a fucking warrior and a half. Like, 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 like I could picture Wal- Robbie being in like a, a gladiatorial arena a thousand years ago. Like, like he's that kind of fighter. Um, so, so that's a really cool one. I think Robbie's gonna take it. Um, I, I'm curious. I, I was gonna ask you what you thought about that one, Diaz or Lawler. Uh, Lawler, uh, in my mind, for sure. Diaz hasn't won in is it ten years? This is who Valentino Shevchenko is fighting, by the way. She Damn. looks fucking manly. Like, she's ripped. She's, she's not she's, pretty, but she looks like a 
she's put on this earth to beat up other girls. She's got a face like, you know, when they unearthed someone from 5,000 years ago in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or one of those people they put on the mountain and like she's petrify. Big knockers, dude. Those are huge because you got to keep in mind they're in that they're in two sports bras right there. Double sports what? bra typically, and I mean look at her body fat right that's now. That's like, Shevchenko. No, no, Shevchenko's much prettier. Oh. Shevchenko's pretty, and she looks girlier too. I mean she's very athletic, but she still looks girl like an athletic woman. Shevchenko this, is like one of my favorites of all time. You, I, you could take Shevchenko those fan. arms and put them on a dude, and they would look totally reasonable, even yeah, good. It, yeah, uh, and then. I'm not as crazy about it, but I mean, I know the fighters who are fighting the rest of the way. Curtis Blades is fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Andrade is fighting. Um, Another, like, manly physique, Jessica Andrade. Yeah, but a little girl, too. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, it, and then like, headlining the prelim card, um, uh, Marlon Marias is, uh, is fighting oh. down there. So, like, I always like watching him fight. Dan Hooker's also on that card. Yes. Um, he is. I think, I feel like, so Hooker's a good fighter. But I know the backstory on this where I think he just got the offer like three days ago, Ooh. had a real hard time getting his visa. He's like flying from, if I'm not right on this, I'm close, from like New Zealand to where? Vegas? I think it is Zealand. And then yeah. making weight the next morning. So he's like cutting weight on the flight to <laughs> Vegas and then making weight and then fighting. This guy has so many obstacles in front of him. That it seems like the betting against him, like it, I don't know what the odds are, but I'm just like, man, this is a good fighter who's going to have a bad day. Yeah, he's, the, the odds are stacked against him there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah um, uh, and it's and it's one of those fight nights that are not fight nights, but nights of fights because fight nights are their own actual thing. Where like the main card has five fights, the uh, the prelim card has four fights, and the early prelims have another four. Sometimes the early prelims will literally be one or even two fights. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, okay. And they're, they're like, all right, well, that was a good fight. And now we're going to switch on over to... And I'm like, wait. Sometimes fights get canceled and they just get uh, elevated and the early prelims end up with one or two left. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. I think Nick Diaz hasn't fought in ages and he hasn't won in longer than that. Like, I'm going to look it up. It won't take long. Yeah. I, the last time I had Nick like Diaz five won, years in my head, but maybe I'm just dumb. Ooh, could be more. Um, I'm almost there. Yeah, it's been forever, but man. His last win was 2011. Ten years ago, he beat BJ Penn. BJ Penn's his last win? Yeah. Two of us can take BJ. (laughs) I think that's true. (laughs) I've seen guys at bars beat BJ Penn. (laughs) I've seen dudes at strip clubs whip BJ Penn's ass, okay? That's literally true. (laughs) Two of us take BJ Penn right here, right now. Like, like, he's... Look, wherever BJ Penn is, he's drunk. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like, like he's dr- we're sitting here sober. We're hyped up and ready to go. I had a big meal before we started this all up. I'm I'm energized. Let's go. I'm on ca- yeah. I got caffeine. He's is not he sober a, right now. Is he he haven't big... even hit my workout today. I could use a little light work. <laughs> is he a big drinker? That's right, BJ Penn. We're calling you now. out right here, right now. <laughs> BJ um, Penn has uh, <laughs> fallen into an unhealthy lifestyle. He's fallen oh, okay. into a very unhealthy lifestyle, which is probably not helped by all the years of him getting his brain pounded in yeah, by, that's sad. by professional what? fighters. He was one. Of, he is one of the all-time greats. Yes. Yeah. And it's a sad Born story. Born into a very wealthy family, which is interesting. Um, hmm. A lot of top-level fighters come from poverty and it, it you know the, the story is it's usually part of their motivation like they're fighting for their their life out there almost you know it 
losing this fight has huge ramifications. BJ Penn, I, I, it comes from like, I don't want to exaggerate it, but it was wealthy enough that I don't think he needed a job. Certainly, so uh, need a job where you get beaten up every night. Yeah. Um, so and, it, but he was he was legit. He was one of he he is one of the all time greats. If he didn't have GSP standing between him and uh, and, and that title, he would have been maybe the all time great. I don't know. He, he really didn't struggle against anybody except GSP. Like. Grease Gate whole thing at the time I was definitely on BJ Penn's side with Grease Gate that was that was upsetting for me as a as a yeah. fledgling fan I remember watching that I may have been on Spike TV when I saw that fight it's been so long ago but George St Pierre essentially for Taylor's benefit was greased up to the point where BJ Penn who was a grappler couldn't hold on to the man yeah like, I remember hearing about you guys told me about this he was he he was like fucking Willie in 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 The Simpsons where he's like grease me yeah <laughs> grease me yeah that's very cheaty. But uh, also pretty smart. Yeah. I BJ love whenever Willie takes his shirt off, how fucking ripped he is. Yeah. BJ Penn's family yeah. <laughs> owns a good portion of the land in Hawaii. Jesus Christ. A good portion? Yeah, yeah we own the, Hawaii. The, <laughs> Which island? They own Boardwalk and Park. The answer is yes. Sakes. Uh, so anyway, yeah. He had comes from generational wealth. I, I don't know. There's money. something cool about that to me that... um. Well, I guess both sides of this coin are cool, but to get, for a guy to be that motivated when he didn't have to be is an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those sports where you see a lot of like poor kids who are fighting for family and fortune, and uh, it's it's not all that frequent that you see someone who is the other side of that coin. The the fight the other night between um, is it Anthony Smith? Is that the mm -hmm. bald light heavyweight guy yes. who's not very attractive? Mm -hmm. Um. I like him Come more on, than man. He looks like a he looks like he's come came right out of Lord of the Rings casting. Like like he's so close to an orc. <laughs> it's not even funny. Uh, um, he, he, he looks he, he looks like something that the Persians would like unchain to fight the Spartans in the in the at the end of the battle. He's so fucking ugly and big. But uh, the guy he was fighting was like that. He was like he's like I end my fights quick because my family needs this money. They need it now. And I was like <laughs> I was like God damn did it. Are they like hungry? Like while you're like recording this like 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 take yeah. right now? Are they over there like bellies growling? Like come on, daddy, can't you fight right now? Like 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 he seemed that stressed out about making some money for his family. It was rough, and then um he lost, and uh, our our boy Gollum here was like talking. He he was he, I guess there'd been some like shit talking before the fight, and he he's just like, "Where's that ass whooping you were going to give me? Where's it at now, bitch?" And the <laughs> other guy was just like. That was just for the show. <laughs> I was hyping up a fight. I didn't know he'd make you mad. It literally, he was like, he was there. Like security comes in, they're separating him. He, he's like, I'm not mad. I wanted to shake the man's hand, and 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 then he's over there. Yeah, fuck you, you bitch. You never talk. You talk shit to me. Where's that ass whooping you were gonna give me? Because he yeah. did like whip the guy's ass. Apparently. So I found the most handsome picture of him. Oh, you sure did. Look at Mr. <laughs> with his glasses on. I mean, he looks smart. Look, look! Look at look at look at Rogan. How like like I'm not gonna say anything bad about Rogan. Rogan's a great guy. Anthony Smith could obviously put his chin on top of Rogan's head. Is that where you're headed? I think Rogan's about six feet tall. Oh yeah, Anthony. Well, Smith. then he has a lot of tall guests. <laughs> his guests are huge. I don't know how um, tall he is. I do. Um. Now, so yeah, like, Anthony. It, did it, he really? Just... Okay. Anthony I saw a, I saw an analysis vi analysis video where they compare <laughs> his height with like 
CGI lines and stuff to like various known height athletes. And yeah. there's like um there's like conspiracy music playing in the background, like like it's like, it's like <laughs> the X Files theme song. And the lines come across. <laughs> and it sounds it's just like, like unbiased reporting. Well, you know, it's it's like this girl's five six, this guy's five seven, and you know, and then then Rogan on his show being like, Yeah, I'm about five eight, and the guy's like maybe five, seven and three quarters. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's probably closer. <laughs> and, then, and then like, and the lines come across and it's just like, I don't know about five, seven. Oh, you think uh, shorter than five, seven? I would guesstimate him to be five, five barefoot. Really? I, I think five, eight is an average American height. Am I right on that? I think mm-hmm. for the world, I think so. I think an average American uh, male five, is five, ten. Five, ten? But we're splitting hairs here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Five Joe nine, Rogan is to Google is short, but he's fibbing. You think he's fibbing himself into another three inches, two yeah, inches? You know, like like who cares? And he was not fibbing about the hundreds of millions of dollars that he's that he's getting paid. That's true. He could afford like limb lengthening surgery. Was his wanted. Spotify deal one twenty million? I have it in my head. I don't I thought it was. It I thought it was a cool hundo. Which either way, maybe it is. You know, he's you're fine. I wonder how much he get. Like I often like. Minecraft sold for two billion, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a lot." How much did Notch actually get? The mm-hmm. answer is a billion, which is plenty. Yeah. Um, I mean, how much does Rogan get when he's touring with Dave Chappelle? Like Jesus Christ! I bet he doesn't care. Not even a noticeable amount of money, like for him at this it's, point. Oh, Got to be tens oh. of thousands of dollars a night. We, I, we have to talk about Connor's first pitch. Oh, my man. Look, Connor can't help but embarrass me as a Connor fan. Wait, what did he <laughs> like, do? Did he give a horrible first pitch? Like, oh, like, my God. Like, right, it's so like, amongst like, the worst first pitches in the history. First of all, let's take a chance. Zach, it's been a bad month for Connor. Like, like, yes. like, like, before we even get to the pitch, he got into a scuffle with Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> at, 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 at the MTV Music Awards or some shit. A guy who literally has his face bedazzled. Uh, I know somebody who knows Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, you do too, and like, 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 who has like hung out with him before. And uh, we were talking about this, this, and he's like, you know, Machine Gun Kelly is an artist or whatever, but he's actually kind of a tough guy. Like, like, no illusions that he can beat up Conor McGregor. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. they, what they were saying was like, he's not the kind of guy who would like punk out to like anybody. Like, he'd rather take an ass whipping than like be a bitch about something. And apparently, Conor asked him for a photograph. Which is already very weak sauce. If you're asking, if you're Conor McGregor asking MGK for a a, 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 a photograph, mm-hmm. and Machine Gun Kelly is like, "No thanks," and like, I guess Conor gets in his face a little, and Machine Gun Kelly shoves him, making Conor spill his drink because Conor is on on with a cane right now from his broken leg. Connor mm-hmm. throws the drink on Machine Gun Kelly. Now security's involved, and Connor throws Shit. a punch, a terribly inaccurate punch that has been captured on camera while Machine Gun Kelly is clutching Megan Fox, like shielding her from the blow. And there, there's just this wild fucking punch coming over everyone's head. So is there a video? Point, there's a video of that, or just the there's stills? Stills and like okay. video that's very hard to make out. But that's the breakdown from like multiple sources. And then of course this week, as Woody was alluding, he for some reason. They have the man throwing out the first pitch at some baseball game, and it's one of the all-time worst. Here, here it is. Watch. I like the mascot. <laughs> Look at the mascot's impression. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? I'm an expression. But yeah. Oh, my God. That It hits the wall. 
it hits the wall. <laughs> it goes. It goes bouncing behind the behind the uh, the plate. It is one of the top ten worst of all time. You can't. Ar- there's no arguments, especially when you can. If you start discounting the people who were like clear non-athletes like if you put a girl up there put a blind person up there they've done that before right it's like you don't mm -hmm. expect the same things from like roseanne Barr or older politicians or whatever you know like you say that george bush not only threw from the plate or from the mound which is an uncommon thing mind you can we roll it back one more time and see if he's throwing from the mound or from the base of the mound i think he is i see it around very much unrecommended by 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 me Let's just say that if you're not like dialed in, if you're not a baseball player or something, you don't throw from the mat. He is on the mound. How far is it from the mound to the plate? I don't know exactly. But what I'm getting at is that like normally like non-athletes, people who you don't don't want to embarrass themselves. Like he's got his foot behind the fucking find the fucking rubber. Like like that's everything about this is wrong. Um, I mean, he's throwing in a tight suit as well, which is a terrible Mm -hmm. thing. George Bush threw from the fucking mound, not in front of the mound, threw a fucking strike with a little heat on it, didn't bounce it in, and the man was wearing a sports, or not a sports coat, but like a uh, like a zip-up uh, wind fly thing with mm-hmm. a bulletproof vest under it, of course, because it's like a week after 9-11. Yeah, it present. It, wasn't he a baseball player or something? Like he owned college? a baseball team. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't know if he did that because he, was, he, he loved it. <laughs> he owned the Rangers, uh, or at least yeah. a significant portion of them. I don't recall if he played baseball, but um, I, I watched this thing recently where it was him being interviewed, and he's talking about, mm-hmm. like, you know, I wasn't nervous at all. You know, I, I can throw a ball. I was in the – I was downstairs under Yankee Stadium, and they've got a – they had a thing set up for me so I could throw, and I was throwing. Everything was going well, and and Derek Jeter walked in. This is George Bush talking, and Derek Jeter walked in. He's like, "Hey, hello, Mr. President. How are you? I'm doing great, Derek. How are you tonight? Just just to let you know, Mr. President, uh, are you throwing from in front of the mound or or on the mound? He's like, "Well, I was going to throw from in front of the mound. Like, ah, you don't want to do that. Not in front of this crowd. They'll boo you. And I'll tell you what else. Don't bounce it, or they'll boo you for that too." He's like. And now I'm nervous. <laughs> Derek Jeter just said that they're going to boo me out of Yankee Stadium if I if I don't throw it from on the mound, which I hadn't been preparing for. And they're going to boo me if I bounced it in. Thousands Why of people you? disliking me all around the country. I don't know if that's something that I can handle for the next like, eight years. <laughs> but this was at the height of like Bush mania, though, right? Like, yeah. like, like he, he had stood it. on the rubble with the fucking megaphone. Mm-hmm. He had bombed some shit already, I think, maybe at this point. <laughs> like, like. We were oorah mode, and uh, and he came out there and to his credit, you know, say what you want Killed about it. murder, about murdering a million Iraqis and all, and that trillion dollar conflict, but that, that, hadn't, that hadn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking threw a strike with a little zip on it, as like a you know fifty something year old man. I think W has the best politician first pitch I can think of. Best did I can Trump think of. Throw one. I feel he like Trump did, of, didn't he? Did, did he, he throw one? I think he threw one. I think he lobbed it in from in front of the plate, and it was fine. It, it wasn't embarrassed. I have that memory. Maybe it's just some sort of like one of those things where you remember something that never happened, like Berenstein syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but I have a memory of him throwing a pitch and it being okay. Like maybe it was high or something. Pitches. He didn't throw a strike, but like I have, I have a memory of him throwing one. Okay, so I'm watching strike? him throw one, and it was definitely good. But it, it, the one I'm looking at is from 2004, so it was like way okay. before his presidency. Yeah, and like many pounds ago, as far yeah. as like body and weight, and 
It's a yeah. weird thing to be asked oh, to oh. do, right? So as president, he is the first president in 109 years to not throw a first pitch. Oh, man. Smart. Yeah, that I, probably I, again, was smart. I did, he, I, he, I he knew he was too fat. <laughs> I literally have the memory of him doing it, which is bizarre. I swear, I can picture him in one of those big, bulky suits he wears with the long... With the long looking like... Almost, the, who's the... Chris Christie? <laughs> looking like he's at a tombstone. Dude, I'll never forget seeing Chris Christie in person and thinking like, <laughs> God damn, Donald Trump is a fit man. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's right. You went to the rally. Yeah, yeah. Like like seeing Chris... Like, like, I still have it in my head. Maybe it's just a good joke that like Donald Trump only kept him around the campaign back in those days because he made him look so slim because Chris Christie had this fupa like, like he, you know, they, they do this mm-hmm. thing. They were sitting in chairs, the two of them, the chairs kind of cocked away from each other and pointed inward, uh, both with mics in hand, kind of a, it, it was, it was very folksy. It was very town hall like. And, uh, and Chris Christie had those like suspender socks that have the, like the things that clamp onto them to keep them pulled way up. And they're like, had some goofy pattern on him and his pants are riding way up into his fupa area. And like, you can clearly make out like not dick and balls, but like this big wad where they should be. And Mm. like, he's just sweating and there's Donald Trump over there looking fit by comparison, not looking ridiculous. His suit fits him very well. Even when sitting, I'm sure like when he's getting a suit fitted, he's like, now let's see what it looks like when I sit down. I think Trump gained a bunch of weight towards the end of the campaign and beginning of the presidency like so that too. period is and in in his defense uh, I, it is hard to eat well and travel yeah May, maybe I, for him there's a whole different set of rules but I, I just if you're on the road eating whatever you they serve you on the airplane it's gonna be garbage food it is his plane though i know that's where i was getting at with maybe the rules are different at that level but I know if you put me on the road and I eat at restaurants, it's hard to have abs. Dude, presidential first pitches used to be retarded. Like, apparently, it's like not. It's like fairly recently in regard to presidents that like the the, the first pitch used to be they would sit in the stands and just toss it to the guys playing, or they would turn around and toss it to the people in the stands. It's only like what a few decades ago that they let them go to the mound and start throwing. Apparently, Bill Clinton had a pretty good one too. Jimmy Carter has a pretty good one. There's a presidential first link pitches that Zach linked. Yeah. And Carter's is as good as W's. I would say no. If I were the president and they asked me to throw the first pitch, I would say no. There's there's very little gain and so much to lose. I would find someone who was at – I would use all the technology I had to like get a really good pitcher who just retired the year before and put a bunch of prosthesis on him and then send <laughs> him out there. And they're going to be like, God damn, what a fit president. <laughs> 97 miles per hour from Taylor t- from, from President Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord, sign this man up. I you see the movement first. on that ball? Yeah. <laughs> he was through a breaking ball. <laughs> I never played <laughs> I never played wants, a throwing sport. I'd probably put him in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I did a great job. What'd they say? I'm thinking about leaving the Oval Office for something a little that pays a little better. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a fun little uh tradition other sports don't really have that i guess because they're not structured in the same way putting a president on skates and having him do like the annual first slap oh my god now donald (laughs) trump out on the ice to make the the historic first save (laughs) they put him in goalie equipment out there Oh, that would uh, be a, a true test of of or boxing. What about boxing? If he was going to go out there and, and like, throw the first punch, and take yeah, throw the, the first, first punch. And the first punch will be thrown by Donald Trump. 
Foreman's down. Foreman's down. Donald like whispers to Mike. He's like Tyson. You better. T- you know you got to take the dive here, right? You know you're going <laughs> down, right? That's right, Mr. President. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Pete. You know how absolutely terrible I can make your life, right? <laughs> right. Hey, take another look at those rape charges. <laughs> Do you really yeah. want to be audited? Yeah, just, <laughs> just a weak pillow armed Arm bullshit punch. punch. Yeah. I don't Dude, think I how far would you have to go back for a president to be able to throw a good solid punch? In their I, in, during their presidency? Gerald Ford, maybe. I bet he could throw it. Yeah, during I the presidency. Clinton, look, Bill Clinton. I, I think first term Bill so? Clinton. I bet I bet first I mean we know he choke a bitch out. We heard the stories. With his Yeah. Dick. Yeah, he he, he was quite the rapist. Like, like like he handled Paula Jones like she was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Shoved she her against no... that wall. <laughs> I think I bet Obama could throw a punch because he to me he's like the He most, was younger, yeah. He he was in his forties and he was still actively playing basketball. True. Um it's something about basketball to me. I think I've played it. It's fucking exhausting. Mm-hmm. There's no, you can't hide. You can't glide down the ice not working like you can in hockey. You, you yeah. definitely like. It's like playing soccer. He's Obama's the best cardio president we've had in a long time. Thinking w of was like, good too. Yeah, I guess W was fit. I'm, I'm just thinking of like, like Roosevelt, not the crippled one. Like he seemed like a tough cookie. Gerald Ford is. Looked like when he was younger, at least he was built like a brick shit house. He was, yeah. Like mm. he looks pretty big. And then there's a bunch of horror. Like there's no way Nixon could throw a punch. There's no way Carter could. No, man. Most of our presidents aren't very cool at all. Yeah, a lot of them are kind of uh, academic, studious types. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, were they good? ever parents? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they were more academic. Like, like, like. I feel like. George Bush wasn't the smartest whip, you know? Like, Don't like, you dare. <laughs> w, his dad was pretty bright, I thought. His dad was sketchy. I, I, like, like, I don't know. Of course if he, he was somebody. sketchy. Wasn't he the head of the CIA? I was about to say, the guy that ran the CIA probably shouldn't be running the country right after. That seems like a sketchy... As if he wasn't country. running it from the head office of the CIA. I'm thinking, <laughs> it's, it's a, to me, Obama... As I, I'm almost taking back my Obama was a very studious, like academic-minded president. And that didn't always serve him well. Most of them, though, are EQ presidents. Yeah. You know, like Bill Clinton was an emotional guy. And, uh, EQ, emotional quotient, right? Yeah. yeah. Ability to relate to people. I, I know you guys know I'm talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so Clinton was high on that. W was super high on that. Reagan was super high on that. Trump, I think he's all about relating to his audience. He's an EQ guy. Uh, Biden's an EQ guy. Not... Like in recent history, that's what it takes to win elections and be a politician, not so much constitutional scholar. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the kind of people who front the money to get people elected president, like they don't want some goofy Poindexter nerd who they're not going to like, like the Sheldon Adelson or whoever isn't going to put a hundred million dollars behind some like geeky, like I've got a plan to make our roads safer. Like they want someone who's going to be emotional. I mean, and, look at Ronald Reagan, drawing. right? Yeah. That's that that's your that's your great communicator. Boy. That's your poster boy for EQ and mm-hmm. and like just populous over over substance, right? Like like the guy was a movie star. He was a fucking movie cowboy. How big of a movie star was he before? A really big one or like a middling star? He was, you know, B movies. Yeah, okay. I mean I mean he did a lot of westerns yeah. and shit. Like like like, but, but, like he was known. He was he was no Clint Eastwood. 
wasn't Charles Bronson or anything. Than, so he's, his movies were from before my time, but it's my understanding he was like straight to VHS kind of actor before VHS, but like that was the kind of movies he made. But enough so that like he was a known entity like already. Like, like oh yeah, Reagan. Yeah, yeah. I think he was one of those like campfire singing cowboys. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's a humiliating first throw by Conor McGregor, but though back to where we started. Yeah, like, for how athletic he is, like that's if you're not that athletic, sport. I imagine. But like he, he clearly has like a natural athleticism. Like anyone who's in the UFC or the NBA or whatever, like I imagine you take them, you put them in a different scenario. They're naturally better than someone picked off the street. Like they have mechanics. a good, yeah, good mechanics, like good mind body connection with their muscles and the, the tension and everything. It's like a snap. Like I'll give you a perfect example. I bet a guy who can swing a bat. Is gonna fuck up a slap shot. Like I don't even I don't understand. Them. I That's know how true. to swing a baseball bat. I bet I could go get in a batting cage right now and do okay. Mm-hmm. Man, if you put me on the ice, like for, forget the ice. You put me on the ice, I'll probably bust my ass. But if <laughs> even if you put me like in, in like street hockey, I don't really understand the mechanics exactly of that thing. I think I do. I think it's more of a kind of a twisting of the hips and flicking of the at the elbow and shoulders. I guess and stuff. I guess that is true. Like like. There's a lot of like, wrist in the, in the in a baseball swing. There's a lot of flick. Mm-hmm. Is the, do you flick your wrist with a slap shot? With a slap shot, no. You want yeah, to keep your, your in my wrist head. It's more static. of a with a wrist shot. You want to use your wrist, obviously. You, yeah, like in my basement, is, I have the hockey area, and every time people come over and they like have a few drinks, they want to take slap shots, and it is horrifying how people they think it's like taking a golf drive, and so they're like choked up to the top. And it's just now wild and erratic and scary. And it's it's like, what do you probably experienced this? Like where you just like kind of take a street hockey puck or something and you know how to shoot a wrist shot and it just feels intuitive. It feels like, how do you not know how to do it? And you see other people and they do that thing where they like start the blade on the ground eight inches behind the puck and they just go, yeah. just like slap at it. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, how do so you the, not, the way you do it for non-hockey state? players is <laughs> – you're using you're bending the stick against the ground mm-hmm. and then it's uh as it straightens it flips through Ooh. So on a slap yeah. shot you're hitting kind of just behind the puck really hard and it bends a whole lot and powers through on a wrist shot it's the same thing but you're almost loading it in a, a concentrated way like, yeah. like in a purposeful way you sort of bend it against the ground and then flip it yeah but that's yeah. what i'm getting at with mechanics how they just don't translate like, like that that's, that's the guy who throws yeah. punches i i i mean has he ever the concept of throwing that ball, like, like, yes, yeah, his think... shoulders aren't even. Not and he's wearing that goddamn that. suit. I bet it would have been like at least fifty percent better without the suit. It had to have been better. There's no way the suit didn't hurt him. But, but yeah, he looked like a jabroni. That that's I embarrassing. Was, <laughs> I was looking up how big a star Reagan is. It is really hard to get a non-political answer. Mm. There's some people. He was a B movie actor. He was often like in double features and stuff like that is one answer I mm-hmm. got. Another guy said he's one of the most successful actors of all time. <laughs> President of the well, screen. That's true. Guild. I mean, uh, making another, him to, yeah, that's the another guy <laughs> said he was a movie actor that transitioned to television. Think of him as Alec Baldwin, which is bigger than I expected. And I just got every answer and still don't know the truth. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I used to be friends with a lot of like people who were really big on Reagan. And I was always watching those black and white speeches and like, I don't know. Like he, could, he he knew his speeches were so good. His speeches were so good. Like like when he's talking about like taxes and stuff like that and unleashing the American industry and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, why don't they do that anymore? And it's like, oh, yeah, that ran us into like 
an enormous amount of debt. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how big of a movie star. I don't think I've ever seen a Reagan movie. I've seen clips of them. They're a little cheesy. With him either. and a monkey or something like a chimpanzee. Oh, oh, you're thinking about every which way but loose with Clint Eastwood. I don't think so. I He's a truck driver wrong. with a chimpanzee, or maybe it's an orangutan. Clyde, maybe is is the monkey's name. Um, no, they made I'm a right. sequel too. They Reagan, both made movies with monkeys. Reagan made a movie with uh, it was called Bedtime for Bonzo, <laughs> and uh, and it was a Reagan film with a chimp. Okay, well. Clint Eastwood also made one called Every Which Way But Loose, where he is a truck driver with a sidekick, I believe orangutan, who rode in the truck with him. And I think there's a scene where the orangutan punches a guy out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny. In Bedtime for Bonza, there's Reagan and his wife in bed with a chimpanzee jumping around by their feet <laughs> in the, as the cover art for the movie. It looks silly. Fair. Okay. but Decent president, I guess. His wife, I don't uh, feel qualified to judge. Like you said, he ushered in this like uh, the debt era of America, which I have thought for a long time was going to hurt us. And here we are like 40 years later, just keeping it going. So maybe yeah. I don't understand debt. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, certainly the economy turned around underneath him and, and should get some credit for that. And I think part of it was because of the tax changes he made, but so is the debt. I don't know. I don't know the yeah. answer. Yeah. It's because of the cool yeah. Westerns. Everybody. And had then I'm told that his wife was running the country for like at least a year or two. At the, the end, because of the Alzheimer's. Because the Alzheimer's. Isn't that yeah. the Man. second time that's happened? Who else did that happen with? Uh, that, like, with the... um, Roosevelt. Um, oh. His dikey wife ran the country for a long time. Franklin D. When he was uh, Eleanor. Eleanor Roosevelt ran the country for a, uh, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was president uh, for too long. AMA question: Would you guys ever want to do scuba? No. I already got scuba certified recently. Um, he's been getting into it a lot. Did. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they start off in swimming pools um, to like do the certification, the training and stuff. I've done that. Yeah, I could see myself doing it. Um, I don't have like a real interest in it. I'll tell you what I would want to do, though, more than that is spear fishing. And I think you use mostly snorkel for that and sort of free dive down huh. um, and use like a spear gun. That's mm -hmm. At least that's the kind that interests me. Um that I've seen that done and that, that I have some interest in that. Uh, but the but not the vagabond couple legit use spear gun to find dinner. Like it's an, it, like, okay. <laughs> you know, like that's their method of fishing. Uh, the question they wanted me to answer in particular, according to the question. Anyway, uh, would I be interested in scuba and who's my ideal dive buddy? My problem with scuba is I don't live near the good places to scuba. Right. Like, I think you want to be in some place with clear water, maybe some corals. And that means that what I have to get on a flight every time mm -hmm. I do it. It just it doesn't work like paramotoring from my yard works. Scuba from my airport doesn't. Mm -hmm. But um, whenever I get into a hobby, I have this like conquest mentality around it. So like when I got into paramotoring, it wasn't just parasightseeing from a thousand feet. It turned into acro paramotoring where I'm doing helis and rhythmic sats and other bull stupid bullshit. Uh, when I get into motorcycles, right, I'm not just cruising the street looking at uh, the trees or whatever you look at. And I'm starting to go faster and I'm doing off-road stuff. And I'm doing the dirt bike stuff and hurting myself. And you know, like, like it's, it's always conquest based. That's kind of how I'm wired. So if I got into scuba... 
I bet it would start like all these other things, you know, sort of sightseeing. <clears throat> and then it would lead to cave diving and whatever else is interesting about scuba going deeper. Like that's I'm kind of wired to just turn something that's fun into something that's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, and I saw a thing about free diving the other day, which that seems the, terrifying, which is a bit of an oxymoron, because I when I thought of free diving, the word free implicates to me that you swim down. But no, you use like this mechanism that pulls you down to like record setting depths and then inflates a big like balloon and like pulls you back up. And so like this couple was trying to set some kind of a world record. It's like, I won't exaggerate, but it might've been five or 600 feet, which is absurd. Um, she died. Cause like the, uh, the cable that the, the thing she's like riding this elevator down, that's pulling her down quickly. And the cable below it got like kinked. Not like 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 started like doing this number like flowing around and so it got caught on that kink and so for thirty seconds at like three hundred feet she just had to sit there while the kink got undone, and that thirty seconds along with a few other complications meant that she died down there. Mm-hmm. I would do that, but not so far. Like I don't want to go five hundred. I don't want to go three hundred. Mm-hmm. Hook it up for a hundred. Let's see what that feels like. I can hold my breath a minute. I, uh, that's all it takes. Let me ride this thing down for a minute and come back up. How bad was it? Actually, not that bad. Let's try 110. I, I, I'd like to goof around with that like, a little bit. Like, like no. But the idea of going down to like where they were going, those record-setting depths on a single breath, I think it's. I think they said she had to hold her breath for three minutes. Oh, I'd be dead. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, I think we, we'd all be dead. Not now, but there was a time when I was... A, Mm-hmm. way better than most people at holding my breath when I was a swimmer. Yeah. And uh, three minutes. Like, that it's a very long time. Uh, and they do yeah. that thing called, I don't know if it's called loading or something like that, where you like you take the deepest breath you can and then you take gulps. <gasps> and like pack more air in and then huh. go. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of like concentration and like maybe uh, meditation to sort of like slow your heart rate down, calm yourself down. So your oxygen use is as low as possible. I do have the tiniest bit of interest in doing that though. Like, like again, I can hold my breath for a minute. I don't see how I, I could probably, I could probably get up a little closer to two minutes. I kind of want to sit here and hold my breath, but that's a terrible show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but I don't know. I, I'd like Let's to do that. Let's, Let's do hold our breath as long as we can. Holding competition. <laughs> uh, I'm looking, Kyle. But in, um, so I was surprised by your description of freediving and what it is. Dude, there are like, I'm estimating, 20 different categories of competitive apnea is what they call it. Am I getting that right? And uh, yeah, competitive apnea where they just hold their breath and do crazy stuff. And so there is one like where you describe, where you just use literally no equipment and go down and back. That's mm-hmm. one. Uh, you can do it with them without fins, you know? So, so anyway, that's Makes how they sense, divide yeah. it. Yeah. I would like never want to go scuba diving. It's being that you are far so down. risk averse. I can't even like get my with, with head the around ocean, it. With the ocean in particular, I don't, it spooks me. It's scary. Okay, like, now I I, I am like I am you, you would you never that. go paramotor, you would never go scuba diving, you would never go motorcycling. Skydiving? I'm a, I'm a ground guy. I would like, skydive. Motorcycles speed. ground. If I was bullied into skydiving, I might do it, but I would rather, you know, I would I would be afraid. Probably. Jeez. No, I know I'm, I'm going I'm going skydiving next week. I'm going that skydiving next week. Impact your behavior like you know, you, you acknowledge the fear and tell it to fuck off. 
That's so funny. You're, what are you like? Oh my god, my my hobbies are fly around motorcycles, you know, lit woodwork lathes, and I'm like, I'm gonna try archery. <laughs> archery is cool as fuck. Like, like I'm excited cool you're getting into archery because no, I'm, I'm about to get into it as well. I'm getting. I'm, okay, good. Good. Let's get in. Let's get it. Let's We're get gonna be archery. archery. <laughs> uh, you know, now we've all got. We start an archery podcast, be... like a, like a companion piece. That's nothing. We all we, we, we all get one of those like you know those Robin Hood caps with a little feather in it. Oh, yeah. We're all like like, like <laughs> we each pick a different kind of bow. We have to vehemently defend as the best. Kind of bow. <laughs> Just the I'm same an adult adult man myself. I don't know what that is. Wow, what are you some tech techno guy? I throw stones. <laughs> the adult adult is this ancient like uh, mechanical device that allows you to like throw these tiny little spears. Mm -hmm. It's got it like oh, one stick like hooks primitive. into the back of another and you flick it. It's like what cavemen or like like not cavemen exactly a little further ahead than that, but not quite Bronze Age either would use to like hunt yeah. larger game. Now I know what it is. Primitive technology. The you know the YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. I think I have. Yeah, uh, he made one. Well, I'm no, glad I, we should all get into archery because I'm I'm hopefully I'll be able to go this weekend if nothing else comes up and just give it a go, try it out, figure out the draw length and the draw weight and yeah, they'll they'll know. sort that immediately. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. like that's a that's a like five minute thing. Um, as Can far you as just do that at Dick Sports and ask the guy like like if they have an archery on. department, yeah, everywhere's saying to to go somewhere that's like specific archery because the guy at Dick's doesn't know anything about the boat or they're not as knowledgeable. Do you just it, pull a, what would happen if I went there, pulled a handful of bows and decided on my own? Is that stupid? Oh, well, no, like, I don't think so, so, so we, with, well, he's talking it's about more like you, dialing in like your draw length, which is a, which is akin yeah. to like figuring out how long your hockey stick needs to be to like fit your body and stuff. <laughs> Except more, more advanced than that. So like, what, so, if you so like when you draw a bow back, like, your this this hand has to come back to us a, a, a very specific resting position mm -hmm. uh, for me i'm literally doing it and the other hand is fully outstretched but slightly relaxed um and so the length between here and there is like 32 inches for me or something like that mm -hmm. 30 31 32 i don't remember what it is but the bow has to be the the, the string has to be of that length so that when you draw mm -hmm. it back you don't want to be like this like holding your bow like this so that you're not in the perfect body me mechanics. And you don't want to be like this either because mm -hmm. this is very awkward. Now my shoulder, I can feel it in my rotator cuff. It's very uncomfortable. Um, so you oh. want to be in that sweet zone where you're you're in the correct form. Yeah. So now I'm understanding question, it. Yeah, I, basically, so people online are like, you can go buy a bow like after doing a ton of research at Dick's, but they're going to go, here's your bow box. What kind of string do you need? Okay, You're what right. kind of this? What kind of risers do you need? What kind of uh, limbs do you need? Whereas if you go to the archery store, you can just be like, hey, I'd love to get into archery. I want to try shooting a recurve. I love the smell oh, of an archery I, store. And they'll be like, where do you hold the, and they'll be like, what hand do you hold the riser with? And like, left hand. They're like, okay, stand like this. All right, grab this and pull it. They'll make your arrows. Yeah, so yeah that's the other thing. So all the arrows come at a very long length. And once they've set your draw, determined your draw length, that's how long your arrows are going to be now. Mm -hmm. And so they take these either carbon carbon fiber is the industry standard now. It, don't get aluminum arrows. Like pay the extra three dollars an arrow or whatever. Peon. Uh, you aluminum thinking arrows, about aluminum arrows, Taylor? Aluminum arrows. <laughs> <No>. like, <laughs> you can take a carbon fiber arrow and bend it like this much, and it's all a okay. Mm -hmm. You aluminum doesn't bend, and aluminum breaks, and aluminum like like if you ever miss a shot, your carbon fiber arrow is probably okay if it skids off through the woods a little. Your aluminum arrow is ruined. Yeah. Um, but they cut them, you know, they cut them to length and then they have this process of like putting the insert in that's, uh, that the 
tips are going to screw into with this glue, and I can smell that glue sitting here. I, I have that memory of that glue. It's what excited uh, to you spend it. on day one. You buy an arrow, you get the things sorted out, and you buy. It's uh, been years. I'm, I said but arrow, maybe twenty arrows and a bow. If you were going to get all right, so if I were going. So he wants to get a recurve bow, which are quite a bit cheaper, I think. But if I were mm -hmm. going to get a compound bow, I'd probably spend at least a grand on the bow, uh, maybe a little bit more. And then a, a, I'd get a new release because mine's out of date. <clears throat> so those are probably like 30 to $60. Um, arrows, last time I bought arrows, it's been a long time, were like $80 a dozen. They're um, expensive. Does yeah. the archery store have a shooting range? Yeah. Almost yeah, all of them. This is what I want. I, I want to spend $250. And I want a coach to hang out with me for, I don't know, 30 or 60 minutes, figure out those things that I would need to know. And I will figure out if I want to spend the next part. Yeah. You can Apparently, rent the boat. Like, yeah. You don't, you spend don't almost it's like a nothing. gun store. You That's just what go I'm getting there. it. Yeah. yeah. The first time I ever shot a gun, I got a coach. I got mm -hmm. a coach. He showed, you know, he showed me how to load the magazine, showed me how to do all the things that you don't know how to do as a non-gun person. Um, that's what my archery experience should be. I'm seeing. Yeah. You can absolutely do that. He's leaning toward the recurve thing. I highly recommend the, the compound bow thing. You have a deadly weapon in a compound bow. You have something mm -hmm. that has a lot of technology built into it. All sorts of like space age like materials, whether it's carbon fiber or fiberglass or aluminum or titanium. Like it's they're neat pieces of advanced machinery. I want to shoot both before I pick. Like, but I, I aesthetically and just the look it's a of hobby. it. It, yeah, and like hobby wise, like I just recreational activity curve bows. It's like that just looks cool. Yeah, yeah, they're Lord cool. Of the Ringsy. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. When you shoot a when you shoot a now. when you shoot a compound bow, the arrow goes so goddamn fast. You re, you're like, oh, so this is just a rifle that shoots a little slower, and they're incredibly mm -hmm. accurate. Like like you, uh, you know, you've probably heard people talk about like, oh yeah, that rifle's more accurate than I am. Bows are more accurate than you are. Bows are more accurate than you are. Um, I feel like I should get a crossbow, and that way I can be as good as you guys because I'm using cheat codes. You'd be surprised. You can't go to archery ranges and shoot crossbows. So with a crossbow, <laughs> you know, you're you're holding it up just like you would a rifle, and there's no stabilization there because you are holding it. There's something about when you've got a compound bow drawn, the 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 push and pull that's going on offers a lot of stabilization. Oh, All okay. of a, it, it doesn't wiggle, it doesn't tremble really as long as you're right. strong enough to hold it, and and you sort of like. You've got a peephole back here you're looking through that's very much like um, older rifle sights with the hole in the back and the dot in the front. And you've got a very pinprick dot that, that glows uh, because of the, the way it's, it's one of those. Um, Unobtainium. Uh, tr sometimes people use tritium in those. Tritium. Yeah. But it's um, like the day sights even like, like they draw light like fiber optically. Oh, the optic and, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like you have this excellent sight that you're able to really put where you want it and the trigger is as good as any rifle trigger. You have this release mechanism that hooks onto the back of the string, and it's like a rifle's trigger. Um, so you can be shockingly accurate with a compound bow, especially yeah. out to like medium distances, you know, 20, 30, 40 yards, something like that. When you go beyond that, like a lot of people don't shoot much further than that. I mean, like in my yard, I was like pacing out stuff today for a recurve. I don't think I really want to be shooting any more than like 20 yards and compound would probably be too powerful for my yard. 20 yards is where you kill most deer. Um, 30 yards. To, they say to practice is 20 yards. Yeah. I, I, I always practiced at 20 yards. Um, and, but my bow was sighted from 20 to 45 yards. 
And, oh, you, how does that work? Twenty to forty-five, like different points in the site you so, look at. So the site, um, so it works both ways actually. Like um, some sites have different pins for different yardages, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you just know. You, I would always write with a very minute marker, like twenty yards, thirty yards, forty yards, next to the pin. You can take a little piece of masking tape and put it over the thing mm-hmm. and write on that. But my site was adjustable, so it had this sort of thing that you slid up and down and it had an indicator that went on to where that piece of tape was yeah. and I'd slide it to that number and it would move the, 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 the front sight up and down just like a mm-hmm. rifle or something. So that would cause you to arc the bow to meet that, meet that angle. Interesting. So, and you're just like guesstimating on the, how far away the deer that's is. That's part of the challenge with mm-hmm. uh, 3d archery where you go to those, those shoots where it's unknown distances mm-hmm. and like you'll be there with other archers and like maybe you like you're like, hey, what do you think? What do you think that is? I don't know, 25, 27, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe somebody like, I don't know. I don't know what I don't I have no idea how far. I'm that not is. worried. I brought a gun. You're ruining everybody's fun. No, but they um I don't know. Archery archery's fun and it's incredibly fun if you if you're hunting with it. Uh target mm-hmm. shooting in the backyard was always a I used to shoot every day, like, like, cause you've got to practice a lot to like maintain that little skill. It's mm-hmm. difficult to do, but, um, but hunting was always like the main thing. I never shot like targets in any sort of competitive fashion. Like my dad did. I had someone who, uh, on Twitter reach out and they told me they've been a archer for 12 years. Shout out hosed. Thank you. He said to use, uh, just to start a, tw- a 50 pound recurve for me, he thinks would be a good kind of kickoff point yeah i agree like you'll have no problem drawing that mm-hmm. i'm not yeah i'm it, it's fun to think about like learning a new and totally useless unless you're hunting skill but i don't know like i imagine getting a lot of satisfaction being like damn like i get how to do it now like I, I, that was more accurate than it was a week ago just a yeah. fun little hobby to get into some videos or a coach will help a lot because you need to know how mm-hmm. to place your feet and you need to know um like like, like proper draw technique where your elbow needs to be, where your hand needs to be. Someone can look at you and be like, oh, you're too tense right here or straighten your back or relax or you're bent over or, you know, they'll mm-hmm. look at your form and kind of help you out. That's, that's often really helpful because you, you don't know the mechanics. Just like Conor McGurk throwing that baseball, you're not really sure what it should feel like to do it properly. To tie you know into what Kyle's saying, like I, the expression I've used in a bunch of hobbies, if you want to get good practice, if you want to get good fast, hire a coach. Yeah. And that makes a huge yeah. difference. Practicing without AMA a coach question. can just ingrain bad technique technique sometimes, you know? So we got to do AMA questions from the sure. Patreons. Yes. This one's interesting to me. If YouTube hadn't worked out for Woody and Kyle, what trajectory do they think their lives would have taken? For Taylor, if your current line of work hadn't planned out, where would it have taken you? I'll go first. So Cisco is obviously where I was before YouTube. And... <sighs> As I look back on it, maybe through a harsh light, I felt like towards the end of my time at Cisco, I wasn't doing what I was really good at. So what I'm really good at was sort of like programming and leading teams that were programming. If you needed something done, like my project management was really good. I'd take the project, I'd break it down, come up with the timeline, get the right people on the right tasks, and make sure that we tracked towards hitting our deadlines and get shit done, you know, on time, on budget, and bug free like that that I was really good at as I advanced in my career I moved from hey Woody this is what we need to hey Woody what do you think we need and that wasn't 
as like I wasn't a natural at that. Just looking at the landscape of Cisco IT and thinking, what should we be doing better? It was kind of broad. And a lot of the changes seemed like unnecessary changes to me. People just resume building by grabbing some hip tech and wanting experience with it so they could leave Cisco with this fucking one project that's not like the others and a new thing on their resume. Anyway, but I was elevated into that position and I was working towards these like member of technical staff type jobs. And I think I would have been really stressed at being a round peg in a square hole. You know, I, I got, I would have been promoted to something that I wasn't naturally good at. <clears throat> I wonder how that would have gone if I would have gotten good at it or if I would have always been like oh, fucking trying to fool these people into thinking that I'm good at this. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I had talked to my dad about doing something with small business of some kind. And we kind of made a deal that if I went back and got uh, like a fledgling business degree, he would front me in like whatever venture I wanted to go into. And like the little ideas I had was, were like, um, like one of those like, quick oil change places we didn't have one in our town and i was like mm -hmm. i really need one of those quick oil change places like like people have to go to shade tree mechanics here and like i know it's a small town but like get one of them going and we see it's productive then like we got to make another one now and stick it over there and sure enough like three or four years after that like someone did it like one of my dad's friends actually that i used to play poker with did it and it's been a wildly successful business and they've got like three of them now um, so I was looking at something like that, like some sort of a small business. We'd also looked at restaurant franchises at the time. There wasn't a Chick-fil-A in our town. And it just seemed like those, those, hmm. I, I don't remember what the qualifications well. You just had to be a fake Christian basically <laughs> and, uh, and come up with like $200,000 and they, and they basically give you a license to print money. It seemed like real estate was so cheap there by the interstate at the time. So I was looking at something like that. Uh, like, like I, I, I knew I didn't want to work. As far as like like on somebody's like hourly thing, I wanted to own something or be my own boss in some way. Chick-fil-A is a mixed bag, by the way, as a franchise. Yeah. I was about to say franchise owner, but the thing is you don't own it, right? When you buy a Wendy's, you own that restaurant. You can sell it. When you buy a McDonald's, et cetera. With Chick-fil-A, you are paying, I don't know how much it is, like a quarter million dollars. You're buying a job. And then you will run a Chick-fil-A that you can't sell that isn't yours. Uh, it's profitable typically, right? So you might be paying a quarter million dollars for a job that pays 200 grand a year, but just know that's your deal. You're not mm. turning it into a $3 million Wendy's like you could there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can. There. Yeah. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I was looking at stuff like that. I, I, I like the idea of, I don't know, the mechanics of business and sort of starting with this initial investment and like having a good business plan and the hiring of employees actually intrigued me. Having the power over someone's life. Dude, the, <laughs> at Chick-fil-A. One of the worst things about fast food, like is I because I've thought about owning stuff like that before too. <sighs> Hiring people who want to work for fast food wages sounds awful. Hiring people who don't value their job. Like at Cisco, everyone really valued their job. Everyone desperately wanted to prove. Uh, Im impress their boss and their boss's boss and they typically had mortgages and families and they needed that job and sure people came and left but mostly these are professionals trying to advance in their careers at chick-fil-a or wendy's or whatever half of that staff will say fuck you and walk out literally on the spot no notice they've done it you see it all the time yeah that and having staff like that that doesn't care about their job so what you're almost like 
asking them to work you know like you know like instead of saying hey i need more out of you you're not working hard enough they're just it's like you're all glad you came at all that's where having like a big family would be so clutch like if you're if you're one of those mormons that's got like eight nine ten kids and you can like have Mm -hmm. the whole have them like running through that bitch like like yeah Johnny Sr., he's the GM now, and, and Tina, she runs the night shift, and, and little Bobby here, he's a fry cook, aren't you, boy? Did you burn those fries again? I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm going <laughs> to pay now. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> like, like you, had, like, you had basically, if you had your family in there working for you, but you're absolutely right. Like, I was a fast food employee for 10 days one time. <laughs> we hated it. We hated yeah. it. And you it left. sounds awful. And, you but you got lots of free days. Notice. I'm guessing you didn't give two weeks' notice. Right, oh, I just disappear. I, just I to let like you that, know, I'll be quitting. I love that four meme where the black guy just goes deuces and he just like vaporizes, <laughs> he like turns invisible. <laughs> That's how everybody is at like Burger King fast food type restaurants, just and just vaporize. They're gone. You're talking about having a bunch of kids. Are oh, you we like, didn't do your oh career? I was I was gonna I was already thinking about like Amish people, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I some kind of sales. I guess I would have to do. Like I don't have any technical skills, but I'm pretty good at speaking and public speaking and stuff like that. So, and I've I've, I've taken a shying to sales and I've had to do it <laughs> middling Kyle. <laughs> so so, but, um, yeah. It, if it's not a job that revolves around my ability to speak, I I'm not qualified to do it. Uh, I, so yeah, I would some kind of sales, and that'd probably be where the most of the money was. Okay, that I agree with. Like if I was a career counseling tailor. If you want money, sales, Mm because you definitely could be great at it and uh, you have a natural affinity for it. Like you would just crush in sales. The downside of sales is the life you live, right? There's there's travel, there's different people. It's hard to be a successful salesman who eats dinner with the family every night. Mm -hmm. That's not typically part of the gig. Um, The other thing, Taylor's really smart. And I feel like you could put Taylor, there's a million industries out there when no one knows it before they start. If Taylor worked at UPS, they would quickly recognize he's smarter than 99% of the other employees and he'd be in management and he'd learn the shipping industry and, and that's that. Take I UPS. He's a man on the inside. Swap it with so many gigs. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many industries out there where no one knows them until yeah. they work there and where you could rise up. If well, you wanted to kind of you, I appreciate dinner. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd probably be sales, really. If you I want money. If, if money was the drive. And like, there's always, at least everybody, all my friends in sales, like, it's almost like they're, they're bank robbers where like they're looking, <laughs> at least the ones that sell big, expensive things or, or real estate, like, some of them frame it like, oh, if I sell like three more of these units or whatever. I just, I don't need to work for eight months. I'm just going to go do whatever I want for a while because I'll have more than enough money. And I'm, I don't think that I would do well with that kind of structure because I would start to feel guilty about not working. Like, I can't imagine taking that. I mean, are you guys like that? Where, like, when you're supposed to be doing a job and you get too much time off, you get like antsy, restless. You don't, you just feel like you're wasting time, or at least I do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, so Cisco was project driven and I almost felt like I deserved some amount of weeks mm-hmm. of not being worked very hard before the next one kicked off. Well, that's, that's totally fair and reasonable. I mean, like these people who are like a couple, you know, they'll sell cars or sell real estate for four months out of the year, make enough to live comfortably. And the re- the other eight months, it's like, Oh, what are you up to <laughs> Adam? Oh, I'm just, uh, just chilling. 
You can always go back to car sales, Kyle. Could. Or do you, does the idea thing more likely that's where you make so much more money. Oh, that would be the goal. Do finance. There's a lot of positions in different com- companies like where the salespeople make more than like the middle management above them. That's not the case for, for cars. You got to sell so many fucking cars for that to be uh, the case. Like, like if you're selling 30 fucking cars a month. Yeah. But if you're like a finance manager, you just sit over there and chill and already done deals come to you and you just mm-hmm. try to sell them a little extra or you try to make a point or two on their interest rate, you know, and you're getting paid off of that. Um, but you're getting, you, you're not having to like deal with customers, at, at least as a salesman, like you're dealing with eight customers for every two you sell, probably something like mm-hmm. that. Like, like you're, so much of your time is being wasted. A hundred percent of a sales manager or of a, of a finance manager's work, I mean, not a hundred, like maybe somebody like something happens with their financing or something and it falls through, but 90, 95% of their customers are deals that they're going to mm-hmm. make something on. My finance manager had an $80,000 necklace. <laughs> like, 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 Jesus like, Christ. He had, it was, it was like a, that material. that's like a bike chain. You know how that like bike chains are that, that sort of interlocking yeah. links, except it was platinum and diamonds. And like every link was another diamond. And like, it, it, like, like those guys, like watches cost more than cars. Like, like all they, they were always in like, they, they were like gaudy. Sopra- it was like something off the Sopranos. How like every time you see them, they're in a nicer suit. Yeah. Like, 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 like wealthy though. Cause I'm hearing a lot of bad financial decisions. So you could be wealthy and make those, or you could be not wealthy and make those. Well, I mean, they were, they were making tens and tens of thousands of dollars a month. Like, like they were spending it and they were working a lot of hours, but yeah, they were just making a lot of money. I mean, it's the answer is both, I think, that they were making a lot of money and spending a lot of money because they were like the one in particular I'm talking about was a good looking black guy in his 30s. And it's just like this dude's going out tonight with that eighty thousand dollar chain on and pulling some pussy in his like hundred and thirty thousand dollar car. Like they were always driving like brand no new. No savings. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. He wasn't finance. Maybe he knows better. Um maybe maybe he's like you know how much this necklace has appreciated in the last six months alone? Right. <laughs> like for all I know. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. No, because it's jewelry and I bought it at four times what I can sell it. Probably for. so. Yeah. <laughs> I mined these diamonds myself. Like, like, probably no, I bought the it at the duty-free shop in Trinidad. They assured me that it was, <laughs> that it was real. <laughs> and then just like the sales managers, the guys who were like getting a, 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 a flat percentage of all used car sales or a flat percentage of all new car sales like they were just making ungodly amounts of money like less than 100k a month but more than 50k a month shit like that and plus like because they were in that management position they never had to buy a car again they just always got to drive brand new cars like pick one off a lot kind of situation that is a cool thing about like their job is just never dealing with the dmv just dealer plates drive wherever you want do whatever you want that and a com- and company insurance they're not paying insurance either they're how much are the, how much of the guys who like own i guess your dealership is what you know the most about the guy who owned that he was like multi well the guy who owns that's probably a billionaire because that's AutoNation. oh <laughs> so, then then okay then he's a billionaire yeah <laughs> that's a yeah that's AutoNation. it's the largest uh retailer in the world as far as i know oh that would be that would be funny if you Decided to go back to car I'll sales as a side gig and you promoted it on the show like you did for the motorcycle thing. You're like, I'll be a down selling cars at the Auto Nation. Everybody's we got a like, Hyundai Sonata here. <laughs> like we're just there's like a line. Them. They're like, no, I'm only buying from Kyle. Everybody hates you. The, um, <laughs> like, like 
there was the general manager. He made incredible money. Uh, mm -hmm. But then there was the guy who was the regional manager. And he, he was the corporate regional manager of like, I don't know if it was the Southeast or just Atlanta, but there were like 13 dealerships in Atlanta alone that had the team name associated with them. Team was mm -hmm. just like either the Atlanta or the Southeast version of AutoNation. Uh, same branding and everything, but team was our like local name. And um, the dude was obsessed with the Sopranos. Like this is when Sopranos was in its heyday mm -hmm. and he dressed like a Sopranos character. He had his hair slicked straight back. That's he awesome. had that sort of, had the mannerisms, like the big suits and stuff, the watches. His ringtone was the Sopranos theme music. Like he was <laughs> I wish I could remember that guy's name now. I could probably look him up on the internet. Um, another one of our, the, like the head finance manager. Um, I won't say his name, but like he was like five foot seven, five foot eight, but he had such a huge personality. Like, like, he was he was clearly like like you you'd be like yeah I met that guy he's kind of short huh is he I don't know I remember him being a big guy and you like look over it oh huh from afar he is tiny huh but when you're when you're talking to him you're blown away by like his charisma <laughs> and his personality <laughs> mm -hmm. and I know what he did with his money because he owned a chain of GNCs like got into taken, waste management <laughs> got into waste management in the yeah. cotting industry environmental <laughs> cleanup <laughs> what was that word cotting industry. The cotting industry, carting, it means the garbage. It's it's a fancy word for uh, garbage. Oh, I never carting. heard that. Okay, yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos. I need to change the topic. Again. Yeah, go for it, dude. The Cybertruck is scheduled to come out this year, towards the end, and it's it's you know late September as I say this. I tried just I was just googling for an updated release date, and I don't see one. I, I, they do say the rear wheel drive only one is next year, but the all wheel drive one, the four wheel drive one, is this year. Is it going to happen? Is, is Starlink going to happen? Because it's supposed to be this year too. <sighs> Elon Musk is the most full of shit billionaire. <laughs> like, here's what he actually did he released the Tesla 3 and he made rockets that can land. Uh... So basically, he's. Ben Franklin without the whores and syphilis. That makes him less cool. As far as you less know. Less cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know. I'm interested in the Cybertruck. If he actually delivers on that, I'm like, oh, it's a whole nother thing that he did. I want him to, it's just been, it seems like it's been too long since he's done anything. His latest thing of putting civilians in space and he's upset that the president didn't like congratulate him. Is that even a thing? Putting civilians in space? Like, is that impressive in a way that I don't understand? Like, going to space is obviously a cool thing. But now it just feels like he's doing the same thing again uh, with new people in it. Like, it, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm impressed. But I, I still like Elon Musk. Um, I, I hope. I don't know what this delay is with the Cybertruck. Um, let's see. It says 2022 now. I think. Oh, they just updated the reservations page to say 2022 instead. Oh, it's unlikely to ramp to significant volume until late 23. Jesus. He blamed that on the degree of technology that Tesla has baked into the electric pickup. Uh, previously, Musk has warned that elements like the distinctive steel body will demand new manufacturing process with a steep learning curve. It's a, wor it's a worrying setback for what once looked like it could be among the very first of the electric pickups to reach the market. Instead, it seems that the Cybertruck will follow rivals some from big names like Ford, uh, 
Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He was the, the first to promise, the first to collect money on pre-orders, and the last to deliver. Elon Musk fanboys, please acknowledge what he does here. He, he overpromises and underdelivers so much. I, I, I don't know. I like Elon. I, I feel like Elon Musk is advancing humanity. Like, there's definitely some cool things he's doing. But good gosh, he does one fourth of what he says he does. He should be a host. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it comes out. I hope it comes out. I really hope the Starlink thing happens for like, because yeah. like, like I said, it'd be nice. Like, if I could like hook my dad up with the 21st century. There's no fucking internet oh. there that's reliable. You know, it's it's super annoying. Um, he comes over here and he's like, you have an endless possibility of things to watch. How do you ever <laughs> pick one? And I'm like, well, when it's just gun smoke, I guess it's easy, but I have like, <laughs> I literally have like almost every streaming service that exists. So it's just like, I'll, I'll just like hold forward on Netflix and you know, it's, it's, it's like, brrr, and he's just like, how do you pick one? <laughs> <laughs> That's how uh, my grandpa is too. It's like the amount of selection. He's like, I just, I just want to go back to watching bull riding on regular TV. <laughs> then you could, put, you could put him on YouTube though, and and like start start him down that algorithm path of like, just, just search greatest bull rides of all time, eight seconds of madness, and like like mm. just, just walk away because that's a good idea. The rest. That's a good idea. Except I guarantee, like he'd come back. He'd be like, "How do I get it to to the hunting channel on, you know, the YouTube hunting channel or like whatever it was?" I mean, you go right over there. Yeah, Monster White Tales twenty twenty. Oh wow! Look at wow! That. <laughs> Look at that one. It's like that uh, band of brothers where they give that little kid, and he's like, "He has never had the taste of chocolate." <laughs> they're so surprised by it yeah that's what boomers are like when you show them youtube algorithm and that's i guarantee like i'd go over there and look at his thing it'd be bullfighting and like farming tech and that's all all he'd be interested is he in. literally a boomer i wonder do you know roughly how old he is uh late 70s so yeah very very early boomer yeah okay very early not like uh one of those like born in 64 technically a boomer but they're more uh, like gen xy yeah no, uh, my dad's an actual boomer. Like he's born a few days after the World War II ended. Like mm -hmm. it's straight up the where the boom comes yeah, from. Yeah, that's about the same age as my grandpa. I don't know. Does everyone know? What I guess what happened is they the troops came home from World War II and they all started family and there was this big population explosion. And that's family. the baby yeah. boom. Nice way to put it. I think it was like <laughs> forty five to sixty four. Okay. I think. And then Join the Japanese and know. now you're cunt next. <laughs> <laughs> when did millennials start? Early eighties, right? I would guess. It could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at knowing that. I always Taylor assume always it's. I always better. assume it's like 20 year gaps. So maybe because Kyle, you'd be like a, an early millennial, something like that. Yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. born in '86. The year, a uh, good year. I believe that was the year. What was the Challenger that exploded? Ah, Harbinger of Death is what <laughs> you are. I mean, you know, start the year with a bang. Well, I'm sure good things um, happens. What many what states of Newark came out in theaters today? Uh, the the Sopranos prequel film, starring uh, James Gandolfini's uh, son, that came out. Yes, came out today. Uh, it will be on HBO Max in eight days, October the first. You'll be able to watch it on HBO Max and stream it, which is what I'm going to do. That's not bad. I actually, I, I guess I'll just wait till Colorado. It's one more day. Oh, there's one more thing. I think Dune came out, but mm -hmm. overseas. Mm -hmm. Thirty six I... mil opening weekend, I think. Did it or release maybe open anywhere in English? I wonder. I don't know. 
Because like, if it is out anywhere in English, there's probably good copies to see on the internet somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, I could watch it. You could. Well, that would be illegal. <laughs> yeah, I would never do it. Or you could support cinema. <laughs> well, if no one else is, it's going to take the sunny episode. If no one else is going to do it, you know. Yeah, I think uh, if Dune is out when I'm on vacation, maybe that'll be a little theater trip. I haven't been to a theater in a little bit, and uh, it'd be fun to stumble into a theater and watch it because I think that's a movie that definitely is going to be much better in a theater. Um, mm. That those mm. big wide landscapes and impressive CGI and really interesting cast of characters, and I love the Dune stuff anyway. I even like the original movie that was just a real stinker that nobody else likes. Did you read the book? The book is dense, and there and it's books. It's thirty thousand years of history, dude. It's it's like Warhammer forty k, but it, it, it but but not quite as long. It's it's dense. Well, I mean, if you like the world, it'd probably be pretty cool to read. Like, it's uh, I guarantee it's a lot more in depth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for a good movie. I'm hoping for a good movie. Um, can uh, can you rent out theaters? Yeah, and be like, bucks. but can you say like, I want you to play this movie? They have a and, list of movies to choose from. Um, new really releases, cool. new releases are a little more expensive. But if you want to watch Jurassic Park or Jaws or like like you know a mm-hmm. classic like that, it's like a hundred bucks, and you could bring wow. as many people as you want. I think. Um, so like, um, you know, you could go on a date, and uh, it's one thing I've been considering doing is just like taking a date to like Regal, plopping down a hundred dollars. Watching Jurassic Park or Jaws or well, you know, I, there just haven't been any good new releases, and I'd I'd. I watched Jurassic Park originally in uh, in theaters when it came out in 93, I think, somewhere in there. 93, mm-hmm. 94, 95. Thought it was 93. But um, it was a fucking experience. I talked about this on stream the other day, how like people don't realize what a big deal Jurassic Park when it was when it came out. It was massive. Like They had pyramids of Jurassic Park VHSs at my grocery store. They didn't sell movies at the grocery store, but they <laughs> were like, Jurassic Park's coming out. Get get three hundred copies of Jurassic Park. Fucking, you put them on a table over there. People will buy them at the checkout counter. Are you sure? Yeah, and they did. Like I just remember, like, mom, Jurassic Park's out, and even my mom was just like, "Really? Well, go get one." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like like everybody wanted that shit. It was such a big deal. Like mm-hmm. we'd never seen dinosaurs like that before. They looked real, especially it back then. It was amazing. There was a big argument over whether dinosaurs really ate people at the time. Like that was part of the national conversation. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Given the opportunity, yes, <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. I would. I would argue, but uh, yeah, they didn't. Not yeah, those like fundamental. Are they? Is it the fundamentalist Christians or something like that? It's it's the it's the young Earth people. Um, they do in fact believe that we coexisted alongside the dinosaurs. They they bring up these tentative mentions of dinosaurs in the bible um which are really reaching uh, when yes, they, they mention a leviathan in the in the deep which is clearly the kashikashikasaur or the plesiosaur <laughs> yeah um it's, it's a bunch of nonsense um and, and then like i've heard them explain fossilization and and flash fossilization and all this nonsense because of course like the reason we have fossil fuels like in fast forward is because for eons after um after like trees and ferns had evolved, there were no cellulose devouring bacteria that existed. There was mm-hmm. nothing to break 
down the dead trees. They would just fall and lay there because there was nothing. They, 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 they couldn't be broken down by the, like the fungi and bacteria and stuff that eats cellulose now. And is the reason why we're not see, I always thought as a kid that like, I bet there's new oil that's always being churned out a little at a time. No, all the oil there's going to be is made because mm-hmm. now when, when trees fall, it gets devoured by all those processes. That's interesting. Like, like those giant, that. like those giant coal um, formations and stuff. That's where eons of forest piled on top of each other, on top of each other. And, you know, mudslides would slide over that. And then heat and, and, uh, and pressure would form coal over millennia. Why does There's that no, still happen? Because, of, like I said, now there are cellulose devouring bacteria and, and other microorganisms that make, you know, when a tree falls in the forest, it goes away rather quickly. What if it there's rots. a mudslide? I mean, I don't have a, a great answer for you, but I just know yeah. it doesn't happen. I, okay. I, I think I think that even in, a, in the case of a mudslide, maybe like it's just rotting under the ground. That I mean, the obviously the dinosaurs living with humans isn't real, but it is objectively a much cooler version of reality. Oh, it's so it's such a like cooler if version there of was like if King Solomon or whatever was riding a brontosaurus through, through oh, for sure. Mesopotamia, that would have been pretty cool. No, and, and I really enjoy uh, fiction that focuses on civilizations that were mu- that, that that were advanced, like before the Egyptians and stuff like that. Like, like mm-hmm. there's this movie called it's a terrible movie, but it's called Ten Thousand BC. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the Jack have Black. you seen it? Yeah, it's, it's awful. Bad. Oh, not Jack, not the Jack Black movie. You're, I don't because uh, um, that's the one with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. No, this one takes itself seriously, <laughs> but it's almost equally as bad, and it focuses on some sort of a like pre-egyptian civilization that's like quite at its height like even like like there's, mm-hmm. there's hunters and gatherers but then there's like this fucking civilization over here that are that, that, that have like monolithic structures and stuff like that and i don't remember the details but like there were saber-toothed tigers and mammoths and oh then you're there was right a civilization. That, that was called Ten Thousand bc i was thinking of year one yeah i never actually saw that Which but i'm also aware of a bad movie Bad movie. Yeah, I saw 10,000 BC in theaters. And even as a kid, I was like, not very good movie. (laughs) I'm not entertained as a 12 year old or whatever I was. But uh, but yeah, that fascinates me. That's why that whole younger Dryas thing um, with um, um, I can't think of the writer off the top of my head. You know, he talks about the um, the the comet strike that melted uh, the ice and caused the great flood that supposedly wiped out that civilization that uh, Gobleki Tepe in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Hopkins or something like that. I can't remember his name. That's not it. But uh, that stuff is fascinating to me. I don't know. I, I feel like that makes like a really interesting fiction. And anything where they go to the center of the earth and there's stuff down there. I like that shit too. That is cool. I like that. There will be more center of the earth movies. Yeah. I like the idea of alien introduction into like our ancestry to like like rise us above like the the, the primitives and make us what we were. Like the idea that like they like Mm-hmm. The ancient aliens, basically nonsense that that, that that became a meme because of that goofball on the History Channel where like maybe aliens came down and they taught the Egyptians the ways of arithmetic and geometry. Why don't we go to the center of the earth better than uh, we do now? Why haven't we dug more than a mile or two down? Um, so yeah. I think the deepest borehole ever is in Russia. Um, and they dug it because the Americans just had gone like five miles. And so they went like seven or eight or something like that. Seven kilometers. And it's, uh, it gets very hot down there. And the length of the drill bit is a whole thing. Um, 
So uh, make the hole wider so the drill doesn't have to be at the top. Right? Like, you, if you could lower the... If it's seven kilometers and you could get them at the drilling apparatus five kilometers down. Like, you know... Oh, you're talking about making up. A bigger hole. I'm talking about doing something cool. I, I don't want to fucking get a pencil seven kilometers deep. I want to go yeah. seven kilometers. I think it was like, you know, roughly the size of like a pie plate or something, the borehole. Right. You'd think it would have to be wide enough to be strong, but not so wide that the job gets harder. I don't remember exactly how long it took for them to go as far as they went, but they didn't do it in a month. Like, like it was a long process of like drilling this thing out the way I remember it. And the, the temperatures down there were pretty absurd. Like it's, you know, it's getting hot. I, I want to say the Earth's crust is like 10 kilometers thick or something like that. It's probably more. But then you get into the mantle where you're dealing with like molten rock, right? It's and that's a way a, bigger layer. Yeah. And that's it's way bigger. a place where the crust is at its thinnest. Just making that up. But Bottom of the ocean, right. probably. Maybe. Or the Mariana's Trench. Or Death Valley. Called. I don't know. You know, maybe that'd be an easier place to do it. But uh, I don't know what makes it hard. Does water make it hard? It's got to. Does you know death valley means i think there's nothing to achieve i think that's the main thing because even when the russians did it it was like it was literally like a dick measuring contest yeah <sighs> uh, maybe there's a source of energy there's some heat down there that doesn't run out i mean there is right? <laughs> uh, and then like in 2150 we're like we have to stop global cooling if if the center of the earth cooled we would all die the it's it's the spinning of the uh, earth's um, iron core, I believe, that creates our like magnetosphere or whatever that keeps us from being bombarded by like radiation and solar rays and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure we all just that's one of the things when they were talking about like um, like various planets in the in 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 the in the galaxy and how like like no that one can't support life. And I'm like, well, why? Well, it doesn't have a a metal a metal core. It doesn't have a magnetosphere. It has nothing to shield it from like the the evil that space is full of that would just oh. nuke bacteria. The scale of things can be hard to get your head around. Um, I was thinking if we harnessed the heat of the earth to use as our energy source, would it somehow run out? Would it somehow be a bad thing? Would it some, would we decompress the middle? I don't know. Or, or maybe the scale is so huge, humanity could never, ever touch it and have any impact on it. I watched a video recently. There was a trend where it was like, hey, what would win? This versus this, you know, the horse versus the ducks. You've seen it. It was the sun versus a trillion lions. And Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor sometimes uh, is like, people don't get how big a trillion is. So with mm -hmm. that in mind, I was like, what would happen <laughs> if we took a trillion lions in a ball and put it at the sun? Would like if I took a handful of like mud and threw it at a small fire i'd put the fire out is a trillion lions a lot of lions it seems like a lot of lions but the sun is a formidable competitor right? yes it, so how does it compare against a trillion lions uh, uh <laughs> a trillion lions. <laughs> taylor where's your answer on this a trillion lions thrown at the sun what happens ah uh, definitely the lions the the sun can't bite my guess is nothing <laughs> happens. My guess would be nothing at all. Well, a trillion dead, suffocated lions show up and and burn to death. Maybe yeah, you just launch them at the sun. If there's well, it depends. Are we doing one at a time? No, in a no, big ball. No, a ball. <laughs> the ball of a trillion lions. Yeah, a ball of a trillion lions. I'm taking the lions. Yeah, 
You're wrong. You're wrong. A I ball of a trillion lines is so insignificant to the sun Damn. that it doesn't even like splash or make a solar flare. So then the guy took it to the next level and they said, hey, that's an English trillion. Apparently a bunch of languages use like it, it changes. And in <laughs> France, like I guess a million isn't a thousand more than a hundred thousand or better. A billion's not a thousand more than a million. Mm-hmm. A billion is a million millions. And then in their language, a trillion is a trillion trillions. Mm. So they took that ball, French ball of lions, which is a trillion trillions, and threw it at the sun. Fucking nothing. Nothing. (laughs) The the sun barely notices a trillion trillion lions. It is, I think, slightly smaller than the moon. And as it approaches the sun, (laughs) it starts to, like, break up. And it eventually just becomes... A little more but insignificant amount of sun fuel so then they yeah. calculated how many lions it would take <laughs> and then that ruins it because it starts getting into scientific notation yeah, it, it, i it, barely under yeah. into the power of 77 and you're like that i couldn't fathom fathom a trillion and now we've gone into <laughs> algebra or something algebra? yes exactly it was <laughs> like 10 to the 30 something number of lions is yeah. yeah. so you can imagine a one followed by 30 zeros whatever number that is mm-hmm. i like those youtube channels have an impact i watched yeah. the one that that video got recommended to me that was a little oh, silly so for me seen it recently okay i didn't watch it but like because i was just like look you had a better grip on what a try so i have a lot of respect i just like, had like, i had a lot of respect for the sun i think i'm big on the yeah. sun here i didn't uh, know it, it, like I'm a big sun guy yeah <laughs> how many grains of too. sand are on ocean city's 10 mile long beach right I wouldn't know what that number looks like. I have no concept. If you told me there were a billion grades of sand, I'd be like, okay. If you told me that sounds way too low, a trillion is a lot of. I don't know. That'd be a huge amount. I I need to know how many grains of sand are in a handful of sand. I don't know how many. I don't (laughs) know how how much the sand is. Is this a (laughs) hundred grains? Is it ten thousand? Is it a hundred thousand? I don't know. It's like those sit there and like count out ten grains of sand and be like. Well, that's fucking tin. I can rub that between my fingers. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, then that must be. I saw one where they were like, "What would happen if a needle hit the Earth at the speed of light?" And it, and I was just like, "This couldn't be good." I think something happens. I think it's like a bomb going off, it's like a, a nuclear weapon. Energy, but it's just a needle. Like I. I yeah, it turned out that it's like ten Hiroshima bombs. If a needle hits so the earth, Earth it, would be fine, but it would be a noteworthy explosion. Yeah, you destroy a fucking city. Yeah, with a needle going the speed of light. I think it was the final judgment. But right. or then, and then they got into and they're like, in our last video, we told you what would happen if a needle hit the Earth at the speed of light. Well, some of you corrected this and made made sure we knew that nothing can achieve the speed of light. So for you sticklers out there, we're gonna find out what happens if a needle hits the Earth at nine point nine 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 percent the speed of light. And I'm like, did you just double up on ad revenue? Made the same video again. <laughs> Basically, if he did, that's smart. Yeah, they like, all right, smart asses. We'll see who's smart. I'm gonna be collecting the check at the end of the month. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, I like um, those videos. I watch a bunch of that shit. Like all sorts of like silly math. Like what would happen if you and some of them I, I, are real head scratchers for me because of the numbers involved. It's like what would happen if you, if you detonated a nuclear weapon at the bottom of the Marianas Trench? Turns mm-hmm. out nothing. But I didn't know. Like maybe no. I, I didn't know what would happen. I don't There's believe that something would happen. So as a child. There was actually like a 
national international anxiety about the cold war like it just kind of, of existed and and hung over everything that you did or hanged over everything you did i don't know and uh um we had this idea that nuclear bombs were worse than they really are nuclear bombs take out square miles if i understand it right and then the fallout you know ruins territory you know beyond that and one nuclear bomb could maybe take out new york city but as a child we were like if they launch all of them does the earth split will, will it crack like an egg and will there be two floating hemispheres rotating around the sun no no they're not that powerful they're just really good bombs. if they launched them mm -hmm. all then we would all die though because we we would go into a nuclear winter that'd be an atmosphere thing not like the that'd be an atmosphere or, thing or. well not only would you have vast seas of radioactive wasteland that no one that nothing could exist in and the, and, and the the water would be poisoned in vast areas and the entire like chain of production that i mean forget nuclear weapons if you just turned off the oil for a, for a few years like a massive percentage of humans would just die because there's no like food mm -hmm. being moved around. But now you're talking about like a significant percentage of us are just dead. Cause like every major city is already pre-targeted by these things. And there's like 10,000 of them, I think at this point where there used to be way more in the cold war. I think there's, I think the U S has like 4,500 and the, the Russians have like 5,000 and the Chinese have like some piddling amount 50. This is an area where I don't trust, don't trust the accuracy of our reporting at all. Mm. You under you're like they blow those nukes out of proportion, high or low. I don't know. Like I just oh, don't I believe they have any incentive to tell the truth. They could have way more than mm. they say or way less. Oh, than they say. yeah, I, I suppose so. I think we're more likely to be honest than the Russians are, and I think the Russians would have a hard time like keeping that shit funded. I, I think they turned a lot of them into like um, power plants. They, they you know they 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 pulled the warheads apart. But um, but yeah, I think if if all of them got launched, especially during the Cold War, that's kind of it for us. I mean, we don't go extinct, but our version of what reality is is greatly. It, we turn into Fallout. It's like Fallout the video game. I think I that's think what the happens. Last three presidents have talked about making more nukes, and it makes me think: Did we? Did we? And just not put any advertising and marketing around the creation of new nukes? Uh, we signed quite a bit of treaties. Um, you would hope that everybody is abiding by them. <laughs> right because we wouldn't want to go to nuke jail <laughs> like it, well you know like, like like if the russians were to find out and it doesn't seem like we're great at keeping secrets that we had like an extra thousand we lied about then that gives them carte blanche to like make another thousand and then you don't want an arms race we need to get rid of those things like, I, I like we, need, we need a small amount of those. court found ronald reagan guilty of violating something and I remember with the political cartoons where they're like, please don't show the presidential buttocks in court. <laughs> just booning the judge like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you have no teeth. No power here. Yeah. No, uh, I, but, but like, I do think we need to keep a lot of them around because like the aliens ever come, we're going to need those. We're going to need bad. those. Not, 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 I don't think we could do anything to the aliens with them, but we could, we could be like, look, we'll ruin this place. You think you're taking this? <laughs> you don't you know what humans are all about I, the aliens would be like jesus we're we're literally heartless insectoids but they're willing to ruin their whole planet just so that we can't have it those aliens jesus. have a lot of self-awareness well of course they do they flew <laughs> for, here from another for heartless insectoids <laughs> <laughs> they would be blown away by, by how vindictive we would be because that's what we would do you know if it came down to like either we are going to be like accept insectoid overlords 
or we can just mm-hmm. ruin this fucking place so that they'll have to leave and maybe like we'll crawl from the ashes eventually. We would choose option B. I'm down with that. I was thinking about what I would. I, I, I don't mean to talk about Walking Dead every show, but I think about what I would do in a if the world was that bad. And it's like, dude, the people that killed themselves weren't dumb. Like that's a viable idea in The Walking Dead. That there's not a lot of joy even amongst the most successful survivors. Mm-hmm. So what are you keeping going? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I don't know. I like the idea that like over in Europe, it's all hunky dory. Like they, they solved that zombie <laughs> thing right away, and like like because they, they their socialized healthcare just kicked right in. Everybody's like <laughs> everybody's like doing those big handshakes and big wide grins when it comes to sharing food and stuff. And Canada's fine too. They have it. That as would well. be a hilarious ending if like they like try if they sailed across the Atlantic and got to France and and they're all like wearing suits and ties and and like sipping fucking cappuccino and like like just blown away that we've been living like 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 cavemen. I'm sorry with the Walking Dead. So in Walking Dead, one of the interesting things is there's no uh, plot armor. Everybody dies in Walking Dead. From the original season, I think there's two people left. From season two, every single one of them is dead. Season three, I don't think there's any people that... So anyway, um, maybe there is Maggie. But back on topic, what's going to happen is they're going to end Walking Dead this year. And then there's going to be a spinoff where Carol and Daryl do their thing. And I'm like, how is that different than just Walking Dead? Yeah, like it, it, you kill everyone, you always kill everyone. That's just what Walking Dead is. No, I feel you. You're absolutely we'll right. I think it's um, I think it's really smart because, God, I hope they find Rick along the way, and we can watch this show again. Honestly, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe they like bump him. into Rick down the road, and, and he's like, "Turned out Carl wasn't dead after all." <laughs> <laughs> so none of it means anything until production starts. But apparently, they're doing a movie with Rick. I so. watched that shit. I love yeah. Rick, dude. I wanted. I wanted to be a co-writer on that show so bad. I would have loved to have had my way. I, I'm always like, like, like with the Jedi thing, you know, I, I want Luke Skywalker to be the baddest motherfucker of all time. And with Walking Dead, I wanted a, I wanted a Rick Tatorship. I wanted hardcore <laughs> Rick. I just want Rick to like run into a new bad guy every season and them to underestimate him again. And then him to get all teary eyed and then just go crazy and kill them all. Like, like, that's what I liked about that show. I loved like, oh, you shouldn't have fu- you don't know what you've done. It's like that Carlos Mencia bit about 9-11. You don't know. You don't know. He you don't have that. the history channel. They go to Terminus. Probably This is a small thing. They go to Terminus. You might not remember. There are these signs. There's salvation and Terminus. Come to Terminus. We accept new people, etc. He goes there. They ambush him and his crowd. They shoot at them and guide them into this railway car. Then they lock them all in, unarmed, in a railway car. And they're all beat up, maybe a little bit injured, trapped in a railway car. And uh, I think this is the final episode in a season. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick is like, they're going to feel so stupid. And they're like, what? When they figure out they locked up the wrong guys. And the season I, ends. I think he says <laughs> fuck. I think what he says, he might. It, it's been years ago. And he's just like, they don't know. And, and and like one of them is like, they don't know what? They don't know who they're fucking with. <laughs> and, and sure enough, like the next season, he's taken somebody's necklace and whittled out a splinter out of a piece of wood. And when they open the door, it's throats and eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you probably remember better than me. But it's that's throats right. and I, eyeballs as soon as they slide that door open. And it's like, all right, we got machine guns now. Let's go again. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's, I love Rick as a character. I, I love that it's in Georgia. Like, like that t- that show was tailor made to like make a lifelong fan out of me, and they just ruined it. Yeah, 
Also, Rick can't do a southern accent, so that's a bit annoying. Is yeah, it's British? pretty bad. He don't sound like we sound down here. He don't sound nothing like we sound like down he here. He doesn't sound like any portion of the South either. No, sir. He don't sound like Georgia. He don't sound like South Carolina. He don't sound like Alabama. He don't sound like us at all. And it's very visibly evident every time mm-hmm. he tries that accent. It made no sense. He should have been like, yes, I'm from Connecticut. I just moved down here to be the sheriff of Georgia or like whatever <laughs> the fuck. Like he should just come up with, they should have just written that into his story and not have him try to do a Southern accent. I do Boston R's the whole thing for 10 years. These <laughs> <laughs> zombies is going to be a problem. Like give him the Jersey thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just terrible at the accent, but I like the, ca- the guy's character. He's got a good look. I know we need to wrap, but I always thought his look was wrong. I, I really, I, to me, he's too skinny to be a badass, right? He beats mm. up every other person. I, I, I don't even. Do I have bigger muscles than Rick? Yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're all bigger than Rick. He's a little guy. I've met him. He's a little guy. Okay, oh, that's cool. Met uh, is a strong word. I ate coffee. I had coffee like six feet from him, and I was just. Okay. I, I did. I don't bother sizing him up. Yeah, I sized him up. Mm-hmm. Monocular pat down and ascertained <laughs> you could beat his ass. I did. I, I yeah. I I always thought he was just. I don't know. I guess I want uh, if I'm going to see the the biggest badass around, he has to at least be Daryl sized and ideally Shane sized. Daryl's a little guy too. Yeah, they're all little guys. Shane was Shane was the um the big one, right? He's he's the one that was fucking Rick's wife. That's like him. like he's yeah. a big man. Like 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 you know he he did a great job playing the Punisher. Um, mm-hmm. he's believable as an action hero. Yes. Yeah. So th- that's I guess that's what I wanted from the. You don't have to have muscles to lead, but it, it wasn't like, you know, he was Captain America leadershiping everyone. He literally, yeah. you know, he was the second toughest guy on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He was more of your tact. He was a pretty good tactician. It, it it was like his, like, you know, when he would plot and he would stay down as long as it, he keep his head down. And even his own people would be like, is Rick a bitch now? But Rick was always like thinking about something and, and he'd, he'd eat as much shit as he had to eat to like take care of his people. And then by the end, people are getting it's, it's throats and eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to wrap. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I enjoyed it's it very much, eat. gentlemen. Very good. PKA 562.